Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by Motosport.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lions Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis and Chris Kiefer. And now strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. The Pulp Mech Show presented by Motorsport.com and Fly Racing. Coming at you. It's Monday, March 2nd, 5 p.m. Pacific. Thanks for listening, everybody. Lots to talk about tonight when it comes on the show. Atlanta Supercross just wrapped up. What a nutty race. Nine rounds down. Kenny Rocks and Eli Tomac are tied. Eli lost a lot of points this weekend with the crash and a bad start. Roxon rode flawless to take the win. Sexton pulled into the points lead in 250 class. It was a great race. Well, it was 450 main event was great anyways. Justin Barsher rode amazing. Cooper Webb rode great. Eli rode well to salvage a fourth. Oh, Marty. Marty lost the podium late. We're going to talk about that and much more on the show tonight. 702-586-7857. If you want to give us a call, talk about whatever, we can do that. Hey, don't forget, coming up, Indianapolis in two weeks, Denver and Vegas. We have the Yamaha Fly Racing Live Racer X Pulp MX podcast shows. These are live shows we're doing on the road. Myself, Weech, JT, Kiefer, we'll have some special guests. Do these in these theaters. Tickets start at like 20 bucks for some of these. There's a meet and greet afterwards if you want. Go to pulpmex.com. Ticket sales link is on there. Uh, like I said, Denver, Vegas, Indianapolis. Coming up live shows. Also, Yamaha LCQ Privateer Challenge. We got one round to go. We're going to take the top seven in points after this one round. Reset the points to zero and have a chase for all the money. We're going to give the money to five guys this year instead of three. $20 gets you a raffle ticket to win a 2020 Yamaha YZ450F. Complete done up from all our sponsors. So FMF Muffler, Gut Seat, Roost Graphics, Works Connection, Michelin, Vortex, all done up. FXR is donating a set of gear. Second prize is a pair of Yamaha generators. Third prize is a full set head-to-toe of fly racing gear. $20 gets you a ticket. Go to pulpmex.com. All the money goes to five privateers in the LCQ Challenge. We are resetting the points after this weekend. And uh, Seven Deuce Deuce, no longer leading. Joan Cross is leading now. So, uh, yeah, please check that out as well on the website. We'd appreciate that. Amazon, there's a widget on pulpmex.com. Make a purchase. We get a small slice of that through the folks at Amazon. The Pulpmex app as well. You can listen live and all the archives on the app. There's some app-exclusive stuff on there as well. And motorsport.com. Great prices, great great products, great service, all of that. Uh, motorsport.com banners and widgets are on pulpamex.com, pulpamex show. If you need something for your biker body, UTV, road race, mountain bike, uh, mountain, motorsport.com has got you covered over there. Thanks to those guys for, for all that they do tonight. Good show tonight. Trey Kennard will be on. National champion, 250 Supercross winner, 450 Supercross winner, 450 National winner. Trey Kennard will be on. He uh, tests for Factory Honda now. And uh, they just swept this weekend with uh, Sexton and Roxon. So good job to those guys. 
Caleb Russell will be on. Seven-time GNCC champion will come on and talk about why this season is his last. He's already announced it. And uh, we'll talk to, talk to him about the season that's uh, happened so far. There's been one round. And why he's deciding to call it quits and everything else. Caleb Russell will be on. Uh, Davy Coombs will be on. The 50th edition of the Daytona Supercross is this weekend. And DC will call in and talk about the history of Daytona. Uh, I'll talk to one of our guests here about racing Daytona and much more. Uh, also, Killian Rusk will be in. Killian Race Pro for a number of years. He's going to stop by the studio. He's in Vegas. Killian Rusk will stop by and... Uh, We'll catch up on what he's doing and what's going on with him and everything else. So as I said, Kennard, Russell, Coombs, Rusk on the show tonight. Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, Vortex Racing, Roost MX, Race Tech Suspension Engines, Vertex Pistons, EVS Sports, Michelin, Starcross 5, X-Brand Goggles. We have the X-Brand Goggle tariffs tonight, by the way. Maxima USA, proud sponsors of the Geico Honda team, as well as the Monster Energy Kawasaki team. Skosh. Pro filters on board with uh, MCR Honda. Three guys in the top ten this weekend for the MCR guys, and uh, as well as with the Geico guys. Firepower, batteries and chains, Atlas neck brace, FMF on board with us, Guts Racing, Get Data, OGO Power Sports, Works Connection will call tonight. Maybe. MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, WUSA, LA Honda World, Works Chassis Lab, and Intense Cycles all on board with us tonight. Sponsored deals on Papa Mech Show. All the codes are there. We uh, have a number of codes to save you money with our partners, and you can go ahead and do that. So looking forward to the night show. Got a great couple of co-hosts in studio. First up, from Kiefer Inc. Testing, from Pulp MX, from Racer X, the Chris Kiefer. What's up, bud? How are you? Good to be back. Kiefer After Dark tonight? Yes. That makes me happy. I'm happy about Kiefer After Dark. Grillyourassoff.com. We got a sponsor. <clears throat> I like that guy. You like that guy? I like that guy. Yeah, I, I bet you do. You seem in, you and him seem like a real, real match. Oh, yeah, we're just like meshing yeah, yeah. hard right now. Right. <laughs> um, also here, he's a past 125 Supercross champion, former factory Honda rider, former Moto Triple X rider, Travis Preston. What's up, TP? Hey, guys. Thanks uh, for having me. Last time you were here. Wow. We, wow. had, we had a good time. Yeah. That was a good time. Yeah. It was, uh, you went upstairs. We still don't know what happened. We don't know what happened. The yeah. party was upstairs. Yeah. You came down without a shirt on at one point. Yeah, the, the show was upstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah and it really he was. And he threw a gun, too. Like, he threw it out. It was, it was epic. That wasn't normal me. No. That's and not. what's funny is my girlfriend always talks about that night. She's like, you were so fun in Vegas. <laughs> Where's that guy yeah, at? Yeah, I, 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 I want that guy. I want Bring the TP that guy back from home. Vegas. You were so loose. You were so fun. I'm like... <laughs> I'm always fun. Yeah. I don't leave, know. leave me alone, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it was something else that night. So uh, looking forward to tonight's show. Kennard, obviously. Were you teammates with him? I don't know. Did I don't you miss think him? so. I think you missed him, I think right? I did, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. I'm a little bit too old for that. Um, and uh, Davey Coombs, of course, Killian Rusk, and Caleb Russell on. So um, it's some off-road for you. I love that. You work with Trey a little bit as well here and there. Yep. You've done some stuff with him. So looking forward to the, the show. Uh, directing the show. Standing over there, looking at the video screens. He's standing. Fingering it all out, sitting over there. Very upset about some sort of uh, stock market thing today. Oh, really? The Travis Marks. What's up, Marks? Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Are you mad about the <clears throat> stock market thing? What, Freak. What? Yeah, I'm mad. What happened? I don't uh, it's, So this app, Robinhood, it's a brokerage where you can uh, trade stocks and options and stuff without commissions. Mm -hmm. It was down all day. And uh, I had some puts on SPY. I really don't care. And uh, they were worth a couple thousand dollars, and now they're actually worth negative money. Oh. So, because the app was down, so I couldn't close my positions. Uh, so I'm pretty pumped on that. Not so really. They won't eat that then. Uh, no. Oh, fuck. No. 
Yep. That's a that's a tough that's a tough go. Yeah, it's I mean, like it, it was up a couple thousand, so I'm really not it's not like I really lost money. It's just like well, when I, you're had, making, I had gained money and then it went away. When but you're making bank sucks. here at Pulp, you know, you don't need yeah. you're fine. You're yeah. fine. Yeah. yeah, Lambos yep. Lambos Lambos are coming. Absolutely. Uh over there in the corner taking your calls, producing the show, seven oh two five eight six pulp. If you got a question. It's Talon, Lone Wolf. What's up, Talon? How are you? Good. How are you doing? Thanks for coming out riding last week. Yeah, thanks for the invite. It was fun. You came out. It was very fun. I, I know. He looked good. Marks didn't make it. He was supposed to be there. Uh, that was slight. Kiefer uh, was supposed yeah. to be there, Kiefer too. Kiefer was supposed to make it. He uh, He's running from the challenge. He's running from the Western Speedway Challenge. Did We haven't told hey, Travis I, I, the I'm renegotiation. Out. So the re, we, re, we renegotiated oh. the seconds per lap. You and Steve did. Yes, okay. I'm fine with that. Like I, I, I put up no fight for that. It's, it's, it's. How long is the track, Lone Wolf? Minute and a half. Yeah, minute thirty probably. We we had twenty seconds. We're like, we're no way. We're going to be here for twenty seconds. A minute and thirty. There's no way. So I renegotiated thirteen seconds. Uh, I'd go fifteen. Yeah, I think thirteen is. Well, that's what I got. I got thirteen. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I think you. I, I I think you're giving him too much. I think you're making it too easy on him. I just. I yeah. I I don't know what to say. He he's doing. You it. You don't have faith in him then, or I, I don't know. I just I just want to get up here and him to ride. He just ducks and weaves the whole time. Ducks weaves. Ducks weaves. Doesn't come up. They're not able to come up. Any to, to, to do this. So I don't know. I don't know if it's ever going to happen. So it could be thirteen or thirty or sixty or three. It doesn't matter because he's not coming up. I'm coming up. I just couldn't last week. I had testing. Right. What do you think, Talon, of uh, of the place? You haven't been there for a while. Yeah, that was my second time there. It was cool track. They have uh, added a lot of stuff: vet track, supercross track, little super off road loop. They got supercross futures track. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Luckily, it was fenced off, so Steve couldn't get in there. I'm not going on that. Why not? I don't think I want anything to do with that. Let's go there for 13 seconds. <laughs> Does it have like ruts or berms? <laughs> what are you talking? about? Oh, yeah. Don't get him started. Well, I'm just asking, is it, it like a ruddy track or is it a berm track? It's fucking Nevada. That's crucial depending on whether I come up or not. Oh, it, it's going to be bermy. It's bermy. It's, yeah. uh, he's out. Uh, how good, Jason, there at Western <laughs> Raceway. Uh, we show up. It's watered. It's groomed. Tractor ruts up the face. I mean, mm, we, it's we have, perfect. It's and then per- they kept it watered all day. They had a yeah, guy out there as we ride, just prepping it for us all day. Sprinkles of water as we ride. And he's just there for you guys? Yeah. Just for wow. us four guys. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. That guy's cool. I don't know him, but he sounds like a good Oh, it's phenomenal. Good time. I'd do it just for that. You get out there, the first thing, you're just like, you're loving it. It's There's amazing. no bumps ever, right? Uh, nah, a but few the, turns get kind yeah. of rutted, like the tighter turns. I usually check out when that happens. <laughs> you're out. Yeah. You're the guy before 11. He's packed. You're driving in. This guy's going out. Like, what's wrong? Is the track closed? Nope. I'm out. Yep. See you later. No, I got. Yeah, I don't like when it got a little rough there. <laughs> yeah. You know? What's your what, What's your program? Do you show up? Do you guys do like a 10 minute practice and you jump straight into the motos or how does the day usually go uh, for you guys? No, there's Good question. Yeah. Um, he did about four 15 to 20 minute motos. Four. four. Like not not yeah. like all out motos, but yeah. The last one I was kind of putting. The yeah. last one I was just had doing sections, working on sections. Ah. but yeah, that's that's usually that's the a goal. lot of riding. It yeah, seems like. I just want. Well, I'm, I'm very crunched for time, so I want to get there, ride, go home. Okay, like, so like, but yeah. what time do you show up? Eight thirty. What time are you out? Eleven. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I gotta go. Not a lot of breaks in between no, the sessions. No, 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 not at all. Not a lot of talking. No, no, none of that. Broing we're, down. We're, we're there to we're there to ride. Okay. So. 
Talon had a, a an off-road gas tank on his bike. Yeah. He said, I said my Honda turned a little better than his Yamaha. And he goes, oh, it's all that fuel you have up on the front. Front weight bias. Yeah, just <laughs> diving into that turn. So, uh, anyways, it was fun. Thank you, Jason at Western Raceway. Jason, go buy Sunrise. Please. <laughs> I think he wants to put some lights in Western, though. No, we don't waste some... time on the lights. Just come by Sunrise. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, be happy. That'd be a good investment, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you guys do it? Uh, no, it's too much work. That's what it's fine for Jason. Shh, don't tell him that. <laughs> no, we should, Travis. Come on. We, uh, Jason, hurry up and get um, on it before we do it. So, anyways, uh, it was a fun time. Good time to, uh, to have out. And, I'm uh, just glad you're riding. Thank you for riding. I've got... 20-something hours on my bike. Are you happy when you're there? I know you're a five all the time, but are you happy when you're riding? Ah, this, I was cold. It was a little cold when I was out there. That's be the perfect this, temperature for you. Yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah, yeah. got it. I'll tell you what. I told you this before. Yes. When I went to Glen Helen with Wygant. That was a good time. Unbelievable. Maybe one of my top 10, and I ate shit mm-hmm. later in the day. Mm-hmm. Like, broke my muffler, cartwheeled, could barely walk for two days because I had a Charlie horse. Even with that, that was one of my top 10 days of riding my life. Let me ask you this. There was barely anybody there. It was a world vet layout. It was watered and groomed. It was amazing. And I ate shit. When you were driving home that day, were you thinking about the day? Because that's when you know it's a fun day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is when you're thinking about you hit a rut and you're like, that feeling stays with you for a little while, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was was good. It was fun. Um, (laughs) Yeah. He doesn't want to talk. To I don't know if it'd be fun riding with you. Right. Thank you. Because it's like when I ride with Chris, we'll, we'll go ride. And then after the ride, we get together and we talk about the lines or the corners or what we did well or what we sucked at. It sounds like you want to ride and then forget about it. There's wow. like no reflection. Not on, only that, uh-huh. my buddy, I bought my, my buddy Trevor there from Canada. He came down to ride with us. Uh-huh. And my buddy Drew brought his cowie out for him to ride. And so he was kind of riding. I don't know if he rode Talon's bike or not, but he rode my bike and he rode the Cowie and everything else. And at some point he's like, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, what do you mean? Because what I was doing was going in my truck in between motos and sitting in the driver's seat and just like looking at my phone. <laughs> By one of those guys. <laughs> he's like, what are you doing? Wow. I'm, like, I'm, just, I, I'm, not, like, I'm just taking a break and then I'll go out and ride again. But I don't want to talk to you. Man, he's like that kid at lunch in high school in the quad that stays over by himself with a Nine Inch Nails t-shirt on and shit. I don't, I mean, yeah, like, I, I yeah. Just, it's, so, it's okay to talk to people. You do that for a living. I know, I think, I think that's the point, is I do it so much that I, I like the downtime of not talking. Okay. You know, but anyways, anytime, Kiefer, come on out, 13 seconds. Well, uh, I can't next week, or this week, but next week I'd be right. glad to do it. Um, Are you going to ride next week? I think I'm going to ride, yeah, this weekend, next week. Okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so there's so much to talk about with Atlanta. Yeah, a lot. And Caleb Russell's coming up, and Kennard's coming up, but this star Yamaha thing, we should probably touch on this. So, Will Hahn's not coming on tonight. Yeah. He asked to give him a mul- He asked us to give him a mulligan. Mm-hmm. Fuck Will Hahn. I can't believe he's not coming on. Like, He's he doesn't want to deal with this. He doesn't want to hear about it. Mm-hmm. That's what he's. I don't. He, it's not that he's too busy. Anything. Right. So for people who don't know, obviously, if you listen to the show, we've been talking to Will Hahn since August, since Washugo when all four star Yamahas were top four off the start. Yeah. We've been talking about testing this bike. Yep. And no, not even talking about it. Oh, it's been arranged. Yeah, yeah. through Yamaha, through Will, like privately, right. it's all been done. Right. As you know, we haven't been able to ride it. And this week, Swap Moto Live tested Justin Cooper's bike. Right. And Travis, have you ever heard Kiefer matter? 
No, I've known him over 20 years, and that was the maddest I've ever heard of. I agree. I, I, I called him. I was on a, was I biking? Was I mountain biking? Uh, yes. I was. Yes. And his, the, the violence in his, in his thing was throwing my bike off. You're fucked. So yeah. this wasn't Will's fault. No. Will <laughs> did not know about this. Do you want to set this up because I, I need I need to set because I don't. I mean, know I, think, where... I feel like I'm trying to go there right now. Okay. Well, look. <laughs> Here's why I'm so upset. Yep. Nothing to do with Pat. I love Pat. He's a great test rider. I respect Pat a lot. Nothing to do with Don. That was. I think Don kind of knew about it, but didn't know what was going on. Uh, you can't come down on Don at all. I'm not. Don called me. I would work. I w- I'm a little different. I and to start this conversation out this way, I'm a little yeah. different. If I yeah. would have known, if it was if it if I was Don and it was I got invited to do something, and I knew Don was going to do it. I would probably say no. Don doesn't listen to our shows. So I understand that, and that's why I'm not right. getting mad. But that's just me. Okay. I'm just like, look, maybe that's why I'll be a shitty businessman because I wouldn't ride someone else's stuff that was promised to someone else. I need to I need to breathe and calm down because this gets me worked up. So settle down. I really try hard at Got a Yamaha hat on right now, by the way. He's got a Yamaha hat on, so I try hard at my job. Mm-hmm. I love dirt bikes. Yes, I you love do. testing dirt bikes. Yes, you do. I love telling people what it's like to ride certain bikes that they can't ride. I take it very personal. Um, I'm a fan of sports just like you. I wish I could be on a football field and feel the grass. I wish I could be in the locker room. I'm never going to be able to fucking do that. So how I translate riding dirt bikes is the same way as I would look at if I was trying to go on the field or in a locker room. I'm trying to bring that to people. So I take it very personal. So when someone tells me, yes, Chris and Steve, you're going to be able to ride this for several months, I'm taking you for your word. That's who I am. I teach my son this. I practice this. I try hard at it. I'm going to believe in you. It got drug on. And maybe in the pulp world, we think it's a ha, ha, ha. Like, you know, this is a joke. It's been drug out. But I really thought we were going to do this. And so did you, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah. So when I knew nothing about this, and I'm getting all these text messages, hey, man, you at Paula today? Nope. Uh, Well, the Yamaha is, and it's not your name on the back of the jersey. I'm like, what? And I thought it was a joke. I was like, nah, fake news. It's not happening. There's no way that would happen. Well, sure shit. Don and Pat got to ride the bike. I don't know Brad at Yamaha at all. I don't crew know chief, The crew chief. Yeah. I don't know him. At least you got his name right this time. Yes. I, I've never met him, and if we have, I don't remember, and I apologize. I know Will. I know Will would have told me straight up if... If it was going down, I, I figure I know Will enough to be like, hey, he's a, he's a good enough dude to tell us sh- yeah, what's going on. I believe that. So I'm more upset that we would get drug on this long. And I would I put this on the itinerary at Racer X to do, to have this at Kiefer Inc., at Pulp. And then it got arranged to have it pulled from us, whatever reason that is, okay? And I don't know. I just think it's unprofessional and maybe it is because we're a, we're a, a funny show and we laugh and we joke and maybe this it got misconstrued as it being a funny thing but for me i take that shit very personal to me and i know you look at it a little different than me but for me testing a dirt bike that's my fucking job 
That's what I'm supposed to fucking do. That's what I want to do. And you can tell me to get fucked. That's fine. I have no problem with that. I'm a nobody. I don't give a shit. You can say, hey, Kiefer, don't want you testing the bike. You can no, get fucked. No problem. I'm fine with that. Just tell me that. Don't string me along and then clip me. Wow. And even though I'm attached to you, someone could have came to me and said, hey, this is what we're doing. That's all I wanted. And if I ever meet Brad, I just want to talk to him. Like, hey, man, uh, I, I'm sorry if I gave you the wrong idea or whatever it is. I don't know you, and I would like to get to know you. I'm not a, just some random fuckwad on the street that wants to ride your bike. I kind of know some shit about dirt bikes. So, yes, I was upset. Thank God this show wasn't fucking last week. <laughs> because I, I was... I can't believe Will's not coming on tonight. I can. Really? Yeah, because th- Chris came in a little hot beginning of the week when this all this came out. And, and but, but Will didn't have anything to do with this. No. So, I don't, but, you know, yeah. it's not Will's fault. It, it's it's not, not. But, one, I don't think Will understands maybe now, like, it's kind of blown over. I, you know, I, I not th- Well, look at Swap Moto's Instagram. It hasn't really blown uh, over, well, you know, I, that much. But I mean, it's a dirt bike. I know people say, who gives a shit, Kiefer? It's a fucking dirt bike. I understand that. And I get it. I'm just more of the principle of, like, just tell us, man. This if we just, can't, just tell us. Was, I'm cool with that. I, I get it. Some some guys like us. Some guys don't. I'm fine with that. But give me a chance. Give me a chance. That's all I'm asking. Just give me a fucking chance. <laughs> I don't think Yamaha's pumped about this. It's not like Yamaha's celebrating this. But it's not a Yamaha thing. But this isn't. This like, looks bad on Yamaha. Look at go look at Swap's Moto <clears throat> Swap Moto's Instagram. Everybody telling Star to fuck off and fuck off Will and right. and all of this because our listeners love us and they love our show. It's not good press for Yamaha, and they're not happy. I, I you know me, I love Yamahas. People still, I ride them on my own time. That's what I choose. I love it. I know, but I'm saying like this was a this was like a rogue act. <laughs> I know. And that's what I'm it saying. Wasn't, it wasn't I, Yamaha's doing. It wasn't. It wasn't Will Hans doing. It was something to get back at us. Something to get back at our show. And I can appreciate that as a as a jab. I I don't mind it. Like me and you joke. I'm me and him joke. I don't care. Ah. Yeah. But just when it comes to work, I guess I don't really fuck around with work. Right. No. I, listen. And we're not going to ride it now. No. I mean, here's the thing about the media industry. Um. A lot of us won't do the same thing. I really try hard for Kiefer Inc., for Pulp, for Racer X to bring something different to what I do. Even if I do factory bike videos, I try to do it something different. I'm not trying to do the same shit that everyone else is doing. Again, I love what I do. This is why I do it. I still love to ride. I don't know who rides more than me. I can guarantee you no dude in the media world rides as much as I do. Yeah, that's my job, but I fucking love riding dirt bikes. I love it. I, he can attest to it. He's like, what the fuck are you doing on a Saturday? I'm at Glen Helen. He's like, why? I, I want to go riding. It's, it's in my blood. Just don't want to go to Western, apparently. I'll go to Western. Okay. Well. I don't want to fucking drive, but I'll go to Western. Right. So that's yeah. what, that's what so. I was more upset about when I heard about it. It was like, it's almost like a slap in the face to me. It is. It's, it, and it is, it is to, me, to me too. To Pulp. So. Sure. So now we got a debate. 
Do we have Will on ever again? Does, yes, does, does Will, of course. Well, if he doesn't I come don't, on, I, you know, for me, I, one, I don't think anyone's mad at Yamaha. Um, I think maybe it was just some, some miscommunication at some point because everybody knew that you guys wanted to ride the bike. Yeah, this was set up through Yamaha official, like, off the air. Like, hey, yeah. Yamaha, can we try this? Can we do this? Yes, you can. No problem. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't just some radio show thing where we were jo- – like, this was officially – But maybe – and I want to ha- I want to. I know Brad, and, and I'm saying Brad does a lot of good things for us. He goes out of his way a lot for the Japanese – a lot of smart things that have been done over there. I hope we're going to trickle down to production. So I, I obviously think, he's doing a good job. Look at the bikes. So you know? I just think it was just a mis- miscommunication. Unfortunately, maybe Will is the uh, uh, face of Star Racing, and he takes a lot of the the uh, brunt of these things. And I, I think that's hard for Will. Yeah, absolutely. So that's maybe why he doesn't want to come on and, the show. And I think also. We've been having this thing drag out for so long. So uh, possibly, highly, people thought it was a joke. You know? Uh, you and I both know it wasn't. It, it wasn't. So, But when it gets shit gets drug on for so long, no one fucking believes anybody anymore. Like, yeah, those guys aren't going to test the thing anyway. It did seem odd to me why it took so long for Will. So maybe Will just thought no one would really listen to the show, and so he didn't really tell anybody in the shop to get a bike ready. Right. I don't know. It's fine. How hard can it it be? It's done and over with. Am I? Am I? So mad. Yeah, I was so mad. I loved about it. Yeah, Steve. Like you know Chris really well, right? I know Chris. We talk all the time. He called me and he ranted. I think I drove twenty miles, (laughs) and he was just yelling and like really loud. And a lot of cuss words came out, and I didn't say one word. And then when he stopped. And I, I just start laughing. I say, Chris, you know what I love about all this? I said, your passion is amazing. Your passion to ride a motorcycle is what I got excited about. Because I feel like there's not a lot of passion out there, you yeah, know. And yeah. Chris really oh. wanted to ride that bike. And uh, Well, it's good about Travis, too, is when you talk to him, he's like one of my guys that I can go to. He'll give me the flip side of it, and he'll, it'll kind of calm me down a little bit. Well, I tried. You did. Yes, you did. It didn't work. It didn't work. <laughs> I was trying to give you the flip side. It wasn't working. It was nothing was working. Um, so yeah, I'm not. I'm I'm good. It, it's a little salty, but I'm I'm good. I would love to meet Brad and introduce myself and wow. and get to know him. Like I like people. That's the thing. My job is to help people. I grew up helping my disabled mom. You, I have a fucking job that I help people. I like it. You were an innocent bystander in Brad trying to fuck me over. In my opinion. That's your opinion. Yeah, yeah. My opinion is that Brad, and I've criticized Star in the past, and he hasn't always liked me. Because Star went through a a role where they had crappy bikes, and then they went through like three team managers in like eight months. And they had crappy bikes and crappy results. This is like carburetor days? Yeah, and I would write about it. And I think he still holds a grudge, still doesn't like it. And in the end of the thing, this this is Brad saying, fuck you, Steve. Watch this. That's what it boils down to. And you were innocent, and Will was innocent. And Yamaha was innocent and all of that. That's, but, that's what it boils down to. But even then, okay, why can't... We're all fucking adults. Not when it... Not when it yeah. Not, I mean, I understand why... Who cares? Hey, if I had a problem with you, I would give it, hey, man, here's yeah, but, what I have a problem not with. How, that's not how society works. I know. I would, too. And you would, too. But some people don't. Hmm. If that's my theory on all of this. That, right. That's my own theory. Yeah, I don't know him. So right, I, right, right. So... Uh, well, so now we're going to test something else, we think. We're working on Let's that now. Let's not even talk we're, about we're it until on, it happens. Yeah, yeah, we're working on something else. And Yes. But so, I, did go to, I did go to Yamaha HQ on Friday in, the, in Georgia. 
How was that? Yeah, we had the wall of champions there. See Gary? Saw Gary on the wall of champions. <laughs> yep, Gary was there. So, uh, Caleb Russell coming up here. I want to talk Atlanta, Tomac, and the Barsh and the Baggett thing. Tomac and the Barsha thing. That's your guy, Preston. Which one, Baggett Just, or Barsha? Barsha. Yeah, Barsha's oh, your yeah. guy. Love watching him. Um, just had surgery, by the way. If people are wondering or on video, Travis Preston has a sling on. You had a bicep surgery? Yeah. Was this from old racing days, or is this something CrossFit injury? Yeah, no, it, it happened at CrossFit. Oh. <laughs> oh. And it's not CrossFit's fault. I thought it was at first because I was lifting some weight. It wasn't very heavy. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, I felt a tear. And I went to the doctor, and he said, yeah, it's from an old uh, shoulder injury from 2007. The scar tissue had started to wear on the long head bicep up in the shoulder area okay. and the scar tissue caused the uh, bicep to tear so he said to cross it maybe just yeah it just made it uh, happen sooner yeah. yeah so it was bound to happen okay so it was good my shoulder's been feeling kind of bad i didn't even know it so he was describing some symptoms i was having so he cleaned out the shoulder oh, okay and he reattached the bicep so how long will you be off a bike for um not long probably well, actually, it's good because we, there's a travel ban from that stupid virus. Yeah. So all of our tests have been canceled. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I'm not missing yeah. a lot. So yeah. probably May, oh, okay. I'll be back on the bike, and that's probably when we'll start rolling again with the oh, testing. Okay. All right. Well, sounds good. He, uh, He's gnarly with working out, dude. Like, he's um, gnarly, dude. Well, we were talking about that today, Steve. It's like the, the cycling is your thing, right? Yeah. And working out is, is my thing because, I, I, you know, I don't live by mountain bike trails mm -hmm. and um, yeah, yeah he, so he set up a whole gym in his house. Like he has a full blown CrossFit gym yeah, in his he's, house. He's not really, let's get some phone calls before we. All right. We got to talk about Atlanta too, obviously. But uh, Dan, what's going on? Hello. Hey, Dan. Hi, Dan. Dan's gone. Bye, Dan. Okay. Um, Brandon's on four. Brandon, you want to talk to Travis Preston? Hey, yeah, guys. Uh, long time listener, big fan. Thank you. Yeah. I just, I, I wanted to thank Travis. Uh, I reached out to him on Instagram, and it, he he came back about a month later. Said he was a little bit busy, but uh, <laughs> but hey, I got back to him. <laughs> yeah, that's, Damn. yeah, hey, dude, that's impressive, dude. I'm improving. That's impressive. <laughs> yeah, I, I was having some problems with my Blue Crew, and he gave me some really good advice and uh, about a ten dollar part, and it's been working great ever since. So I just wanted to to tell him thank you. And then uh, I had a, a secondary question on that. Um, I was listening to you guys' Dallas uh, post-race podcast, mm -hmm. and uh, you guys were talking about Barcha, and you were saying how he's riding so great, but he can't get the start, and it's because he's got his bike so stock. Yeah, that's a and theory. My, yep, that's a theory. My question is, Yamaha's come with that hot start button. Is it not? Is there not a capability for them to set that hot start to have wow. more power? pushes that button there you, you know you you put a more aggressive map in there a start map but that's still only good not you know that's not going to add you horsepower to a motor you know it's going to control the electronics part of it but it's not going to give you more horsepower but yeah uh, travis that's one of the things i think barsha's struggling with a little bit as it starts yeah he's he's he definitely needs to improve there but i've personally me i've i've been watching some some of the video that the guys take from the race team yep. and and i think it's more of a technique you do yeah yeah yep. uh this weekend he was worse than eli even coming around the first turn so but i i one of the guys i talked to over there is like hey the motor is so stock that it's hurting us on the starts hmm. 
Yeah, I. I he's don't got. Know about he, that. But he had good starts before. Like he, he had. He yeah. has. Yes, but I think you got to be perfect, right? Well, how about uh, the guy in the main event, or what was you the did, stock? Yeah, weeks. There, there's Jimmy a stock weeks, Yamaha right. in the main event that came from the outside, yeah, and he was like third. Yeah, I think you can. So it's not the bike. Well, I think you, if you nail a start perfectly on any bike, you can do it. You know what I mean? You, it's not like you can't do it, but when you have a better, stronger motor, then you can get away with maybe being a bit late. I but, disagree. Yeah, because those ruts looked so bad coming out of the gate. Yeah. And if you don't have the power right or the clutch slipping yeah. just right, you get into those ruts, and that bike will wheelie like, right. yeah. I mean, there's yeah, there's a number of things for sure, but... Um, yeah, Brandon. Um, that's awesome that Travis got back to you, though. Here's the thing, yeah. Brandon. Like all these, you, you're looking at 22 guys that are fucking good at starts. Yeah. So something's going to give at some point. It could be Barsha. Look at Tomac. Tomac's been getting pretty good starts ish for him. You know, he hasn't been getting good starts back in the day. So right. all these guys practice the same thing, maybe different techniques, but they're all aiming for the start. That's what they're thinking about first thing is the start, and then everything else comes secondary. So, yeah. you know. It, it, I said this last week on our show, like... It's not like Steve starting at the Vet National. Thank you. 14-9 for 7. Uh, I said this last week. It's, it's Supercross should just be called Start Cross. The Monster Energy Start Cross. Uh, like that's Keys it. of the race. Keys of the race. <laughs> Starts. Like, it's so... Well, I mean, Barsha still got second. Yeah, yeah. So Wow, it took a little bit of... Yeah. And it's fun to watch. Oh, it is. For God, sure. He is fun <laughs> to watch. Uh, thanks, Brandon. Thanks for the call. Hey, man. Appreciate it. Thank thanks, you. Uh, good job getting back to Brandon. Yeah. I'm yeah. working on yeah. this. You guys, that's you fucking know. amazing. Yeah. Right. Thank, you. Thank uh, you. Vertex Pistons. Every two-stroke KTM and Husqvarna comes with a Vertex Piston in the engine from the factory. 65 years ago, Vertex was found in a small technical workshop in Italy. Today, they're OEM supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, and more exotic brands like Gas Gas, Beta, and TM. No matter which brand. Oh, by the way, Gas Gas, Colden Hoff this weekend. Bike looked good. It's amazing they got the bike so ready to go since a short time. <laughs> good job for Gas Gas. Oh, that red. It looks good. Full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons and replica high compression and GP style. VertexPistons.com. Uh, visit your local dealer or email sales at PivotWorks.com for a deal on a Vertex Piston Kit. Uh, Vertex is pleased and proud to bring you our first guest of the night. This man is a multi-time GNCC champion. He's going for uh, his eighth title this year. Got a shit ton of wins, but this is it. His final year. He's already announced it. So let's get to the bottom of that. From Red Bull KTM Off-Road, it's Caleb Russell. Caleb, man, what's up? Welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks, guys. Just uh, sitting sitting here listening to Keith for rant. Do you yeah. think, do you think we should? Some bike or something. Do you think we should have been able to ride that bike, Caleb? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it sounds like it's getting political. Very, very much so. Very much so. So, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Um, look, man, uh, you make good money. You're one of the all-time greatest off-road riders in American history. You can probably keep on winning for as long as you wanted to, or for well, not maybe not as long as you wanted to, but for a while. So, why are you quitting? Uh, I mean, I, I could, I could probably, you know. Scrape by and get a few, get a few more championships. I, I feel like I right. still have some good years left in For me. For sure, but, you know I, I've, I'm I'm at, I'm at the top. There's only one one place to go, and that's that's backwards. So it's, <laughs> I've been here for a long time. You know, yeah. it's, I, I've got nothing left to prove, and uh, our our industry is like how I explain it: this revolving door where there's never an end in sight. It's always there's a start and there's an end, but it never really ends because as soon as it ends, you're already talking about what's going to happen next year and yeah. who's going to win and this and that. So it's uh, now that I've like got it off my chest and 
you know, this is the final year. I've yeah. got like an end in sight. So um, I'm stress free and feel really good and at the top of my game and kind you of question myself too. Why, why, why <laughs> am I making this the last year? But uh, what, um, what, what was it something you've been thinking about for a while? Did what did it hit you one night while you were like on the rower or you were out with your chick at a movie theater or something? Like what? When did it? When did the genesis of you being one last year kind of start? Um, it's been a build up over the last couple of years. Okay. Uh, just being a little bit injured coming into the season and getting beat down throughout the year too. And, uh, just the competition stepping up. And like I said, uh, I, I mean, I'm only human. Like when I do lose a race, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's like, I've never, yeah, it's, it's, it's a little bit overwhelming. And like uh-huh. I said, you're at the top for so long. Like there's only so much stress that I'm willing to, you know, keep, taking on and keep right. going through so it's one of those things like I've, I've won plenty i've got nothing left to prove and um i'm healthy i'm happy i've had a great career better than i ever would have imagined so you know it's it's uh mm-hmm. it's a good time yeah and i've got a and i've got a uh an opportunity to create my own business and um you know create something that's going to be sustainable for you know my future and sure. you know racing is just not sustainable so right right yeah no i can understand that for sure it's uh so none of these records uh none of these records are something that you want to chase right like uh ed lojack has what nine titles or something um so you can get eight this year correct uh yeah i could, I could make it eight you can make it eight you um are you the all-time winner or are you close to can you win can you pass in the all-time no, yep I am the all-time winner okay. right now. So the the low jack thing with nine titles doesn't really mean all that much to you then, because it's totally within reach, obviously. Yeah, it, it it is, and it's 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 a tough it's a little bit of a tough decision to kind of let it go, but uh-huh. it's it's not ever anything that I ever set out to do. I just set out to you know ride my dirt bike and try to make a living at it one day, and right, you know, all these other accolades accolades just kind of came with it, but. Um, yeah, it's not anything that has like any particular value to me. So uh, it's it's you know it's what what's one more championship? You know when I'm when I'm laying on my deathbed, the last thing I'm going to be thinking about is a motorcycle. So. True. Yeah. No, you have a good point. Absolutely. Caleb Russell on the show brought to you by VertexPistons.com. Uh, so being being a championship guy, having all these race wins, uh, looking over at Travis him as a racer, I've raced some. What is it that you have, I guess, because I, I can ask this question to you now because you're, you're, you're stepping out after this year. What is it that you have that these other guys in this series do not? Because it just seems like unless you have problems or something happens, you're winning. Yeah, I, it's, it's, you know, if, if, if I knew, had that answer, I could sell it, and, you know, make 10 times more money. Uh, what, what makes, you know, guys champions and other guys, you know, on the cusp, but they just can't figure it out. But uh, you, you, really it's just the mentality and not sweating the small stuff and, you know, just kind of going with the flow. And uh, I've got a routine, but, you know, I'm not like so stuck in the routine if something happens, like it alters my ego in a way and messes with me. So it's um, just finding that happy balance, I'd say, you know, it's it's really what it is about. And I, I've had to work hard for everything growing up, so I'm a little bit more appreciative than you know, I'd say some people, but, um, it's, uh, it's just one of those things I've always, you know, I lost a really close championship and I knew what that felt like. And I didn't ever want to have that feeling again. And once I started winning, um, winning just became 
like second nature and easy for me to do and it um to make it routine like i can i'm mentally a strong person i can just figure out how to win a race even if i'm not the fastest guy on the day because off-road racing is much endurance sport and um yeah it's just being mentally strong and putting yourself in a position and not throwing any not throwing the race away and just being right there the whole time and that's what i you know been really good at i talk about home life and all this shit over here on the show um are you the type of guy you say you're mentally strong are you the type of guy that can go race and then maybe get beat are you an asshole when you go home or are you just turning it off when you get to the house um i'm not really an asshole to anybody in particular i i beat myself up more than anybody like i do i not i'm a bad loser i'll admit it like i'm a sore loser but I, it's not like i'm particularly mad like at that person or anybody in general i just i'm frustrated with myself and i just go over it in my head like what i could have done differently what where i could have been better and um so i beat myself up in that way but i kind of brush it off pretty quick i don't really dwell on things so um so first round went okay for you i'd say huh caleb <laughs> yeah yeah, so, yeah not bad uh second round this weekend uh, after daytona yeah. Yep. Sure is. Um, how do you feel about this year? Like uh, your your preseason prep and all that, all well, well. And you mentioned coming into the season with injuries, which is kind of what happened last year, I believe. But how how do you feel health wise? No, I feel I feel the best I've ever I felt in a long time, and especially after this race, it's been it's been a few years because uh, I got hurt at the end of fifteen and mm-hmm. um, rushed back from a knee knee surgery, and then. Uh, Bang myself up a little bit the following year and then really tore my shoulder up in 18 so it's been a lot of like small injuries the last couple of years that late led to big injuries and surgeries and um it it really does take a lot out of you and like i said i've been lucky when i've gotten injured and when i've ended up having surgery but i'm still like on the cusp of like not making the start of the season like it's close and if something were, were to happen before to fall like mm-hmm. i'm gonna hurt it again so um i'm 100% healthy, and I feel really good. And I've had a strong off season and a strong end of last year that kind of led into a, a good off season. So I'm feeling, you know, uh, at the same form I was, you know, five years ago. So I'm pretty stoked on that. Nice. So you mentioned earlier creating a business for yourself next year. Uh, do you want to tell us what that is? And will you be racing a little bit? Will you race the selected schedule? Will you race some moto? Uh, what are the plans for 2021? Uh, 2021, I'm still going to be a racer part-time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to <clears throat> – so with, with GNCC, you know, I put so much focus on it because obviously it's, it's like my bread and butter and yeah. it's what I'm paid to do. So I can't really just like forget about that and focus on anything else in particular. So I want to do some bucket type – you know, some bucket list type events that yeah. I've always wanted to do, just haven't been able to do it because I'm so focused on GNCC and – I want to put a little bit more emphasis on six days and try to do really good there and get the overall. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, as far as the business <clears throat> side of things, things go, I've uh, just bought a new piece of land in North Carolina, and I've got this place in Florida already kind of built up, and um, <clears throat> I'm hoping to uh, kind of move into doing some off-road training and uh, not really camps or anything, but more of like a training facility and try to key it up kind of like Outens and, um, create uh, uh, KTM's off-road training program. That's, that's oh, really that, cool. That's awesome. That's, that's yeah, a great that's idea. Cool. It is. Yeah, that is a great idea. Absolutely. Uh, 702-586-7857. You got a question for Caleb Russell. Uh, seven-time GNCC champion brought to you by uh, Vertex Pistons. Uh, so Travis and I were talking about your GoPro on the way out here today. 
yeah. and uh, I've never, and maybe this has happened more. I just never seen it on a GoPro I, where I, you're I've going. Never seen, he has a GoPro. I don't know if I've seen this. He he's got, he's has he picks his line. <laughs> okay. He's off the trail. Yeah. But there's people standing on his line that he wanted, <laughs> and there's dogs and shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was gnarly. So it reminded me of Mexico, like racing in Mexico. There's just people standing on the track. Is that normal? Yeah. No, that's 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 not normal. It's somewhat normal, but that close is that's a little uncomfortable. Uh, that's the great crazy thing about GNCC is like you're allowed anywhere in the woods. There, there's no restrictions, but they try to like the high spectator areas. They try to control them and keep people back, but they just didn't. They're all focused on the hill climb and not really that creek jump across. In which, in all fairness, the afternoon ATVs were the only ones to go through that section of the track beside before our race, and obviously the no quad was going to take that line. But that line has been been there for us for years, and uh, just so happened I come crest the hill and like already committed for it, and there's all these people just kind of standing <laughs> in the way. But <laughs> it's uh, definitely a little bit chaotic. But yeah, it's it happens. Were were they there the next lap, or were they out of the way? Oh, hell no. <laughs> they got out of there pretty quick. Uh, you want to do some yeah. Moto Nationals again, Caleb? We obviously saw you at the Unadilla there, and, God, it could have been a podium there. Uh, but um, is that, was that something you yeah, want to do? Yeah, I wish I had a redo button for that one for sure. I was uh, yeah. talking to some guys about that this week. But, no, it was, it was an awesome experience. I would love to do some more. Um, and I, 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 that was kind of a little bit unplanned. Well, not unplanned, but. I've been bugging out and to, to kind of throw the word in there for me because I've been riding really good down at his place. So I got him to like give me, you know, talk me up and get the bike and everything, and it just worked out. But after doing it with on a factory bike, like yeah, <laughs> um, our off road team could make me a pretty good bike and get some help or whatever. But mm-hmm. the whole team and the atmosphere and everything and just how everything was like catered and taken care of for me, like. That went a long ways because that, that right, day went right. by so quick and like everything was so stressful, uh, especially being my first one. But they made it; they made me feel right at home and uh, just whatever I needed. Like boom, it was like taken care of, and it ended up being an awesome experience. And I'll, uh, you know, if it never happens again, yeah, at least I did pretty good. But I'd love to try it some more. Right. What about enduro cross? Any 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 ambition? Jump in some of those, no. Eric. Yeah, no? no, don't do that. No, <laughs> I, I would have I would have more of a chance of qualifying qualifying for a supercross than a, a really. Oh, okay, no, I, yeah. I figured you'd show up at one of those or something. What, a, what about when you came yeah. out here for the West Coast GPs? How'd you like that? I I, I enjoyed them. I really did. It's uh, it's so much different because you're just over here. It's everything's a little a lot slower pace, obviously. Um, but it was you know two dozer widths wide the trail or the track. But, um, yeah, it's just tough. It's a different mentality. Like, I'd never, the first race in Atalanta, like, average speed was, like, 40-some miles an hour. My average speed on GNCC is, like, 20. So, like, when you're going, like, 40, 50 miles an hour into turns, like, just wide open, like, it's it's a lot to get used to. And um, not to say it's not my cup of tea, it's just not natural and, uh, I was way timid for sure, but I was getting better and getting the hang of it a little bit more and getting more comfortable. But it's uh, you know off road become so, uh, um, and e- each discipline has become so challenging because everybody's so specialized now yeah. in what they do. So yeah, that that totally has happened, right? Yeah, 
And it kind of makes you respect other well-rounded riders like Sipes and those guys that can do all that kind of shit at pretty good, you know? It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I could go do a lot of shit pretty good. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, good point. You know, I mean, yeah, shit, you looked at Unadilla, it looked like you were yeah, on your way right there. Yeah. I mean, I would rather be, I would rather, you know, win and do really good than just do a lot of stuff and be okay, but he's made, he's making a good living. <laughs> um. So, the, uh... Looking back on your career, uh, maybe and maybe this is a little premature, Caleb, because you know this could be a championship-winning season for you, and you could go out with a bang like you talked about. But do you have a favorite year, a favorite title of yours? Yeah, um, twenty fifteen. It was uh, like the best year. Um, it was. A, it started out really good. Won a lot of races, and uh, ended with injury. But I won three championships that year. Um, pretty much everything on the East Coast, and then I was looking good to do really well at six days, and I blew my knee out. So, but uh, winning the National Enduro Championship, the GNCC, and then the Sprint Enduro Championship, their first year having mm-hmm. it, um, that was a it was a pretty outstanding year. Really, I almost won everything. I think I'd only lost one race up until I blew my knee out. So, okay, so yeah, fifteen was it? Huh? Well, that was it? Um, yep, fifteen was a good year. Our phone producer races, works, and loves off-road stuff, so we're going to give him a chance to ask you a question. Talon, what's your question for Caleb Russell? Here we go. Hey, Caleb. So I know for ISDE, you guys always get a little wild and send it with the prank wars and stuff. What's your best uh, story at ISDE? Oh, man. (laughs) We've got so many good stories, it's hard to remember them all. We we, we just – I can't really say any one thing in particular. Um, There's this one time where we all – we got pulled over in Italy, and it was me, Kurt, uh, Zach was with us, and uh, Mike Brown. And uh, <laughs> the cops followed us to the hotel, ripped us out of the car, and just started yelling at us in Italian. And I guess Mike had lived in Italy before, but he kind of knew what they were saying. And he just the, the cop got in Mike's face, and Mike just like lit into this dude. Uh, I thought we were all going to jail. <sighs> I thought we were all like getting thrown in prison over there. Were you? Uh... But, uh, were you in the car when Zach shit himself a little bit when Brownie was driving the rental car? No, I was in the other car following their car. Okay. <laughs> so I, I was with them, but yeah. Yeah, there's some uh, – yeah, Brownie was a, Brownie was fun to have over there. He was, <laughs> he was a character, and he was like – he was – man, you don't want to make that guy mad. Uh, speaking of Mike Brown, is he still training riders? What, what's, what's Mike Brown doing? I don't is, know. Maybe Caleb knows. I have is, no idea. is he training people? Is he got a Yamaha? Is he racing? What, what, what is Mike Brown doing? Uh, that's that's a good question. I'm not sure either. I know he's working uh, at the Baker's factory there with those guys, but uh, the last I heard, I don't think he's still doing that. So I don't, dude. Now I don't it's, know. Yeah, I heard last night. I heard he was out too. Okay, okay, but we heard that before, and then I saw him walking the track. Right, and I'm like, oh, Brownie's still. <laughs> yeah, but I think he's actually yeah. not doing anything anymore. Okay, so. all right, because the, the trying to keep track of Mike Brown. I was pissed because I followed him on Instagram thinking I'd get some good shit, and it's been very quiet. Over <laughs> it's been <there>. quiet, yeah. <laughs> Brown, Mike Brown's awesome for sure. But, but um, yeah, you know, uh, Caleb, I had a question for you. It seems like uh, you guys ride in so many different conditions. you got mud, rocks, whatever. What's your favorite race? Um, I, I Honestly, it, like you said, there's so many different types of conditions. Like I would say I don't have a favorite one. I would say the first like part of the GNCC season is my favorite because it's – Typically, like, not so many rocks, usually good dirt, the soil's tacky, nice and ruddy and loamy. And uh, then, like, the middle of the year, it turns into shit, and we get into the rocks <laughs> and the mud and the roots and stuff, so it's not that much fun to ride. 
Okay. But uh, I would really say, like, from, you know, <clears throat> March to, like, May is, like, my favorite part of the racing s- schedule. So it seems like the weather, does the weather play play a little bit into that, too? Like, because you have more moisture in the dirt at that time of year, or? Yeah, um, maybe I would say down in the south, the beginning of the year, it definitely does, because if those races were in the, the late uh uh, late summer, it, they'd be dry and hard pack and dusty and bullshit. So, um, it does, the weather does play a huge, huge factor in how much fun they are. But, um, yeah, I get the question a, a lot like, Hey, what's your you know right. favorite event or favorite place to ride? And I, I really don't have one. Like I kind of tell everybody the same thing. Like the beginning of the year is always pretty fun to me. So, uh, I got, I did, I raced two GNCCs. Right. And, did you have fun? They're so gnarly. They look gnarly. There's, I, there's so, have you ever done one? No, I went to, what's that one kid? It's in Morganton, North Carolina. Steel Creek. Steel Creek, yeah. And it, it was so, I was I was tired standing on the side of the track watching. Yeah. And I, and, and I don't know what year it was, a couple years, five, six years ago, and they battled the entire race. Yeah. And I can't remember who won. Uh, I think Josh Josh was winning. And he fell in like the last corner. Strang, Josh, yeah. yeah, yeah, and got past, led the whole race, and yeah. got past in the last corner. <laughs> I was, it was three hours. Yeah. Can you imagine that? I was yeah. blown away. I, I did. Yeah. I did the industry class twice, Unadilla and Crawfordsville, and I was so tired. It was so hard to do. So, uh, update this text what? message from Mike Brown. Call me tomorrow. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> um. Yeah, so GNCCs are are unbelievable, and uh, Caleb, you're certainly uh, gnarly for gnarly. sure. Um, is there one thing on your bike that you're picky about your setup for for the roots and all that? Is there one thing that really stands out to you that you're picky about? Um, I, no, I'm a like I said, I'm pretty pretty relaxed guy. I'm not super picky. I just I, as far as like setup goes, like I'm a little bit particular about suspension settings and stuff, but. I've I've found like you know I, I I've got to be like a pretty good tester and that was almost like a downfall to be a good tester yeah. uh, because we ride like there's so much variety like you know what you want but you can't have it everywhere like it's there, there's you know it's not if you if you make your bike work and and the roots and the rocks it's not going to work when you got soft dirt and ruts mm-hmm. so it's uh it's like a give and take like you <clears throat> you just you just need to know how the track's going to break down and what you want to feel as a whole and what you're going to be able to ride for three hours is the biggest thing. Cause I could stiff, I could put a moto set up on and kill it the first two laps, but it's going to beat the hell out of me. But it's uh like I said, it's a, it's a give and take relationship. And I found, I've gone back to like finding a really good, like nice feeling base setup, And I can just tweak that, you know, make it stiffer, make it softer. And I've got so much time on it. I know which direction to go, like for which track, and I feel really comfortable on it, so I try to go that route nowadays. And it's because before, there a few years ago, like I'd have a different setup for every track, and mm. like I said, it was just getting a little out of hand and getting lost. Uh, but are you? Oh, are you going to Daytona this weekend? The, the Supercross? No, okay. I usually don't go because it's yeah, yeah it's well, such a late night, and I got a race on Sunday. So I was wondering if if you were going to wear your jersey there. <clears throat> if we yeah yeah, yeah I, I would have had it on for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Walker Fowler, everybody. He's angry, I guess. I heard through the grapevine. He doesn't like us. So for I didn't hear this part, so what happened? 
Sorry well, if I missed it. Well, it's funny that that Weege, that Weege, like when he brought it up and everything, he he was he was like he would he doesn't strike me as the guy that wears it. Walker completely strikes me as the guy that would wears it in jersey, like to a to an event like that. Like he just he's a goofy personality. Mm-hmm. Walker's a good dude and he yeah. means well, and I like Walker. But yeah, he 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 totally gives me that vibe <laughs> that he did something like that, and he did. So he did. He, he yeah. Tampa Supercross, the the multi-time Yamaha factory where Blue Crew. Yeah. Uh, quad GNCC champion Walker Fowler wears his own jersey. He wore his own jersey. Wygant was like, "Oh, look, that's cool. There's a Walker Fowler fan here." And then <laughs> Wygant walks up, and it's Walker Fowler. No way. So we kind of had some yeah. fun with it. Yeah, of course. And then he called in. Thankfully, I mean, he called in. That was cool. But he was was he lit up? He was staying strong too. Really? That he was proud of what he's done, and he's wearing his jersey. That's cool. And and we just like I'm like I don't think you could do that. Yeah, it's he's proud. I, yeah, I, I, I get the proud that. part. That's pretty. It's pretty cool that he done what he's done. I don't know if I <laughs> yeah, wear my no, jersey. That was, I could. I was. I listened to your podcast after Tampa and where it mentioned it, and then I was like, it, all this whole thing blew up. And I'm friends with a lot of those quad guys. Yeah. And uh, so I was like, man, I got to listen to the show tonight. And I was like, I waited for like an hour for him to come on. <laughs> and uh, it was. Uh, you guys didn't light into him as hard as I thought you were, but it was definitely. It's yeah, still a good listen. I didn't want to like just ruin the guy. First of all, we're teammates on yeah, Blue Crew, yeah, yeah. And, and he is a bad dude, you know, to to win all those races and stuff. So yeah, he is. Um, he's but a dude. he wasn't. He was running it. So, anyways, but I'm just glad, Caleb, that, that you're you're on our side with like that. You wouldn't do it. That's all. That's it. You yeah, just I'm, do I'm it. definitely. Right. I, that uh, that uh, my shirt that just came out. Like that one more. I, I honestly, I. Chandler, uh, when I'm on a, a vent tee or whatever, like I don't even get these shirts because I won't wear them. Right. Like, I'm not going to wear myself on a t-shirt. <laughs> I'll wear my logo, but I'm not going to wear a picture of me. I'm not going to wear my name. Right, right. Like, it's just not who I am. Travis, so. have you ever worn your jersey to an event? I've never worn my jersey, but I made these when I had my schools in North Carolina. Yeah. I, I, I loved my t-shirts. They were comfortable. I loved my logo, so I would wear my t-shirt. I think that's different, but like, yeah, you know, it was just like it just had a logo. Yeah, yeah, it just had a small logo, and I just it was like, I love your key for shirts. Yeah. They fit really well. They're a light shirt. That's how my shirts were. So I just yeah, I felt kind of weird though, even wearing a shirt. Yeah, I guess it's in a, when it's a business and you're promoting your business. Maybe that's something different. That's how I justified it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> justified. <laughs> oh man. Well, hey, Caleb. Thanks for coming on tonight, man. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, good luck in your hunt for eight titles. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. And uh, and whatever else you want to do in the future, if you if you're out here in Vegas on the West Coast, come by for a show sometime. That'd be great. So yeah, and you too. I'd love to. Yeah, he absolutely. needs more off road in his life, Caleb. Yeah, I, yeah, he does. I know. I know. Yeah, why don't you why don't, after after Daytona just swing swing on by? It's like an hour and fifteen minutes. You should. No, Steve. I'm not. Um, come on, come on. We, we, listen, we had Walker Fowler last week. We got Caleb Russell this week. Ricky Brabeck was in studio. <laughs> Baby steps. Ricky Brabeck was in studio with Shorty, yep. like, you know, in the fall. Yeah. The car yeah. champion. So we're, we're getting there. So yeah. uh, thanks, buddy. Thanks for coming on. And uh, again, good luck with everything, man, Caleb. Thank you. Yeah. Sounds good. Thank you. See you guys. That's Caleb Russell, everybody. Bad dude in the woods, man. Gnarly. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, he's in I want to watch his. Moto, I want to watch his. Yeah, I want to watch his GoPro now. You it's insane. You good. should watch that commercial. Dogs break. and people. The guy literally yanks the dog by the the check and goes. <laughs> the dog's like. Ah! <laughs> uh, brought to you by VertexPistons.com. That was Caleb Russell coming up. Firepower Chisholm is using Firepower chains and batteries right now out there in Supercross. Alex Ray's got a Firepower battery on the way. Uh, it's one of Chris Kiefer's must-have mods for the 2019 YZs yep. as well. Firepower parts. 
uh, com at Firepower Parts on Instagram. Uh, Firepower committed to offering superior products with their 50 years of experience in industry. Don't waste money when replacing OEM batteries uh, or chains when you get more power and supreme reliability by choosing Firepower. Wide variety of chains. Uh, their batteries are featherweight lithium batteries that are backed by a two-year warranty. Ask your local shop for Firepower Parts today. I got a Firepower chain on Blue Crew right now. Old ring strong. or non-O-ring? Non-O-ring. Okay. I can't. I need. I need all the weight. Less drag for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. need that. I need that. Pro filter. Geico Honda. Uh, Motor Concepts. Motor Concepts. By the way, three guys in the top ten. Freezy was freaking good. And honestly, Hill is really good. Oh, you're on. Oh, I can't believe you just said that. Hill is really good. Hmm. I, I just. I'm just saying. Like, yeah. I was. Imp- I've been. Imp- I he he has completely changed my mind on him. Really? See, he's I was- in shape. He tries hard. He never gives up. Like he's I, a great interview. I well, he won't talk to me. Really? No, he doesn't like. I was me. just gonna say, like, I want to know what's going on. Like, what's the yeah. change? Uh, but that's fine. That's fine. I've said some stuff on him that maybe like, you know he shouldn't like. So that's fine. I feel like he takes me to the guy that would just tell you what's up. Though. Maybe, but I give him credit where credit's due. I'm not gonna right. shy away from that. And he deserves all the credit. And and Tony does too. So. Good job for that. But ProFilter, Pulp 20 at checkout, ProFilter.com, sold through Power Sports Dealers Nationwide. You can easily pick up a pre-oiled, ready-to-use premium air filter uh, or oil filter at your next service, ProFilter.com. And I want to thank the folks also at Vortex Racing. Email Jake at VortexRacing.com. Chad Reed, James Stewart, they've all won championships using Vortex Racing sprockets. The V3 bar is out, 29% stronger than the competition. they got 7 eighths bar. they got the oversized bars. The folks at Vortex Racing uh, have been supporting of this show for a long time and they're welcoming our next guest on the show it is the 50th anniversary of daytona supercross this weekend and there's plenty to talk about when it comes to that and perhaps nobody better to talk about daytona and the history and this weekend and everything else than the editor-in-chief of racer x magazine my boss davy coombs what's up dc how are you i'm, I'm your part-time boss part-time, I, I... part-time boss <laughs> <laughs> uh thanks for coming on i appreciate it man it's uh and... yeah no worries. You know, I, I was thinking between you and I and, and Kiefer and Preston, three of us have qualified for nationals. Touche. Touche. Nice one. That one hurts, Kiefer. How long did it take you to think that up? That was great. <laughs> was good. <laughs> About a second. <laughs> um, man, uh, that's a good one, yes. That is great. I like it. Uh, Daytona coming up this weekend, Davey. This there's not a race on the calendar that has probably changed more than Daytona, but there's also not a race on the calendar that's more unique than Daytona Supercross, huh? Yeah, I, I, Steve, I think that's very well said. No race has changed more, but no race has changed less. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it is uh, it is the most unique uh, round of, of I, I, any series I can think of. I, I can imagine when MotoGP used to go to Isle of Man. Uh, you know, or, or, or some, you know, the GNCC series used to have the Blackwater 100. Uh, Daytona is just a, an outlier in the middle of a bunch of, you know, beautiful, mm-hmm. well-lit stadiums with, you know, kind of, no offense, but kind of cookie-cutter tracks. You know what to expect. You know what's coming. And then you go to Daytona, and there are literally four first turns, uh, <laughs> at least this year. Yeah, you yeah, guys have yeah. seen you, you guys have seen the diagrams, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw it. Um, <laughs> I think it, it looks like a better track, though. I think in years past, to me, I mean, we'll see how it plays out, you know. But I, I like it early on. I think it, it, I think it's been designed pretty good. 
it's definitely a nod to the old school. It's uh, it's long. There's less jumps. Uh, I think the hope is that it's going to get really rough, uh, be a really long race, and uh, whoever wins will have not lucked out. He he will have earned it. Yeah, and we're going back on laps too, right? Are you way on? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm supposed to. They're, they're supposed to do the time thing, but even you know if they do X amount of time, you know, 20 minutes plus two laps. Those laps look like they could get up to about a minute 30 <laughs> by the look of uh, yeah. the diagrams. And, uh, uh, yeah, it's definitely different. Um, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to watch. I, 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 hope that, um, I hope it translates as well as, as they mean as far as a, mm-hmm. a nod to the old school and it doesn't just become long and boring. <laughs> uh, Travis, yeah. your – your thoughts on Daytona over the years? You certainly raced it a number of times. What, yeah, you, did you race? You race the old school Daytona, right? During I, the day? I, like like Davey said, it's changed so many times. I feel like I've been through most of the development or changes of Daytona. I used to race it during the middle of the day. Yeah, when it was super hot, I raced it at night. I was there for that mud race in 08. So uh, one thing about Daytona is it's always nasty. Did you like it? Did you or did you? Yeah, dread I've it? always done really well. Yeah, yeah, really well at Daytona. Always in the top five. Um, so yeah, Daytona has been good to me because it's a long race. It's a rough track and being smooth and precise pays off at, at Daytona. And how many times when you're out there, you're like, Hey, we were doubling this and then now we can't double this. And now we, now we got to double the the breaking bumps coming into this turn before the double. You know what I mean? Like it changes. So the first time I went to Daytona, I was not ready. It was 1998, (laughs) I think. And it was, it was during the day. And back then we did 20 laps, and it was a minute 30 lap time. Yeah. So yeah. the the race was close to 30 minutes, and I got so tired I was going around the whoops, and I got black flagged. <laughs> <laughs> oh really? Yeah. <laughs> I got so tired I couldn't hold on to the bikes. I started going around, and yeah, they just pulled me off. <laughs> yeah. Was that on Chaparral? No, I don't oh. even remember. I was like a privateer. I okay, think. Yeah. 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 So yeah. yeah, Travis, didn't you didn't you get on the podium like an O three or, or close? Yeah, I, class? yeah. Thank you for reminding me. I was close many times, Davey, but I never got on. <laughs> I, this one race, I battled Michael Byrne for the entire race, and uh, we were neck and neck over the finish line. And yeah, I've gotten fourth a bunch. I've gotten fifth a lot. But yeah, I've never gotten on the podium. Hmm. Um, Davey, I, I've oh. been on the podium there. I've been on the podium there many times. Usually talking to Ben Sheetwood, sometimes <laughs> Jason Wygant, sometimes just sitting there yeah, until just, they threw me off. Right, just hanging out there. Uh, you did. <laughs> the only place to watch. You got seventh there one year, Davey? Is that? Do I got my race right? I uh, no, I got ninth. ninth. I got ninth in in, in yep. eighty five, and that's when when it was it was a daytime race, and and no one really understood what one twenty five Supercross was or was going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was it was almost like a round of the Florida Winter Am series, but uh, <laughs> but it was it was cool, you know. And and you know Eddie Warren I think won that year, and uh, Rodney Barr was there, and a, a bunch of fast guys. But um, yeah, at, at that point I was already focused on you know the next mm-hmm. thing, which was college. <laughs> right, right. And was, so is it true back in the day that Gary Bailey would literally use telephone poles? Is that true? It was it was unbelievable, and and yeah, he did. Wow. And and but 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 at that point, you know, the the it wasn't that Gary was, uh, you know, masochistic or wanted to you know do evil things. It was because the speedway wouldn't let him bring any outside soil in, and they also wanted to make sure that he stayed off the grass as much as possible. 
So the only way to build up jumps was to pile them over like an empty, you know, semi-hauler rig or to take phone poles. And and at first the phone poles were brilliant. uh, And then the sand wore away and then they were just phone poles. (laughs) (laughs) And it was, it was, I I can remember it uh, as, as, as clear as day and, it was as gnarly as you think, but at least it was consistent. Yeah, uh, you, you you knew what you're going to hit. It was a phone pole. And then uh, early '90s, it went across the speedway to another section, which I don't even know where that is. Over the asphalt? Yeah, over the asphalt yep. into like a back section, which I don't even know where that was when I go there now. It's like super bikers. Right, awesome. right, right. If if you watch, if if, if anyone listening Google's the '79 Daytona race this is the one where jimmy weinert passes bob Hanna at the very very end they were cutting across the speedway they were going behind you know gates they were going into the infield uh it was it was a motocross track and but the thing is the jumps were you know basically by that point all carved out in the middle and 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 it it wasn't a supercross like we think of today Mm -hmm. but it was long and it was brutal and the bikes that they were riding at that time it could not have been fun I remember one time as a privateer mechanic, the I leaned my bike up against one of those uh, palm trees behind the gate. Guys freaked out on me. A guy like a flagger guy or like an official guy like freaked out on me. I'm like, I don't know, bro. I'm just it's a palm tree. He's like, get your bike off that tree. <laughs> like, sorry, like, man. Sorry, man. Yeah, sorry, bro. I, I don't know. I was watching the race. I don't know much of the history like Davey does, but to this day, is it still Ricky Ryan the only privateer to win the event? I think Ricky Ryan is the only privateer to ever win a Supercross race, and and you know we could talk about you know whether CR or you know Tutu Motorsports is privateer or Moto Concepts, you know when when Brayton won or whatever. But Ricky Ryan showed up in a minivan uh, from California. Uh, he he was not he didn't have any Honda parts. Um, it was 1987 in, in a in a really strange. Uh, role of things happened in his favor from, you know, first turn pileup, the rain, Jeff Ward has a problem, Keith Bowen has a problem, Ricky Johnson runs off the track, uh, and he just kept going and going. And I think it was a 12-lap race that year. It was cut down like it was in, in 2008, like Travis was talking about. And uh, when they threw the checkered flag, he was out front, and they all just kind of looked at each other. And one of the funny things I was talking to Brett Smith about from We Went Fast today is Honda, which sponsored the event and which should have been completely stoked that Ricky Ryan, this privateer, won on a right. production bike. They didn't run a win ad. No way. Because they, they, they didn't have a photo of him. <laughs> like, yeah. They didn't even know he existed. Wow. And uh, it was just kind of a, one of those weird things. And, and, you know, Ricky had one of those careers where, you know, he went to Europe, he did this, he did that. Uh, but that one day, it just, you know, the lightning struck and, mm-hmm. and it worked out. And, and, and no one has been able to do that since. And no one did it before that either. So, yeah, it's Ricky was not only the only privateer to win Daytona, but the only privateer to ever win a full-blown Supercross. And then I did a podcast with him and I asked him, hey, where's the Daytona trophy? And he's like, I don't know. Wow. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what? You win this? And he's like, I don't know where it is. Oh I'm like, gosh. wow, Ricky, come on. Uh, anyways, yeah. um, uh, Davey, let's get some phone calls here. We have some people on the line. And uh, first up, this guy, we know him well. Randy Richardson from Michelin. What's up, uh, FMIP? How are you? Oh, doing well. How are you guys tonight? We're good, man. 
Good. I uh, want to call in one. Uh, first off, I was planning to call in and say thanks to all of the listeners that that participated in uh, the motorsport, the free tubes promotion. So greatly appreciate that has ended. But thank you for so much for everyone that uh, that yeah. bought into that. No, so, yeah, that, that went really then, well. Uh, yeah, and then the next, Davey, thank you for having Vintage Supercross. I am so pumped to be there on uh, that's March the 10th, right? Yeah, on Tuesday. And, and, and Randy, I'm stoked you're coming. I know it broke your heart last year that you couldn't make it there. And um, yeah. we just found out today that Doug Henry's coming, too. Oh, that's, and, that's uh, phenomenal. It, between, between, I mean, those are the three gods of vintage racing, Justin, Doug Henry, Randy Richardson. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, it, it'll be uh, it'll it'll be neat to it'll be neat to uh, to race there. I, I did race there as a privateer in ninety three, four, five. So to be back inside there and and in the tri oval tearing up that beautiful grass will be will be so much fun. So I look forward to it. And uh, thanks again for all you do to put on uh, such a great event. Well, but again, Randy, thank you for coming. And hey, by the way, uh, Grayson's at Clemson now, right? Yeah, uh, Creighton. Yeah, yeah, he is. Creighton, sure Creighton is. sorry. A, a fr- yeah, Creighton. No worries. He's a, a freshman there and uh, and doing well. So, And you have a yeah, there well, as well, I, I think. Right? I, I was at the Clemson game in November. My, my, my nephew is part of the Clemson family now. So I've become a Tigers fan. And awesome. Uh, awesome. it's weird because cause up here in Morgantown, West Virginia, the only orange you see is usually like a Can-Am chainsaw. Uh, <laughs> or, 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 or in a construction zone, or in a construction yeah, zone. Yeah. Uh, so, exactly. So Sunday and Monday, the RC Amateur Supercross, and then Tuesday, the Vintage Supercross yeah. at Daytona. Yeah. And, and and we definitely we tone the track way down. In fact, we tone it way down. You know, Saturday night after the Supercross, because in Travis will tell you. That's a gnarly track, uh, let alone added in sand. But the, the, the way that Don Flanner and Mark Barnett and, of course, Ricky build it, it's, it's super challenging on Saturday. And so we tone it down for Sunday and Monday, but then we let Jeff Stanton get out there for, for Tuesday. And, and, you know, Jeff is uh, a true vintage rider. He, he, he's more worried about his bike braking than, than jumping anything. <laughs> So it's a it's a fun track and, and that vintage thing on Tuesday is it's it's more of uh, it's more of an after party than a, an actual party <laughs> and uh, and a lot of fun. Well, I'm looking forward to it and I'll let you guys go and again thanks so much and thanks for everyone on that uh, motorsport promotion appreciate it Steve. Cool, Randy. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Doing it. Bye. Later, Davey. Take care. Bye. All right, uh, that's Randy Richardson from Michelin. Another caller for you, Davey. Sam's on three. Sam, you have a question for Davey Coombs? Yes, I do, Davey. Um, you're a credit to the sport and everything, but I can't think of a better place to have the next motocross in the nation than Daytona. It's probably one of the most historic venues in all of motocross. That's just my opinion. <laughs> what do you think is the chances of it happening? Hey, I, I was I was in Aston Holland uh, last uh, September, October, and uh, you know, for for what the track lacked as a traditional motocross, it, it certainly made up with for facilities. Uh, I've talked about the idea with Mr. France uh, and some other folks, uh, but I'll be honest with you. I, I, I think I, I'm a traditionalist, and uh, I think when the motocross of nations comes back to America, I my fingers are crossed that the, the weather will work out and it'll go back to Red Bud, and we'll take another stab at those Europeans on on our track. And 
if the weather works out, uh, I think the, a lot of people would enjoy going there. And then in a few years, we'll, we'll, we'll see about some other venues. But right now, my fingers are crossed that Redbud gets another shot at it. All right. I would love did to I just high make, point too. Did I just make news? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody listens to this show. Probably not. Um, uh, thanks, Sam. Thanks for the call, man. You're welcome. Yeah, thanks, Sam. Davey, for yourself, um, what do you like? Which Daytona do you like the best? We had the day race. We had back in the day uh, more of a motocross feel. We've had the night race now where it's more like traditional supercross. And that, that year that Chad beat Ricky, that was more supercross than it is even now. Like it's gone the other way since kind of RC started designing it. Like yeah. which Daytona do you like there, the best? There, 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 there's so many. And, and, and to your point, you know, I, I, Justin Brayton winning a couple years ago was, was literally – I was down in the in the fan section screaming with a bunch of other people because I was yeah. so happy. I, I like hugged Tony Alessi afterwards because <laughs> I, I know what it, I know what it meant to him, let alone what it meant to Justin. Yeah. Um, but I, I remember that 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 '05 battle, like you said, when Reed held off Ricky, probably arguably Reed's best uh, yeah. win, yep. just because he he went into the lion's den where Ricky, you know, was was king and put it to him and uh uh i i i also remember um i remember ricky's first supercross win there which was in 2000 he actually went 21 laps because the flagman missed him and i think that that's when everyone knew that they were in trouble as far as ricky's fitness went because he just laid down the law on the 21st lap too yeah and he, he, not only was he the first guy to get the checkered flag he was the last guy to get the checkered flag yeah yeah so, um, I remember uh, 03 as a mechanic got third, which is super cool. Like Red Dog podium Daytona. Like I'm like super stoked. Like and then, but Ricky was about eh, five turns from lapping us in 03. <laughs> it was Ricky. It was Ricky Chad Timmy and he, Ricky lapped fourth. Gosh. And he was. I'm not kidding you. Four or five turns from lapping Red Dog in third. Wow. So I'm like, yeah, we got third. Oh, maybe it's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you celebrate that? Like, that's uh, Timmy. Does Timmy get excited? I think you just ignore it. You forget. You, okay. you, you block that fact out of your memory. The track yeah. is so challenging. It, you're, yeah. you're just happy to have completed the race. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was just... and, the, and the trophy The trophy looks the same on the mantle, too. No one says, so how close were you getting lapped? Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. I got, I got third. <laughs> for, for, for me, Daytona's the only, the, all the years I raced, yep. Daytona's the only track where I go and I have to take both feet off the pegs. The ruts get that deep. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Did you feel, um, Travis, as a Honda factory rider, more in, more importance, more emphasis, more pressure, more big wigs around the truck at Daytona? Yeah, you do. You do? Yeah, there's yeah, a lot yeah. of Honda stuff there. Right. You have a lot of Honda events. And uh, that's what I was going to ask Davey or, or you guys, because I haven't been around that race in a while. We did a lot of preparation when I was at Honda. I was there two weeks before, riding at Ricky's, riding in Florida, yep. doing a lot of testing. And I think that's one of the reasons why I always did pretty good there. Do, do teams still do that much prep for this race? They Honestly, I don't think they do, Travis. And I, I remember that vividly. You know, like the, the, there's a Daytona track at the farm, and there's a Daytona track at this guy's house and, and over here. But, you know, the the... The way the schedule works now, you know, back in the day, Gainesville was then, and 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 even after that, there would be maybe a week off. But the way the calendar works, there is no time off, and 
you almost look at Daytona as like, okay, we're just going to manage this event. And, and, you know, when you, when you look at a, a motocross specialist like Eli and, a, and also a, a really good motocrosser like Ken Roxon, uh, you start thinking, I think if you're those guys, like, hey, we're just going to get through this and then stick with our settings and, and do the next six or seven races. The, the series turns here at Daytona, but, but before there was more time and, and, and sort of a, a necessity to uh, do it, but, but they, they've sort of evolved the event to make it more like a normal Supercross. Yep. And so that means you don't do the work that you guys were doing you know, back, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, in my experience, the teams, the people that I talked to, and even years ago, the Supercross suspension stays on, just loosen it up a little bit, you know what I mean? Soften it up, loosen it up, make it a little bit worse but than, than Supercross stuff, but it stays, yeah, that prep is kind of th- done. I think, yeah. yeah, Steve, the real change came when they turned the lights on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they, they shortened the track. They, 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 uh, the Speedway began allowing them to bring in clay for the jump faces, and 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 uh, I think Ricky is a testament to that. That he, he really he was like, if I'm going to do this, uh, you know, you got to give me the resources mm-hmm. uh, to to do what needs to be done. And you know, and Barnett still has a hand in it, of course, and, and Don Planner. And I I I think if they hadn't made those changes, uh, it it might not still be here. I, I think that they mm-hmm. they saved the 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 the. the the popularity of it with the, the OEMs and with the industry, and instead of having like sort of remember Jody used to call Gainesville, that orphan national. Yeah. yeah. And, and with great effect, because it was you yeah, know, like, yeah. you know, you had to do that one national and then you, you know, went back to supercross and then you came back and did Hangtown And well, you know, if, if, if Daytona was going to be a supercross, Daytona had to evolve and mature into a modern supercross and it has and i and i think it's a i personally think it's a better event yeah i miss those days yeah and but like travis will tell you when the, the sand was black as can be and and the, the you know you were literally one rut the whole way down the trioval you know and then you got in the air for a minute and you maybe got the switch a rut but it was just that that was that was a crazy tough race, but it didn't look that good for spectators. Mm-hmm. And what they have now is is spectacular. Yeah, I agree. It was yeah, absolutely. I I would agree with that 100. percent It's it was a tougher race and it was a different race back in the day, but better race. I'm not so sure, right? Well, yeah. but, you know, to to, to to Sam's point, who called in earlier about the you know having the designations there. Man, if you could run the the sand up over the walls and do it in October as part of bike week or October, what do you call it? Oktoberfest, okay. uh, you could build a gnarly, crazy motocross track there. And Mr. France, I think, would be all in. But but it would require some time. And, and that would be more like the original Daytona than, than what we have now. But the original Daytona, you know, it, it had to take place in the middle of the Supercross series. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and, and Travis, I'm sure, can tell you the changes and that extra work and everything. And then as soon as the race is over, man, that stuff went away. You had, right. you had to immediately pivot back. You had to get ready to go to, you know, whatever stadium's next. And, yep. and it, was, it was a weird segue. Yeah, we would build – we would go out – at Yamaha and test at Chad's place and Timmy's place and the whole team would be there and they would take the bucket and just go out in the field and make these yeah, random, you know, right. random holes, 
with the bucket and pile the white Florida sand, white and black Florida sand on there. And then I remember so many times we'd get to the race and after the first practice, the riders would be like, hey, put my old stuff back on. And you're like, oh, so all the stuff we did this week, just thrash it? Yeah, okay, all right. Put, cool, we'll put your stuff that you used to ride. So you go back to Supercross. Yeah, you just go back to Supercross stuff. But, mm-hmm. but you know, loosen it up, soften it up a little bit. But, yeah, it was kind of funny how it, how it changed over the years for sure. And, yeah. when, and when you look at the winners, like, Kudrowski smashed it this race. Stanton, of course, smashed it. Ricky was amazing at this race. Like, um, you don't – you don't – yeah, you don't really – you don't luck into this at Daytona win. The guys who – you look at the roster of guys who have won Daytona, like, they're bad dudes because you just don't get a start. Well, J-Lo almost did. I shouldn't – J-Lo almost <laughs> did. But but other than that, like, you just don't get into a race like this and pull it off with that length of time. No, and and, and I, I agree. And, and, and I will say, you know, in, in hindsight, what Chad Reed did to Ricky – uh, that year in 05 when, when it was all lined up for, for Ricky to do it, that was a masterpiece. Uh, and, 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 and Ricky was, you know, Ricky was always in motocross mode. Ricky yeah. was always in championship mode. Ricky was always, and for Chad to have done that, uh, in hindsight, he must look at that and think, <laughs> yeah, I got that. I got that little son of a bitch that day. Yeah, no, he really was, did. Yeah. Was, yeah, it was it was it was amazing and and um but you know uh by the way, Jason Lawrence kicking around the idea of coming I back see to that. the Lens. You guys see I that? What do you that, think? Yeah. But, I mean is he can he really make an area, a regional and a week in in Tennessee? Well hey, I know he's gonna do better than Chris. Oh, okay, that, thank you. That's all I know. <laughs> it's that kind of show tonight. It's that show, everybody. It's that kind of show. Uh, yeah, I saw that. J-Law could be back. Um, but but yeah. J-Law will find out, J-Law will find out exactly, Travis, what you found out, what, what, what Berner found out, what Raynard found out, what Sebastian Tortelli found out. You go to Loretta Lynn's as a vet, and, 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 and there's some guy there that you've never heard of. There's no <laughs> one going to be Mike Brown there, I'm telling you. He's going well, I, I, well, yeah. Uh, J Law comes true. prepared. I don't care. He ain't yeah. beating Brownie. Yeah. Right. Ain't going to happen. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, well, one, of, one of my favorite stories ever is, is uh, Tortelli was talking to, you know, I come to Loretta Lynn's and I was like, hey, you know, and I told him, I'm like, you're going to have one wet moto, you're going to have a hot moto, you're going to have a rough moto. And in the end, someone you've never heard of is going to beat you. And he, you know, he's like, ha ha, you know, not, not really. You know, yeah, Sebastian's yeah. A, a sweetheart. Tortelli goes, uh, uh, after the race, he comes up and goes, hey, you're right. I cannot believe I got beat by Renner, the guy to win the X Games. And I'm like, uh, no, that was actually Renner's brother who beat you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so Saturday, Supercross. Sunday, Monday, RC, Amateur Supercross. And Tuesday, Randy Richardson on his Husqvarna Vintage Supercross at Daytona. Right, Davey? Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, and 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 uh, I I think it's really cool that that uh, well maybe it's not so cool, but we're we're at the point where we're celebrating 50 years on an event, and and yeah. that that says a lot to the staying power of motocross, and and I'm really happy for the people at Daytona, and man, there's not a lot of people who went to all of these. If if I could think of one person's going to be there this year, maybe Barry Higgins. Mm-hmm. Uh, who got second in that first Supercross way back in March of 1971 when it wasn't actually a Supercross. It was the uh, Daytona Moto X. Oh, was and it? Was yeah, part, yeah. Of the, yeah. part of the Florida Winter Am Series. And, and then the fact that they're going to have a, a 50th and, and it's going to be, you know, as it, big and as cool as, as, 
as I, I think it's going to be is, is kind of wonderful. And uh, I, I, I imagine that uh, long after we're all gone, they'll still be having dirt bike races at Daytona. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, well, thanks for coming on, Davey. Appreciate it. 50 years thank of Daytona, everybody. Uh, thanks. Thank you. All right. See you, Chris. Uh, see, you, tra- uh, see you, Travis. See you, Mathis. All right. See you, see you, Davey. That's Davey Coombs, everybody. Brought to you by Vortex Racing. Email Jake at Vortex Racing for a hell of a deal. On sprockets or handlebars or anything else that, that, that Vortex has, um, we got some phone calls. Let's go to... Light them up. Ray, what's going on? Hey, how's it going, man? Good. What's happening? What, what's your question? Uh, um, I had a question. Um, you know, I, I, I've noticed that uh, nowadays even taller riders are, are using the starting blocks. Um, I've always used it, uh, I, I always use them because I'm pretty short, and I've always thought that maybe it's like even an advantage because if you put them like high enough, it's almost like you are so close to the footbacks already that you don't have to you know move too much. But now like Marsh is using them, um, uh, even Eli Tomac is using them. Um, Sector is using, them, and I'm like what's happening there it's like i don't know is um have you seen have you noticed that well they're not that tall though Dude, You're hold talking, on can oh. we not state the obvious right now what this guy sounds like huh this sounds like marty talking no it doesn't no it doesn't <laughs> are you serious it does a little uh, yeah. i mean a little bit uh, it does a lot yeah yeah i'm from south america there you go. Okay. So you, you got that right. What, what do you think? What do you think of that? Ask Trav because he's a tall guy. Would you ever use blocks? No, he is correct. I feel like I've noticed some taller guys playing around okay. with the starting blocks, and yep. I've noticed Barsh has been changing the height yep. of his starting blocks, and I think it's to, to what he already commented was it gets your feet into a closer position of where they need to be when you take off. Sure. But – yeah, I mean, I've I've done some starts on those grates, and yeah, I'm so damn tall, I I, I don't need those. Right, so right. you have some starts on the grates. Are you in the middle of the seat? Are you forward? Where are you at? I'm I'm more of uh in the like where I'd start in the dirt, okay. like like kind of in the pocket. Yeah, and I have more of like an upright position because the grate, man, you just hook up on that grate. It, the problem is, it's not the grate for me. The problem is once you get off the grate into those damn ruts. So you almost got to Almost like a concrete style, like start. Not, it, it's like in between a concrete and a dirt. But oh. on the great man, I just, I'm, I give it a lot of throttle, and I can just dump the clutch and go. But I think it's, it's all about the when, when you come into those ruts and you come over the gate. I think it's about having your feet in front of the foot pegs in the right position. And my theory is getting the starting blocks to the right height makes it easier for the guys to get their feet into the right yeah. position coming across the gate into the ruts. Because of the yeah, tricky... A, Go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah there is a post uh, um, that I just uh, shared with uh, Kiefer uh, on Instagram. There's a post from Rhino in Europe. Um, he posted, like, I don't know, a bunch of pictures uh, from from maybe two days ago. And the two or third, the second or third first picture, man, the, the starting block is almost uh, the, the guy that, I don't know what, uh, who the picture is because I think it's a Cowie, mm-hmm. um, but the feet are almost to the foot bag. It's, it's crazy. Wow. Huh. Oh, interesting. Well, maybe look, that'll kind of help him lock there. in better, I think, too. Cause when well, that's, you're, what, that's what Travis yeah, said. Yeah, like I think yeah. when they're higher up, your, your feet can lock in the pegs. And if you watch, I'll go back and restart the, the start of a race five or six times, and you watch the guys that get good starts, 
Their feet stayed locked under or hooked against the frame and the foot peg, like Travis said, until they get across the grate. And if they're still squeezing that bike, your bike is going to go straight, and then immediately their foot, both the feet come on the pegs. So you'll see guys come across the grate straight, but their weight is to one side. And I think in one of the Supercrosses in San Diego, when Bubba broke down the Supercrosses, he talks about your head moving, yeah, rocking. Head, right. yeah. And that it made a lot of sense to me what he does to do that too yeah. so um it's just it it's such technique based and where you can lock in thanks thanks for the call right no yeah for sure fam. thank, thank you. you very much for this no problem thank you uh janky let's just let's break you have fucking excellence in the studio right now with travis preston oh uh, i know i know I'm that's, aware. that's my best friend on the phone right yep. now yep thank thank you travis it's nice to hear from you as well shit on key um, for night that's yep. great <laughs> Chris, Chris, Chris tries to make people jump things he they don't want to jump at Paula. He peer pressures people. People, Steve, that's what he does. Oh, I know. Trust me. Oh, believe me. You're riding. You want to ride. You want to ride. You want to ride. Well, how's riding? The whole reason I'm riding a fucking dirt bike again is because of this jack, jack off. Yeah. But hey, you go hey, ride, Mike. Then, what? You know. Yeah. But you can't pressure Chris into doing anything. Nope. Nope. No, called, if Chris doesn't want to do it, it's, it's called not mental toughness. If it's not. If it's not on Heather's schedule, he ain't doing it. Thank yep. you. Thank you. It's, it's, it's Chris's runs world, the show. Mike. It's Chris's world. Heather runs um, the show. Let, Let's get down to. Did you guys uh, break down how much? Oh my kid's crying. Um, how much uh, Dean got screwed by Jason Anderson this weekend? I know, huh? He did. He. Uh, yeah, you like twice. that? For twice. First, first in the f- turn, and then underneath the bridge. Yeah. I mean, not not Jason's fault, but yep. No, it just it's a bad luck. Yeah. No, I, we haven't even talked about Atlanta at all because we talked about the star bike debacle and then we ran into our guests. But I mean, we need to talk about Atlanta. Let's we talk, about Atlanta. talk about. Let's talk about. And then also, Chris, I just want to let you know, I have some lit pit trophies, but I think I could just have them etched to be best dressed because I don't think Adam wants them. You know what? Hey, seven deuce deuce. Pay your debts, bro. You, oh owe, you owe Janky some trophy money, man. Get some of that Adidas yeah, money to float. Aren't you part of Lit Kid there, Steven? <laughs> Come on, Steve. Pay know. the man. What the uh, fuck's yeah, going no problem. on? Janky's one of my best friends. I, don't, no, no, I will pay no, Janky. I don't, expect, I, I don't take money from Steve. Dude. Steve's, How long have the trophies the been there? Uh, what are they waiting for? What are we waiting on? I don't know. This lit well, kit. I don't I'm know. just waiting on Seven Deuce Deuce to come pick him up. Come on, Seven Deuce. He's gonna he, every. Uh, He's busy making brand, mains. Dude. Every time, every time I text Adam about him, what do I get back? Bro. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> that sounds about right. That does sound about every, right, Janky. Yeah. Every time. All right. Well, hey, you guys have a good show. Thanks, yeah, Janky. Yeah. Appreciate it. Love Thank you, Mike. You. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Ryan's on one. Ryan, what's up, man? What's up, fellas? Great show. Thank you. Um, I I just wanted to comment on how badass the uh, pass on Justin Hill was by Justin Barsha. Um, also, what, what do you guys think about Detroit Supercross? And I'm kind of bummed about it because there's never any pitch or yeah. anything for people who pay for better tickets to do there. Yeah, it's not, not great, not ideal. It's always cold, too. Uh, stadium's nice inside, though. Press box is nice. Um, but, yeah, it's not ideal, man, you know? So, yeah, I, I've, paid, yeah. I've paid nice money to um, what I thought I was going to meet the riders or something, and, you know, there's nothing, nothing to do, nowhere uh, to go. <laughs> it's not. It's one of the worst rounds of the schedule as far as that goes. Uh, go to St. Louis, though. It's not that far for you, is it, to drive there? Uh, it's a little hike. Uh, okay. I think um, – I think the one in Indiana would be a little bit better. Okay, yeah. uh, I'll go there. Go to the live show, Indianapolis. Indianapolis Friday night live show. Ooh, Kiefer good deal. Will, Kiefer will be there. I'll be there. I think Brayton's going to be one of our guests. Sweet. So, 
Yeah, and the, and the cool. pass yeah. on uh, with Barsha, man, that was insane. Like, I feel like he did that in press day and then didn't do it all day and then unleashed it. No, he it. did it. He did it in the heat, he told me. Oh, he did? But it didn't work. Okay. Yeah. But, man, he unleashed that thing yeah. at the last minute. Travis said he kind of yeah. looked like he made a last-minute decision on, okay, I'm going to and yeah. then just get off of yeah. it. You, know? you could tell he just he get, like he saw the moment yep. and just get, grabbed a handful and just he, went for he it. He was doing it on press day like four or five times in a row. It was pretty rad. It was pretty cool. And they're probably impressed that there was no pocket to land nah, in. there was. There was there a was? little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Um, all right, thanks for the call, man. Yep. Thank you. Um, so, Atlanta. They're tied. Which yeah. is awesome. Roxon yeah. Tomac tied. Roxon yeah. rode a flawless race, amazing race by him. Eli, bad start. And then Travis, you had you mentioned when we were watching it, rewatching it before the show, you're like, he's spazzing out right now. And I think he was. And I think Tomac's crash with Baggett, he didn't have that, by the way. Baggett deserves some blame for turning down, but mostly Tomac's he didn't have that crash. To me, Travis. That was a crash because Eli was like, I got to get away from this number 51 guy because he's coming for me. <laughs> he's coming for my tib, fib, or something. I think the problem started laps before that. It's almost When he figured out he was in the back, he started spazzing. He was making little mistakes everywhere, and then he got into the thing with Barsha. That that set him over if the I edge. Married, I would be beating off the bitches. Yeah, <laughs> he he got even. You know, he was more flustered by Barsha at that point. And then yeah, he it was only third or fourth lap in the main. Yeah, and he should have just settled down, waited for the right moment, and he just rushed it. How about when Barsha passes him? Okay, then Eli slams him the next turn, and Barsha loses his mind. You could see it. You could see. you could hear it. <laughs> you could hear that bike hitting the rev limiter. He's so mad. You could just see the the yeah. the, the chicken wing in effect. Like when right when he got slammed, yep. elbow came down and the neck went out. Like he was like, Fuck. I love it though. I love that intensity. The race yeah. this year has been unbelievable, and it's just shit like that all the time. Well, San Diego, they had a nice little battle going on, and JT's going to come up here shortly. JT wasn't a fan of that, and I thought it was great. I thought it was great that Barsha was like, I don't care who you are. I'm right. fighting. We're fighting for this. You know, and, and for the most part, 90% of that stuff was fine. Yeah. The, the, the yeah. San Diego stuff? Yeah. Okay. The San Diego stuff. 90% of that fine. All of it was fine this past weekend. Yeah. Yep. Although, if I'm Blake Baggett, I'm pissed. I'm pissed. Yeah. But I, Eli went over to the truck afterwards to okay. talk to him. Okay. Uh, Baggett was gone. I don't think it was, you know, Tomac. I don't think Tomac did it on purpose. I just think he just lost. He just wasn't thinking. Yeah. And, yep. yeah, he probably would have apologized. Everything would have been fine. Right, right. I don't understand Barsha getting pissed off at Tomac. Though. I don't either. Yeah. Like, <laughs> look at Justin. I appreciate the way you ride. But what Eli did to you going across the ruts, that's not a big deal. Like, no, you was, bumped him. He bumped you. He all, left the door good. open. He was it's mad. All good. Yeah, the door he was, was mad. Open. I know. I know. And it's like, hey, you're Bam Bam. Your, your, nickname, your right. nickname is Bam Bam. Yeah. Right. And then you're, and when Tomac's in your shit at San Diego, you're throwing up your hands up like, what? What are you talking about? Dude, that's the shit. You're, you're creating that for yourself. But do you believe if Eli hadn't got into that with Barsha, do you believe he goes for that pass on Baggett? No. no, I think okay. I do not either. Right, no. I, I think that's a. I got to get away from this guy behind me. Look, <laughs> I at, love it. Right, and maybe this is stating the obvious. When you have a fucking Yamaha revving its balls off behind you, I don't care if you're a local dude or you're Eli fucking Tomac. Oh, or, or you're Lone Wolf at start at at uh, right Western. There you go. Thank you. He preps it for you. You don't know the fucking name of the track. Fuck. Awesome. Um, okay. but that Yamaha's. 
fucking annoying yeah. when it's revving behind yeah, you. Yeah. I'll give it a rev, like on where I'm practicing, and guys will flip out on me. And I'm like, why are you pissed off at me? You fucking revving your bike at me. I'm like, I barely did anything. Because it's horsepower. The YZ makes the... so much horsepower, it just startles people. <laughs> just... And that's why you got a plaque. Thank you. Yeah. But it, love it. I'm watching it on TV. They're focusing on someone else. I hear Barsha around the whole fucking track. I yeah. know exactly where he's at from the time well, he revs his bike. But AC told me that you can also tell when Eli Tomac's behind you. Oh, okay. AC's like, you know when Eli's behind you because there's a... Yeah. Like just a bike wide open with a clutch held in, and so he's he, you know, so the but he, Yamaha he has a distinct yeah, sound. Yeah, they're sucking in there, yes. right? Exactly. But uh, what? But a, yeah, what you're a, right. you're right. I'm sorry. To your point, yeah. Eli needed to go. He was like, "Oh shit, <laughs> I need to get the fuck out." He's of like, here. "I remember what happened to San Diego." Yes, and this motherfucker is crazy. And but, he's but, crazy. Back also, get out of the way, man. Get out of the way. I gotta go. <laughs> Can you blame Eli though? I mean, he was in a little bit of a difficult. Situation because well, you know Bar Barsh was all over his oh, yeah. ass. Well, I mean Anderson passed Eli back because I think he was all hurt. He got jerky. passed by yeah. three guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. He like, got he passed. I don't out. know where to go, man. <laughs> what do I, do? I gotta pass you, but I hear the son of a bitch behind me. Fuck. I, I don't know where bad to go. Now. I feel bad for that. That was man. But, a tough spot. Hey, he rode great to get the fourth. He was that uh, was amazing. He was 14th around the first turn, got up to whatever eighth, uh, and then fell and got back to 12th. Got up to fourth. Um, but Barsha was behind Eli, as was Webb. All three of those guys, Barsha, Cooper, and uh, Tomac rode amazing. I, 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 think they're, I think we're missing out on guys. I thought there were, there were so many good rides yes. watching that race. Yeah. I was amazed. Freeze, Hill. A everyone. Like Marty. Chris, we were commenting, just look at Hill, yeah. look at Freeze, look at Barsha. Wilson, Dean Wilson. I mean, there was a bunch of good rides. It was awesome to watch. It, it was. It's been really good racing this year. Yeah. All year, it's been very good racing. We've always series, said so. deep field, but I mean, this year we've had eight dudes, and any time, yeah, could win yeah. eight. And 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 Zach goes out. I, I, that was a potential winner to me. Yeah. You know. Um, did we? Did Did he ever say what happened at the practice track? Like what he do? Did you ever get that from him? Yeah, I did. Uh, I swapped forget. out or something. No, I, over he, the bars. What's he hurt? What's over hurt? The bars. Uh, lungs, wrist, and uh, something else. Like collapsed, bruised. Anyways. Oh shit. So talking about Barsha, uh, Skippy's on one. Skippy, what's up, man? Ah, uh, not too much, guys. How are y'all? Good. So uh, I'm I'm kind of curious. Uh, what's going to happen whenever somebody actually decides to punch Barsha in the face? Oh, you'll get uh, fine. You'll yeah, get fine. you'll get fine. <laughs> you get you you get in trouble. Will will he actually quit chilling? Will he, will he actually chill out though? Will he? No. Do you think he'll calm down, or do you think he, he'll just keep? He, he's better than he was in the past. This is the best I've seen I, him right now. No, I mean as far as those moves, as far as being aggressive. Oh like, yeah, like, he's like, calmed down. Like he's calmed down. Like trust me, one of the reasons why he didn't talk to me for two years because I talked about what a dick he was because he was getting passed by guys and still trying to take them out. And I was like, what are you doing? Just focus on your riding. He wasn't right. moving forward. He was going backwards, and then when he would get past, he would lose it and launch his front tire, launch his front wheel at somebody. This is on JGR, so he has gotten better. Here's the thing, and I don't think anybody's giving any credit to the guy he has with him now. And I don't know if you know enough about him. So Tommy Danielson comes from the cycling world. But he had him before, but not as as active as Tommy okay. is this year. Okay. So I know he 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 thanks Tommy um, as his trainer, but I also think. Tommy D is helping mentally more than anything else. I think Tour de France, all the things that he's been through, the mental fortitude, I think he's really helping Barsha this year. Skippy, you're just not a fan? 
No, I'm a huge fan of Barsha. I'm a huge fan of the strides he's made and stuff like that. I I don't really like the fact that he keeps going uh, after these guys, you know, off the track with his helmet on, and you know he'll he'll talk a lot of shit and they're sitting there and I just I just really think he you know he might deserve it just to punch in the mouth to quit talking shit to people after the race. If he got hit in the mouth, he might you know quit talking so much shit and just yeah. you know. Well, yeah, that's what I think. Uh, I do want to change subjects real quick. I apologize for uh, deterring from the subject, but Keeper, uh, I messaged you about the uh, 2VDSX and some jetting and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I actually almost feel like a coward because I went away from the Makuni and bolted on a Kian yep. on the new bike. And it's something that I'm more familiar with just because I've had a bunch of 250SXs in the previous years. Right. Uh, and, and had some luck with it, but uh, I had to confess, man, I felt like a coward from not spending time uh, to want to uh, tune the Makuni. Well, you know, you're you're uh, you're a dime a dozen, actually. A lot of people do the same thing you do. So a lot of people don't screw with the Makuni; they just stick a key in on as well. And okay, I've uh, heard that as well. Hard yeah. to, hard to yeah. beat the PWK key yeah. in that that flat slide. Makunis can be made to work, but. The Kians are just a better I, for me, and I don't, I don't have a whole ton of time on two strokes. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I do, but the times I have spent with them, the Kians always been easier to jet. For sure. And then uh, I might talk to you a little bit later on the uh, After Dark segment. Is there going to be an After Dark? Yes, there is. All right, perfect. I'll come back later. Thank you. Thank you, Skippy. Appreciate it. Uh, Ryan's been on hold for a while. Ryan, what's going on? You want to talk about Supercross features? Yeah, definitely. All right. Um. So, what are your guys' thoughts just as far as how to get really, really into it and have a shot to get your license? Because, you know, say you live in Chicago, Michigan, you know, somewhere Uh, where uh, you uh, don't uh, have access to a Club MX, an MTF, anything like that, and any legitimate Supercross tracks require a pro license. So, what do you think about bridging that gap between wanting to chase the dream but not having the facilities to perform on Supercross Futures Day. You, what do you want to do with this, sir? Okay. Uh, Steve is like has a headache right now, so I will take this for you. Uh, <laughs> basically, here's the deal. I get a lot of emails saying, hey, man, I'm going to do Supercross Futures. What do I need to do with my suspension? Da, 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 da. They tame it down so much. You don't really need to change. If you don't have Supercross suspension, don't worry about it. As far as facilities and getting to ride some of that, I don't know. Um, about the places that you live. But here in SoCal, there is designated days for guys to ride the Supercross tracks for futures. They'll, they'll designate a time. So that happens a lot out here. So maybe you should suggest, if you have some tracks out there that do have Supercross facilities, to ask them, hey, uh, communicate with them. Say, hey, I have a rider that is looking to get his pro license, but we need to get on a track, obviously. How can we do that? More than likely... Those people will talk to you and be open to letting you on the track. They just don't want some jackholes getting on the track that don't need to be on it. If you come to them like an adult and be like, hey, man, this is my kid or whatever that it is that you're doing. Um, I'm looking to do this. I need some help, and I want to ride here. I think you might get somewhere farther, but I just don't know your location and what's available. If you're in BFE and there's nothing available, man, you're going to have to travel. It's just it's, it's a sad right. thing. And right. To, to Steve's headache point, I'm in the same kind of boat with my kid. My kid wants to do these things, but the thought of me sitting at a fucking track for 16 hours. Dude, they're, lo- they're the longest days in history, apparently. I, I just told him, no, I'm not going to do it because I'm not getting up at 4.30, sitting there all day. He's going to ride a total of nine laps 
I'm out. Right. Sorry. And I don't really believe in the system. Which one was better, the arena cross points or this? I, I don't know. I don't have an answer. I just know as, you, a, as a parent. Do you not see, do you yeah. not see Supercross Futures as a long-term solution to gaining a license? I, I personally do not because I honestly don't think these kids are learning a whole hell of a lot anyway doing that system because it doesn't really mimic anything that you do in professional racing at all. Nothing. You're better off going with... Call it what it is. It's a money grab. Yeah. Call it what it is. It's a money grab, and then they want to get the top riders there so other riders will show where up where the top riders are to get the quote-unquote points. Right. The whole thing's a joke. If you want to just make money having amateur races, cool. I got no problem with that. I like to make money too. But as Ryan Holiday said on our show last week, to have vets there when it's called Supercross Futures, Thank you. but you have vet racers there, what do they need to go there right. for? Because right. you want money. That's it. You want money, right. which is cool. Just don't if use you it really as, wanted to make Supercross Futures, you could make a really cool schedule. Just don't use it as a bullshit, right. a bullshit, get your points to race Supercross. When Dylan Ferrandez can show up and ride Supercross, no problem, because he's from another country. If they want to do the money grab, why don't they just designate a few Futures so B and A class kids can race? And then Not have, enough money have, that way. But still have the day after Supercross Amateur Day like they used to. Still you, do that. You can't put B and A on a full Supercross track. No, I'm, I, the, what they're doing now with the tone oh, down. Oh, okay. That way you're not there for 14 fucking hours. Right. right. You know, have a, have a six to eight hour day. Right. Have a nice program. Get the laps in that they need to. Mimic a actual Supercross. You know, have some heat races. Have a main event. Do the exact schedule. Uh, I I agree. Ryan, we got to run for commercial, but you've been on hold for a long time, so let us help you out, all right? You want a T-shirt from Roost MX? Oh, hell yeah. All right, stay on hold, all right? Talon gets your information. We'll send you a Pulp MX Nation shirt from uh, from the folks at Roost MX, all right? Thank you so much, guys. No, no problem. Thank you. Stay on hold. We're going to take a commercial break here. Trey Kennard coming up, Jason Thomas, Killian Rusk coming in studio. I haven't seen Killian for a long time, yeah. so he's coming in studio. We'll break down. So we'll get into Atlanta some more. Yes, please. Or do we have more thoughts on star racing? We can cover that a little bit. We can go to 250 a little bit and 450. I mean, it's a seven-hour show, right? Short show tonight. Short show. We're going to get Travis <laughs> Preston and, and Keith Chris Kiefer on the road out here. After dark. we got a lot to do. Is Preston, I'm, I'm nervous. Are you sticking around for after dark or no? Yes. I have to. I'm, I'm stuck He's here. In. But will you, go, will you go upstairs? No. That's what I'm asking. No. Oh, no, well, Pookie invites me upstairs. I'll no. go upstairs. Oh, he needs to sit through one at least. Okay. She'll invite you. All right. We're going to commercial break. Pulp Mech Show presented by Motorsport.com and Fly Racing. We'll be right back after this. You got to lay pipe and then just hopefully survive. Those who love motocross know motorsport.com has the knowledge and expertise to make your next ride your best ride. Motorsport.com has a broad selection of in-stock parts and gear at competitive prices. We specialize in bringing you OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear and accessories for dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs. All thanks to the most dedicated and experienced team of gearheads in the industry who use the very parts we sell on motosport.com. Motosport.com always offers fast shipping and free delivery on orders more than $79 to ensure you never miss a ride. Whether you race on the track, ride the trails, or commute on the street, shop motosport.com today for the best customer service and experience when buying the parts and gear you need to stay on two and four wheels. Make your next ride your best ride only at motosport.com. Steve. Kiefer. 
You want to hear about one of the best rides I've ever had? Dude, it's not time for After Dark yet. <sighs> Chill down, dude. I just want to talk about Race Tech stuff. Oh, that's it. Okay. Gosh, go man. Basically, I've had the chance to do some stuff with Race Tech recently with the CRF 250R and, of course, the KX250. And as you know, I've talked about on the show, I wasn't a real hardcore fan of Race Tech stuff back in the day. But since Rob and Andrew and those guys have assembled at Race Tech, the stuff has been great. So um, for you guys out there listening, if you guys are looking to get your engine work done or even some suspension work, or Steven says on the show sometimes, get your seals and <laughs> your oil rebuilt in your, in your fork and shock. Get it rebuilt. It helps. 15 to 20 hours. Head over to Racetech.com. Check out. They even got a cool little simulator. You can look at uh, what size spring rate you might need for your bike. So a lot of cool features over there on the website. But uh, And as you know, Yamaha Blue Crew guy over here, you guys have some of that on your bike. It's fantastic. Zombie Blos uses it. Jerry Robin uses it. Starling, all of those guys over there. Malcolm Stewart won a Supercross with Race Tech stuff a few years ago. Pulp 19 is the code to save. Mention Pulp MX when you, when you call. You can save on the service. You can save, save on motor work. You can save on springs if you just want to do that and get it put in yourself or do it yourself. Race Tech is the one-stop shopping for motor and suspension work. You can also mention the code HOMELIFE2020. That's better. That's a better code, I think. We'll do either one. Just <laughs> listen, people. Give your bike some love. Get your suspension modified service. Get your motor modified serviced with the folks at Race Tech. Good people. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. Join the ranks of Factory Yamaha's Justin Barsha and Aaron Plessinger, as well as Supercross champion Dylan Ferrandis, and run a Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, black, blue, silver, and green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX2020 and get the best deal on your next order. And don't forget to sign up for the Vortex EK Athlete Support Team for 2020. For more information, call 800-440-3559 or visit VortexRacing.com. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team, longtime Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Hey, Pulp listeners, this is Andy from Guts Racing. I want to thank you guys for all the loyal support over the years. Thanks, Steve Mathis, for uh, having us on the show. Steve normally asks for us to write out what we want to say, but this year I'm shooting it from the gut, right from the heart, because I really do appreciate all the fans out there that take time out of their day to put an order in at GutsRacing.com. 
using Pulp MX 2020 for 2020 to get 20% off. Keep ordering, guys. Appreciate it. Love the support. Shout out to all the Guts Riders out there. Go get some this year. Thanks for listening to the Pulp MX show, everybody. Please, if you're listening to these commercials, I appreciate it. Yeah, that's right, because without these commercials and without these sponsors, we wouldn't have a janky radio show for you to listen to. But for now, I want to talk about Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 20 years, they've been delivering professional-level graphics for every rider from an amateur to a pro, including Alex Ray back in the day. Choose from our selection of graphics uh, online or make yours one of a kind. Roos also offers a wide range of custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. 48-hour turnaround. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section on the website. Get your Pulp MX swag, customize your bike, get custom stickers, uh, get custom helmet stickers, whatever it is, uh, including Pulp MX stuff. Follow them on Instagram, at RoostMX, for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh, visiting RoostMX.net, and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. Thanks, RoostMX.net. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate 45 years of fun, building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Hi, it's Tomax Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win is Michelin motorcycle tires. And Michelin is introducing many exciting new tires for 2020. For V-Twin riders, the Michelin Commander 3 Cruiser and the Michelin Commander 3 Touring Tires offer improved wet grip and enhanced tread life. For sport bike and track day riders, the Michelin Power 5 Tire and the Michelin Power GP Tires feature the same architecture and profile for effortless sport bike setup from street to track. If you'd like to have the same tire that won the 2019 Red Bull Ayersburg Rodeo, the Michelin Enduro Extreme Tire is the tire for you. And the Michelin Star Cross 5 tire range is now available for young motocross and off-road riders in sizes for 50cc bikes and up. To learn more about these and all other Michelin two-wheel products, check out www.motorcycle.michelinman.com, visit your local dealer or online retailer, and follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Hey guys, it's Mathis. Look, if you're still not wearing a neck brace in 2020, it's time to go get one or at least think seriously about it. It's been over 15 years since the neck braces first came out. They're not the clunky, oversized devices they used to be. Atlas came in and changed the way all neck braces were designed by introducing flexible technology to the world and proving that neck braces can be something you can actually ride in while performing at the highest level. Look at Jason Anderson winning Supercross Championships or look at Martin Davalos or anybody else. Don't take my word for it just because I have two Manitoba Championships in my name. Wait, I have four. Just look at how many other brace designs look like the Atlas one. Atlas pioneered all the modern neck brace features and have been refining them ever since then. While the competition has been trying to catch up, grab the brace that's been leading the pack. Check out atlasbrace.com. Get yours today. There is a pulp discount if you check out sponsoreddeals.com on pulpamexshow.com. So be like Chase Sexton, Martin Davalos, and many other guys and wear the Atlas brace. Atlasbrace.com.
over three decades, Works Connection has been designing and delivering factory-level parts to help produce champions worldwide. From the novice rider right up to the pro ranks, they're winning products like skid plates, radiator braces, pro-launch start device, elite clutch perch, and elite axle blocks help to protect and refine motocross, supercross, and off-road bikes. Join Team Honda HRC, Star Racing Yamaha, Smart Top Honda, JGR Suzuki, and HEP Racing Race Teams that rely on Works Connection products to deliver quality and reliability. To see what they have to offer and to help improve your race efforts, just visit worksconnection.com today. And don't forget to enter Pulp MX20 to save 20% on your order. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta and Ducati, today Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. Show. Chris Kiefer, Travis Preston. What I didn't know then. We saw Seeger. It was awesome. That was a great call. It was good. Marks would have loved it too. Marks would have loved it. Dude, I love Bob Seeger. So, so next commercial break. Am I correct in saying we have a sight bike showdown? We do between you two. Yeah. 
Marx has not been able to play Excite Bike during the show due to the new video. It's a real shame. Honestly. Video requirements yeah. of the show. What's the yeah. bet? There got to be a bet at least. There's no bet. It's no, just, let's just dinner or something. You know, friendly dude, competition. It's, it's, it's friendly. Yeah, it's nice to have somebody that appreciates the excellence of that game and the skill required to be good at that is game. It a, is it a normal track or is it handmade? It's a specialized handmade track by myself. So he needs uh, a couple of runs at it. Yeah, he does need some time. Well, he needs to, like to two learn. days. What are you talking about? Dude, I've only played it three or four. Th you saw me. I just made the track and just played it during commercial break. Um, oh, yeah, we're good. We're good. That's fair. Is there enough cooldown arrows? I'm excited. Yeah, oh, there's plenty of cooldown arrows. Okay. Yeah. I might be a little rusty. Is it, is, sure. it, can, if, is it illegal to get it hung up on top? No, can you, no, can no! You make I, the guy come out the bottom. The yeah, bottom. yeah. Like I bounce on the front tire. No, no, no. But there's if you get him up high in a super jump, he hangs up on top of the screen, and the whole track oh, scrolls. Oh, you know, it's, I'm just getting into it. I've only played it since. Well, that I had should be surgery. illegal. That's illegal. Oh, that no one can do that. Yeah. I didn't know it did that. Did you know that, Mark? I forgot that. No, I didn't. Yeah, you can do no. it. It's a way to. It's a glitch. I thought you have to endo to the endo and pull up, and he comes up to the top, and then comes out the bottom. I don't know about that one. I've done that. Okay. Still talking about. I could talk. I could talk about this for days, but yeah. have you done yeah, that? <laughs> I've done everything because I like. Okay. Yeah. All right. Can we? Can we move on? Yep. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. Motorsport.com. Fly Racing, bringing you our next guest on the show, as well as the guys at Skosh, Dino, Jason Anderson, R.J. Hampshire, giving shout a shout out to Pulp MX on the podium. That's cool. This uh, this past Saturday, uh, using Skosh products, uh, innovators of award winning. Uh, consumer technology, power sports, car audio, and accessories, and their proud sponsors, like I said, of the Rockstar Husky team. Uh, I also want to thank um, them for doing a, a pulp code. Pulp2020 is the code to save with the folks at Skosh.com. Join them in celebrating 40 years in business by visiting Skosh.com to get a 25% discount on a lineup of phone mounts, chargers, cables, power sports, clamps, and mounts. I love the little boom bottle thing from the guys at Skosh. I got them all over the house. Yeah. In the shower. Like, yeah. Awesome. I got three of them, too, so all over the places. So Pulp2020 is the code to save. With uh, with those guys, Skosh dot com, uh, they're going to bring you our next guest here. He uh, former factory rider at KTM, of course, uh, former factory rider at Honda, Supercross winner, motocross winner, now working for the Honda Racing guys. It is our buddy Trey Kennard. What's up, Trey? How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? We're good. Now we were trying to figure out: Were you ever teammates with Travis Preston, like on a small bike, and he was on the big bike? We couldn't quite remember. Uh kinda. In '07, I was on the like the amateur. Geico team. Okay. And he was, I think, I think he was doing um, 450 for, for that team at okay. that time. So yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. not sure, though. Yeah, no, he's right? right. Yeah, yeah, he's right. So not, but you wouldn't have saw Trey because he was in the amateurs. Mm, or, no, yeah. yeah. Right. But okay. So, yeah. but some like teammates, sure. We'll yeah, go with that. Of, yeah. Sure. We'll go with that. Uh, I saw I saw Travis. I was like just a little pimple-faced kid, though. There was roaming around the shop. <laughs> uh, when, when you when we say Travis Preston, what's your memory of Travis Preston racing? And I guarantee you're going to say the same thing that everybody does. Poor Travis Preston. What do you what do you what do you think of? Try. I'm not I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Why? <laughs> what, what is your What's your memory? Um. Well, I, I'll I'll think of a different one because I'm pretty sure. You're thinking I'm going to say the time that he hit Stu? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Dude, everybody. Like, we ask all these people on the show or whatever, like, or fans call in, and they're just like, I remember when you were, when you grabbed Stu's helmet and you talked to, like, all that stuff. That sucks, because that was like, I was getting <laughs> laughed. Like, that was embarrassing. I'm getting laughed on the last laugh, and so that sucks. Uh, uh, the no, sort, the I remember... Uh, I remember, sorry, um, I remember, man, you, you wrote for Cowie or filled in for Cowie or something, and I was watching at Anaheim, and I just remember thinking, that dude is so tall. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah it's tough that's sometimes. not a very good memory, but it, man. Yeah, you filled in for uh, Stewart. Stu, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that same shoulder injury that I'm dealing with right now. Oh, really? From all the way back then, yeah. <laughs> he, huh. uh, he had a bicep tear, tra- Trey. He's got a sling on now. Uh, brutal. Yeah. Um, hey, Matt. Uh, so, Honda, congratulations on the win. You had you had definitely a part of that win with Kenny Roxon and, of course, Sexton in the small class. And I said this at the beginning of the show, the last time Honda won both classes, your win in Oakland along with Mookie. So it's been almost five years. Yeah, no, I was, I was super stoked, man. We were actually talking about that uh, after the race when the last time that happened was. So it was cool, man. I was, I was super stoked, obviously, for Ken uh, to get another one this year. And then for Chase, man, it's just mm-hmm. cool to see him kind of coming into his own a little bit. So, yeah, great weekend, man. I was, I was stoked. How many of these are you going to these days, the races? I seem like I've seen you at every one, but what, 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 how many are you going to go? Not to all of them. Um, I think I've missed maybe two or three. Okay. So, And then I'll, I'll probably miss a little bit more later in the season, but I right. kind of want to, you know, while things are still kind of getting sore, yeah. I definitely want to be there. So, um, How do you feel about the testing gig so far? Like, uh, how, how do you feel about doing it? How do you like it? Um, you're back into the grinder. You're riding Supercross. You're testing for Brayton and Roxon, of course. Um, you've been enjoying it, or is it a little bit more work than you thought? Like, I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, you two guys know Shorty. Uh, mm-hmm. I felt like Shorty, Shorty felt like it was more work than what maybe he wanted to do at that point. Like it was more risk, more riding than Shorty wanted. Of course, now he's wide open dodging camels, so maybe <laughs> so maybe that doesn't make. Pr- but you know what I mean? Like yeah. Shorty was like, "Oh man, this is intense." So uh, Trey, how do you find it? Yeah, I mean it is intense for sure. Um, but you know, I'm super glad that that um, I didn't do much for a year. I mean, I worked on my. Um, Rider advocacy project for a little bit, mm-hmm. but obviously I, I had a lot of time off in that year. So by the time I got the opportunity, I was kind of like just really itching for something to do. So, um, so it was good. I guess to say all that, it just it gave me a chance to kind of recharge and unplug, and then you know really kind of want to be back in the grind a little bit. So it, it is a lot. It, mm-hmm. It's a ton, ton of riding, especially um, you know you kind of ride till the sun goes down sometimes um, <laughs> yeah. but but it's fun you know i really enjoy riding like it's still a really good time and then i don't have to do it with pressure and right um it's been really interesting and cool for me to, to learn this other side of it and then you know kind of learn about personalities and just dealing with people and um you know it's just just a whole new challenge for me that's been really cool for mm-hmm. sure i think the, the most difficult thing has been traveling but yeah um, but you know, I, I know that it won't last forever too. So I just try to enjoy it while it's here and sure. um, try to do the best I can with it. Yeah. It's good for me. Like I look at Trey and he's with Honda, he's with a good brand and he's back kind of where I feel like where home is for Trey. Mm-hmm. And I always felt like to me, and I think me and you've talked about this, Travis, any team, a factory team needs a test rider. And they need a test rider that rides at a high level that can push the bike to the same type of level as the riders. Yeah. And it's nice to see, obviously, Trey can still ride at a very high level. Um, he's a, a, as a test rider, you have to be a thinker. And I've always looked back on Trey as a racer, as a thinker. And I didn't know Trey very well. I got to know him a little bit just through testing with Honda and stuff. But, like, 
I always looked at Trey as a thinker. Like he's he, everything he does is more of a he, he thinks about as a thought process, and then that turns out to be you make a great test rider. Mm-hmm. So now you have a guy that can feel, that can ride at a high level, and can give the proper feedback, and then everyone enjoys being around him. It's just for me, it's a perfect opportunity for Honda to take advantage of that. Yeah, I think uh, I think the guys have benefited from you, uh, Trey, just because I know in the past. Kenny had his German suspension guy over here. Seely was on KYB, uh, right? Do I have it I have backwards? Yeah, Seely was on KYB. Kenny's on Showa. Uh, things weren't gelling with the bikes necessarily, and you look at Brayton's back over there on Showa. Kenny's winning races. It just and I and I know you were there last year a little bit, but I feel like I haven't heard any whispers of bike issues, uh, Trey, from anybody. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's been pretty, um, I don't know, we haven't had that much drama this year. Last year was was really tough. Um, You know, I I think a lot of it, too, you know, we we didn't have a a huge base last year. You know, the 2018, Ken didn't get a lot of Supercross in, Mm -hmm. um, coming back from his injury, and then, you know, made the KYB switch, back to show. uh, There just wasn't a great base last year. And then I think, you know, kind of midway towards the end of the season, we have a, a pretty good base. And then coming into this year, we had a really a, a much better starting point, I think. Mm-hmm. So I think that really helped us. And then, you know, we, we could really be kind of focused in on the things that we really wanted to improve, whereas last year we were kind of like, man, we're just throwing stuff at the bike. Like yeah. I, I rode so much last year and stuff, you know, just all kinds of different stuff. <laughs> Um, where this year it's, it's been really, I don't know, really focused. And, um, I think it's, it's been a lot simpler. And so, and then I think too, also, you know, Ken having Justin alongside of him and, and both being on the same brands is really helpful, mm-hmm. um, suspension wise. And then, you know, also Justin is, is just really good about, you know, keeping things calm and, and, you know, not, not getting too emotional, not too high, not too low. Right. And, um, so I think there's just a, a combination of a lot of really good things that have happened this year, and um, you know, hopefully they can kind of continue. Do you? Do you? I don't want to say nervous isn't the right word, but when you're watching Kenny out front, do you get nervous? Are you excited? Do you have some butterflies, Trey? Uh, even though you know you have a piece of it, you're mostly invested in it. But obviously, you know, you've done all what Kenny's been doing, and you've been done it at the highest level. But for you, is there a little bit of uh, I don't know? Like I said, nerves or butterflies? Oh, dude, it's the worst. <laughs> dude, I had no idea it would be like this. Like, I mean, all of the guys, whether it's, you know, Cole or last year or, yeah. you know, JB or, you know, it's like, dude, I can hardly stand to watch the start, like, <laughs> through my my hands, you know? Yeah, yeah. But it's it's cool, you know, it's, it's, it's really cool. I think I've gotten to know these guys a lot more personally than I ever did when I was racing and it's really cool to be a part of that and, and to, um, I don't know, you, you put a lot of work into it. Yeah. So you, you really want to see them succeed and, um, you know, be safe and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I didn't think I'd be that nervous, but man, right, I'm a right. mess. Uh, 702-586-PULP, you got a question for Trey Kennard uh, about Honda or anything else, uh, give us a call. There's a couple people on hold for you, Trey, to get to in a second. But, you know, Travis, uh, talking about Trey testing for Honda, obviously he's just a race team. But I don't know, Trey, how much you know, but, you know, Yamaha race team kind of used Travis and Steve Butler and everybody over there at Yamaha R&D uh, to help out with, with AP and Justin's bike. So I think Travis, 
that's been a positive thing for the race team to have you guys there. And it's been a positive thing for Trey to be dedicated to the race to the race thing. Like, yeah, like I was so happy to hear that Trey was calling into the show because I think I, I've been watching the Honda. I've mm-hmm. been I've been seeing on Instagram Trey's walking the track with the guys, and it's and it seems like it's working really well. And almost to Chris's point, like I, I wonder Trey who who approached you with with this position? Was it Kehoe or or did you just ask those guys or or what? Yeah, no, it was uh, it was Kehoe. Um, he actually talked to me about it kind of right after I had retired, but I just I wasn't ready, man. I was I was just you know wasn't extremely healthy, and honestly, I didn't even want to ride. You know, like I was kind of. Mm-hmm. I, I just I, I still like the sport, was a fan, everything like that. But I just didn't really want to be on the bike, and um, actually didn't ride for probably eight or nine months, and. I went up to a camp somewhere, and it was just this epic track. And I ended up calling Max from Fly. I was like, "Man, I need some gear." I borrowed a bike, and <laughs> I just had so much fun. And I was like, "Wow, man, this is this is what this is like." And so, um, Kehoe called me like not long after that, kind of late summer '18, and and I was just like, "Man, why don't why don't I just come ride the bike and you know work with the team and you guys just kind of see what you think, see if I'm still." you know, the speed or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, it just kind of unfolded like that. So, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was funny kind of going through that transition of not really wanting to ride to actually just kind of loving it again. So Preston, as soon as your bicep is healed, like full race team guy, super cross the whole deal. Oh, is that what we're looking at for, for me? Yeah. For you. Oh, I would love to. Um, I don't know if I can ride super cross, you know, at that level anymore, but man, outdoors, it's fun. It looks easy. You're fine. That's what I tell him. I go, give him a week. Yeah. You're fine. a super cross champion, Preston. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think the Honda is, is looking good and, and I think it's a great idea on, on, you know, Kehoe's part and for mm-hmm. Trey, Trey to do this. And, yeah. and I think in the future, you're going to see more teams doing this. Well, I think for me, like, God, I remember as a mechanic being on a test track with, like, all day long, Chad just bitching nonstop, Villeman not caring, yeah. Timmy not happy anymore. They couldn't get laps in. We had to run through four sets of clamps and races, you know, things like that. And I guess, Trey, from what I gather, like, you run through the four clamps and race sets of races, so you run through eight settings, Trey, and then you tell the guys, test these two or three with the race team. And that just saves everybody time. It keeps everybody on a straight and narrow. It doesn't confuse the racers. Is that kind of the benefit of it? Yeah, I mean it's um, it's so huge. Like man, I, I think the last couple of years at Honda, I did most of the testing, and man, it's just draining. Like emotionally, mentally, like you, you get so lost and confused, especially when you're running through parts and um and what you're really thinking is man i don't even really want to do this you know i need to be training i need to be riding i don't even know like after the eighth clamp you're like i don't even know what the first one did <laughs> yeah so yeah. It's, it's um it's nice for me because i i have like no stress you know like there's no reason for me to do laps yep um other than to get comfortable so i could be really kind of objective about it and mm-hmm. um kind of just like it really the only care i have is kind of just give them the information so and then it, i think once you whittle it down from you know 10 parts to two it gets way easier for the riders and then you know learning what they need too has been mm-hmm. really important for me like I, I think i've got a pretty good idea of what what the guys need and then i can kind of help the team kind of 
kind of steer, not not ever really get the final setting, but right. And just just give them a direction, you know, that can kind of get them get them off in the right right direction. It's funny what you just said there. It kind of triggered something to me. Like, so I'm a more production side of things, right? Um, and what he said was getting to know the riders and how they ride. He has to be Trey has to be the guy who rides like Kenny, who rides like Justin, and know where they're at on the bike, how they they approach things, um, where they wait, you know, yeah. the pet. There's just so much involved that a lot of people don't really get that he has to have on his shoulders to to have the correct direction for each guy. Right. And he might be blessed with having the two guys now because I, I hear they're similar in settings. So that is even easier for Trey. But at times, maybe next year or whatever, yeah. it may not be that easy for him because it might be two different directions. So. Trey, you've, you've tested with Kiefer before, right? You guys have tested a few times? Yeah. Right? Yep. Good rider, right? Like rides well. Yeah, he rips. Yeah. Okay. So, what the f- hell happened in the first two nationals? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? What? Are what, we still here? What, what do you think? Like, are we still here, dude? He. I watched. Uh, listen, I, I can wa- tell you what happened. It's called I, choking. I choking. watched him, Trey, and I'm like, what? <laughs> what is going on out there? Like, when's his fast lap? Like, when's his fast lap? I, I never, was so disappointed. Oh my it gosh. Was, it was amazing, Trey. I was gonna. Get oh, off dude, that's people ask me all the time. You know, because I, I still go pretty dang fast, and they're like, "Dude, what? You know, why don't you race or whatever?" I'm like, "Dude, I don't want to. <laughs> I, get, I get scared out there. You know, like it's a whole nother ball game out there." It is really. Um, it is great though. Like Trey, I'm sure you're really enjoying it. Just riding at your own pace, right? Like if you only want to do two laps, do two laps. If you want to slow down, slow down. I think for me, when I started testing. It it almost made riding more fun for me. Did it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, 100%, man. Like, you know, I still have to go decently fast. And I think the the worst part of the job is, like, you know, 4.30 in the afternoon, the whoops are just completely thrashed. Oh, yeah. You know, and they're like, try this, this linkage that no one's ever written, you know? <laughs> <laughs> go do that. They ever tell that, you, Trey, like, like, one more time, Trey, just a couple more laps. We promise. Just just one more. Mm-hmm. You know, they're pretty good, honestly, because, um, you know, I, I think I think they see that, like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm into it, you know, I, I approach it just like I did my racing, like, I want to really, you know, be the best that I can be, so, if I'm ever like, man, I'm done, they're, they're kind of like, okay, we're, we're good, you know, oh, that's cool. so. Oh, that doesn't happen at um, Yamaha, apparently. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done, too bad, Travis. <laughs> no, well, I, you know, I, I just say that because uh, at first, yeah, but then I, I kind of fought a little bit against that, and, and they, but man, I found a couple good settings lately at the end of the day. Oh, you have? So end now, of the day settings. Well, yeah, so now when they ask me, now I kind of do it. I mean, Trey, Kiefer looked like he wasn't even trying out there, like in, in the practice. <laughs> Are we still like, here? I, I don't know what happened. I was such I'll a, tell you what happened. I choked like a mad dog. I choked. Bleh, bleh, choked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. I have never even put a fast lap. When I was racing, we didn't do that. We raced to get in. Wow. And then I was on other bikes. I got put on a Honda, a fast one at that, and I my old ass couldn't hang on to the thing. I was scared of it. <laughs> so there you have it. You, you know how gnarly those tracks are that part of the day? Oh, like, thank yeah, you. Yeah. They're, they're, they're like... It's like racing a mud race, but you just got to go fast on the third lap that you ride the track. It, it's so gnarly. That's what they told me. So I remember guys saying, all right, man, you're going to do one lap, yeah. and then you're going to have to hold it wide open and <laughs> right over your head. A-Ray said, and I'm like, what? A-Ray said uh, that you almost die eight times. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> if I almost died one, I'm out. <laughs> I, 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 when I did it, I was scared to death. Yeah. Yeah. That I was not used to that either. I oh, give real, yeah. it's a, it. It it opened my eyes, and it's it's cool to see what these guys go through to, right. to make the top forty. It's right. cool. Yeah. Right. Uh, Trey Kennard, everybody, brought to you by Skosh, Skosh US, uh, Skosh dot com. Pulp twenty twenty is the code to say with the guys at Skosh. Uh, brought to you by uh, bringing you Trey Kennard tonight. Skosh Industries, innovators of award winning consumer technology. Um, Trey, so you mentioned your safety th- uh, track safety thing that we've talked about. You worked with the guys that fell for a race. Um, you've been an advocate for that for a lot of times. You and I have had some private conversations that makes me think you care and you know what, what's going on. Uh, but I guess is that a little bit more of a backseat? I know there was a conference call you were on at one point, but how's that going and something you still want to pursue down the road? Um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be on my mind, you know, a lot because um – you know, it's just it, like after seeing Dallas and so many guys crash, and you just hate it, you know? Like, you, you just don't want that as a racer. You know what that is and what that's like. And so, you know, I, I never said I had the answers, but I just, man, I just wanted to try because it's, I, I really think that a lot of guys would still be racing if, if they didn't have a lot of those moments, which you're still going to have those moments. But, you know, if you could just minimize that a little bit. But I guess – to answer the question, it, it's still on my mind for sure. Um, I've kind of put it to the side for now. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, honestly, I just I think the whole community is going to have to get behind it yeah. for it to ever happen. And, and that's just going to be really hard to do because, you know, it's, it's hard to get, you know, a yeah. lot of people yeah. together on, we can't on get, anything. We can't agree on anything. We got teams and riders that just want to kill each other, you know, over everything and anything. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm still still into it, and, and you know, I still I, want to talk about it because it's, I every, mean, it's so important. Every time I see a tough block just kick get kicked out, I'm just like, nope, nothing we can do, nothing <laughs> we can do. Just, oops, we'll, we'll have a dig dug out there. Like R.J. Hampshire kicks that the tough block out. Jmart absolutely eats shit over the bars. Right. Like, how many years of just tough blocks just getting shot out on the track before they realize that? Hey, make a longer tough block. It won't move as easy. Make a little heavier tough block. Why well, is there some way they can, I'm not saying, quote unquote, nail it down without Yes, some... there is. I've got a great idea. You know, Trey, the Nets, I had the Nets five years ago, right? Did you know about this, Canard? <laughs> I mean, every time I, I, uh, I hear someone talk about it, they mention your name. So that, yeah. that's probably a yeah. good indication. Yeah, I want them, I want to call them the Steve Mathis Memorial Nets, even though I'm not dead. I want, that's what I want the name to be. But here's my idea, uh, Trey. Listen to my tree. So look, <laughs> if you're if you're too cheap to buy new tough blocks that are longer, and and also by the way, make them like a triangle so that you don't catch your feet on them as easy. Okay, so there's there's two things right there that only costs money that can help racing. Do we all agree? Yeah. Do we all agree? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yes. Thank you. So that just costs money. Make them longer and make them a triangle. There we go. Boom. Thank you. Okay. If you don't want to do that, if you're too cheap to do that, okay. here's an idea. All right. Make a tray, plastic tray. Okay. Okay. Make it sit on the ground. Uh, it holds a tough block, and the bottom of the tray comes up four inches, five inches, whatever you want. Has a lip. Has a lip so that the tough block itself sits in this tray. Ah, but what if the tray moves, Mathis? Okay. Get small little, like, nails or mm-hmm. spikes or, like, 
and put them into the ground. Flush. Flush. Yeah. Put the head of the mm. of the thing flush into the t- into the tray. I'm vi- yep, visualizing. Yep. And this. then you just hit the tray. I don't know. Make a spike uh, three inches long. Whatever the base of dirt is. Okay. Five inches. Whatever the base is. And just and just nail this tray to the dirt. And the tough block fits into this tray on the side of a track. And then it will move if somebody hits it pretty hard because it's got to come over that right. Loop. But if you clip it, it's not. But if you clip it, it will stay in place. Like how easy is that? Thank, yeah. Thank you. I, thank you. I mean, there's there's so many things that could be just talked about. Now that, that was my whole idea. You know, it wasn't that I'm some expert and I just know all this stuff and I'm going to come in and I'm just going to you know shake things up and you know flip the sport on its head. It was more about you know getting the the brain trust of the sport together. You know, the, the guys that have done it forever. And getting them involved with that process, and then kind of coming up with with standards. What, what does it need to look like? You know, we, we kind of we kind of just do what we've done. You know, there's there's really no kind of benchmark for what it needs to look like. And so the whole concept was to one just bridge that gap of communication of, between riders, teams, mm-hmm. and, the, and the promoter. But two, like let's get the people that have done it for twenty, thirty years, and, and get them in the same room talking about things, and then maybe we can you know, come up with something that we can agree on. Like, if we're going to change tough blocks, let's, let's sit down, let's talk about it, let's build some concepts, let's test it, and let's try to do something about it. But um, It's literally yeah, so I mean, easy could, to do. It's so easy to do. But yet every week we just got tough blocks tumbling everywhere like tumbleweeds. A-Ray said there's <laughs> tough blocks going up the face of the jumps now. Well, that that's one of Trey's things, right, Trey? You help doing that, make the smaller tough blocks up the faces of triples? That's something that was like so important to me, right? Because um, I mean, that crashed really big in New Jersey one year. Um, man, those things are like magnets. You just like you get like two inches away from it, and it like pulls you into it. And so shorter, shorter for sure. Like that, that was a great move, but the, the angle would be awesome, man. Because you, you still have that yeah that little bit of an edge to grab with your foot peg. Um, yeah, so that, that's one thing they've done. Yeah. And it's also, so. I've noticed here over the years when I was racing, and you can attest to this, they had tough locks on, on this landings. Now at least they open up the landing, so in case you blow off the side, you're not landing on one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just, and, and like in Europe, they're triangular. It's not like I came up with some brilliant idea myself. Hey, make them. They're, they're, they're in Europe. They make them. They're out there. Mm-hmm. Plenty of signage still. So, so it's just, you think it's just money? I, what else? What other reason could it be? What other reason could it be? I, you know, my opinion on this really is, um, you know, I went to Feld when I was really pushing for this. I had a meeting with, with Dave and, and Mike Mewey, and um, my theory on this is is they're, like, completely understaffed. And maybe this isn't going to be popular, but I went down to Feld, and I'm like, man, this facility's huge. Like, it's, right. it's like a small town, you know? And you go in, and I'm like, okay, you know, there's there's a, there's the offices for Disney on Ice, and there's all, you know, there's an office for that. And then, like in the back corner, like with the cobwebs, is like eight <laughs> people that work for Supercross. Right, right. Um, and, and that's no diss to them. I'm just like, man, I, I can't believe like this is this is such a big in- entity, but there's there's such few people like really working on this, and I think they they just they need help. And that that was my 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 mission, you know, I just yeah. I want to be the guy that, that can, can help with that. Cause, um, man, they're, they're, they're just really just kind of doing way more than, not that they can handle. They're obviously doing a really good job, but, 
I just think that that um, had they had the help and the experience yeah. that that they you know that guys could offer because I mean this is this is something that well, bothers me is that even with the the AMA you know a lot of these guys haven't raced and if they have it's been a really long time so yeah it's really hard to to know what it's like so I mean there's so many guys in this sport that have so much to offer that that either aren't really involved anymore or you know, they don't really want to be involved, and, and so, you know, the racing standard was like, let's get let's get those guys somewhere to go, you yeah, know, somewhere yeah, to contribute. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't start I, a GoFundMe. I, and like the net, okay, and the nets worked fantastic. Okay, they they brought back bull berms, which helped the racing. They offered safety to riders, so make more of them. And there's only two, and you're like, <laughs> put more up. What's wrong with these things? They work great. It's like, you know, I don't understand. I just, I don't know. It just bums me out. I just get, and then Mewie's a good guy. Prater's a good guy. They offer reasonable explanations when you talk to them about things, but come on. It's time. It's time. That's it. It's, 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 all, it's all like, you know, so uh, Trey, Trey agrees with me. He just can't say it. I know. It's just sad for the riders because, uh, you know, that it's a dangerous sport already. Things can happen already. And when you add little things, that I like to call obstacles that are really not, but right. they're there to but, to grab you and go, come on, and you're they're dude, right there. Tough blocks getting kicked out have been going on for twenty years. Travis, how many tough blocks have you hit in your life and cartwheeled? A lot. Thank you. How many yeah. tough blocks have saved you though? A lot. Right. Yeah. 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 No, I'm not saying take them away. It just we, we let's keep right. them in place. That's it. That's I, th- all. I think Trey's on. I think it's just they're probably understaffed, and it, it takes a lot to actually design well, a tough block and actually have somebody me. agree on the exact dimensions and how long. And it's amazing a net know, got it's, done. It's amazing the nets got done. You know. So. <laughs> you know what Red Dog said? Oh God, this could be good. This, well, what did he this say? Is, this is so like the Red Dog from you know South Florida that grew up with no air conditioner. He was like, you know, I went, I went to Monster Jam and they paint the tracks. It's so cool. <laughs> He's like, all right, really tough block. Just paint it. It looks awesome. Oh, great! Thanks, Timmy. Great. Thanks. Thanks for sticking around, Red Dog. Just cl- uh, cl- Timmy reminds me of. I'm dating myself here, and you, nobody probably knows what I'm talking about. But Timmy reminds me of Mr. Magoo. Just clueless, walking through life, not being able to see anything, not know what's going on. Uh, but nobody knows what Mr. Magoo is. So. Um, well, Trey, listen, hey, tied in the points, man. This season couldn't get much better than what it's been. This is going to be great run to the finish for, between uh, Kenny and Eli. This is going to be great. Man, it, it is. I, I can't believe they have exactly 200 points. That's kind of yeah, kind of crazy. But, yeah. man, I, I'm excited. Like, both guys are so good. Like, uh, I don't know. They're, and they're so different, too, though. You know, like, Eli is so aggressive. Yep. Like, I have this picture Eli in my head that like under the helmet he's just like Rrr, you know <laughs> yeah he's just like a rat a rabid dog or something right like just, yeah, yeah yeah or Kenny's kind of just like floating around the track doesn't look like he's touching it half the time no yeah. no yeah they de- they definitely have different riding styles for sure so um all right anything else for Trey Kennard yeah Any- I got okay. two things okay bring it up uh I know what you're gonna say but I still think and this is my opinion okay Trey is the best scrubbing rider I've ever seen. I know people say Bubba, uh, but know, good. Tr- but there's but some Trey photo- there are, prime yeah. scrubbing. There are is some photos. There are some photos of Trey that are unbelievable. Yeah, Dude. yeah, I know. But it hurts me to say that because I love Stu. I know, but <laughs> I'm just like I was blown away on some. Time. He scrubbed there, a triple one, one time, and I'm like, yeah, there's. I don't get it. I want to say there's an outdoor photo I saw. 
from an outdoor where he is just, oh. I mean, dragging a peg up the face and the whole thing. But the more important ones to me were the, the steep faces. Like, he would scrub these steep faces when usually you just try to soak them up straight on. Yeah. But he would be angled and soaking them up, which was mind-blowing for me. I remember um, there, there was one race I remember watching him, and he was scrubbing the shit out of all the jumps, and him and Chad Reed were battling. And Chad Reed was like four feet higher <laughs> off of every jump, <laughs> but they were still battling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think Steven had a, a different scrub. You know, like he, he's like feet on the pegs, really technical. I, I just kind of like slide off the face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're just greasy, right? You're just greasy <laughs> off the face. Uh, what What are the What's the best factory? I mean, try not to be too Honda biased here, but the best bike you've ever raced. What was the best feeling motorcycle? Oh, man, that's tough. Um, I don't know, man. I, honestly, I think when I was really young, like. 0809. I didn't know enough about the bikes to really care all that much. So I think in Supercross, my my 08250 was just like awesome, man. That thing was just ripped, super fast. Um, I don't know, man. I felt so comfortable in that thing. I don't even I don't even know what it was about it. I just really liked it. Um, I don't think I knew enough yet to really like really care enough about what it felt like, mm-hmm. you know, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, 450, I think my favorite 450 was um, in 14, in the 14, we, we made a switch to KYB. <laughs> I, was, I was just going to say that. They put suspension <laughs> change, and Trey started winning motos by 20 seconds. Yeah. It was just... <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, I, I don't, man, that thing, I felt so comfortable on it. Like, I, it was just one of those bikes one of those setups because we had a similar setup the next year and I kind of struggled a little bit but man I just I feel like I can do anything on it (laughs) (laughs) what that is but man that's such a cool cool feeling uh Travis do you have one that stands out for you what what year yeah or a bike Honda biker uh I just still go back to that to that year Trey was 07 when uh, it was me and Kevin Windham we were riding for factory connection we had our own semi yeah and at that point, I don't think Honda did our bikes. It was a year where we just started with a stock 450. Yep. And I just went to Mitch, and Mitch said, well, what kind of engine do you want? Yeah. And then uh, Ziggy asked, well, what kind of suspension do you want? <laughs> so it was basically more of a stock yeah. bike, yeah. and uh, I felt really comfortable on that bike. And then, yeah, that, that Star 250 is pretty badass. So that's, that's a nice. <laughs> Must be nice. <laughs> Must be nice. <laughs> too soon? Or? Must be nice yeah, to know too about soon. that. Too soon about that Star bike. <laughs> Uh, Dude, that thing! I had one of those motors actually, uh, one of the, the 07 motors that Mitch built. Oh, really? So I just swear that's the fastest 450 I've ever ridden. Yeah, I feel like there was something where, like, if if you make it a competition for Mitch, I yeah. think at that time we were battling <laughs> between we were doing hot trying Honda engines yeah. from Japan yep. and Mitch's. Right. So I think Mitch really wanted to <laughs> make a better engine. Sure. So th- those bikes are good that year. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was like 130 pounds racing like 450A at Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> I would just like go straight and then just like I was just blinking. I was in the next turn. <laughs> you're just like your eyes are watering and everything yeah. is wide open. <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, Trey. Hey, thanks for the time, man. Appreciate it. Good work over there with everybody. Uh, it's really showing through, and uh, it's nice to have you back at the races, man. You're you're definitely in a better mood. 
you're at the races <laughs> like then when you raced you know what i mean like just the, just, sure. just pressure like you're you're smiling you're laughing like yeah like you're you're definitely uh, uh happy to be there in a, in a better mood than you know with pressures and everything getting hurt and coming back and all of that stuff than what it was you know later in your career so um and and, and it's cool that you're st- you're part of the team when they won both classes and you were part of the last time they won too i, th- I like that synergy that's pretty cool so yeah that's just really cool man i'm i'm super grateful man it's been a, a really good time cool well thanks for the time trey we'll see you uh see you this weekend i guess right yeah yeah thanks guys for having me on i appreciate it all see right you, thank you that's you. trey canada very brought to you by skosh.com actually i'm not going to oh, say so you're going daytona i'm not going that's to news daytona. to me right uh, oops my bad uh michael you got a question about the yamaha phone tuner the app on the phone. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I just got a 2020 YZ250F. Okay. And I tried to hook it up to, like, the phone app. I've tried everything. I don't know if I'm an idiot or what, but I can't get it. Because I'm throwing, like, a code. So is there, like, a special tip or something? I got something for you. Have you looked to see if your uh, CCU's there? So if you take your left side panel off, sometimes dealers do not put the CCU on. They forget to install it, and then you can't connect anything because that is the brain to your app. Okay. What are you talking about? about that. that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you mean the box? Yeah. On the, they don't install them? It's not, yeah. the, you're not, it's not the ignition. Yeah. It's it, the, on the left side, if you take yeah, that cover off, there yeah, is a little b- black box. That doesn't come on the bike from a no, factory? No, the dealers put that on. Oh. oh, okay, no, yeah, so yeah, it does have that. Oh, it does okay. have that on, because that has, like, the little... That like, has your Wi-Fi code, code on it, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, yes. that's the first thing I want to say, because I've seen that happen more than once. Oh, okay. So, yeah. when, okay. When, when you hit the start button on the bike, and then you mm-hmm. go to your Wi-Fi settings, do you see it pop up in your Wi-Fi settings? Yes, it pops up, and then it... I forget, the, I haven't tried it in a like a couple of weeks and the bike's not in front of me right now, but it throws out like this weird code. And then it says that there's a 2019, 2020 Yamaha set up on it, but none of like my hours and none of the information pops up. So, so you're, so, so you're actually connecting to the bike, but then none of the information like hours or the, the, the throttle is, is not showing on the tuner. Correct. The only thing that it could be happening is is you're disconnecting from the, the time you get connected and the yeah that's you know true what I'm so so the the system times out after two minutes so okay. if if I hit that starter button you only have about a minute to two minutes before it'll automatically turn off so if you keep tapping the starter or twisting the throttle it's going to keep the system live oh you can hit you can twist the throttle. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I just hit keep it in the button. So, so like, so every time I connect to a bike, yeah. I hit the button, look, look for the Wi-Fi, yeah. tap it, and then I'll immediately go to the, the throttle. Uh, to yeah, to to the throttle RPM section. I'll twist the throttle okay. and make sure that the bike's connected. Because sometimes, if it's if it's a new bike and it sounds like you've actually never really connected to the bike, correct? Correct. So yeah, the first time it's new, I think that takes the longest. Right to find it. Yeah. To, yeah. So you might need to um, you know tap that starter. To make sure the system's still okay. still active. Okay, and then once because I've only gone riding like three or four times, so once it does get connected, will all like the hours, like previous hours, pop up on it or no? Yes, yes, yes. Your your okay, your cool. ECU, total hours. Yeah, yeah. total yeah. hours is always kept in the ECU, and you always have that. You can't erase okay. that, and you can't change that. 
Perfect. Okay, I'll give that a try. And then uh, he can grab a map from it, from you, Kiefer? Kiefer? I have a map. TP has a map. Yeah. But on your site, on your website? Yep, yep, I have a map on my site. Okay. So yeah, and, you know, if you have any more problems, hit up Chris or hit up me, and uh, we can give you a hand. Just give Travis a week or 10 days to get back to you. Or a month. <laughs> I will get back okay, to you, cool. though. <laughs> All right, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I, I ran into that problem, too. Uh, disconnecting, and I'm like, hey, what the hell? And connect, and then disconnect, and I'm like, oh. So I kept kind of hitting the start button, yeah, yeah, you know, to, to make sure it was it was going and connected. That thing's really cool. That's that's an awesome part of the of the Yamaha. Yeah, I love that thing. Yeah. yeah, people love it. Mine's flashing right now. What's flashing? <laughs> Telling me my oil he's changing. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, hey, you know, actually, do that. We, All right. we, we went out and looked at your bike in yeah, the garage, and clean. yeah, it's it looks like you're you're. I mean, it looks good, but. Looks like it needs some maintenance. Randy, he needs a front tire. No, I yes, don't. No, send, I don't. Please th- send some. That thing's fine. Is, no, it's rounded on the edges. Since it's November. Fine. It's fine. Look it. It's There's fine. a difference between a front and a rear rounded tire. Uh, you can have uh, a rounded rear, a rounded front, you're effed. Well, you know what? I did notice when I was chasing Lone Wolf down that it was kind of sliding out in spots. Why are your forks at that height? Did you just slap them in there and just not even give any thought to where you put the fork? I moved them or? down for GH, World Vets, oh. and never moved them back. Okay, I've just never seen anybody have them at that I thought, spot. I thought GH, I was going to start getting some head shake. That's like two mil. That's like a strange spot. <laughs> it's a spot, weird right? spot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've never seen well, forks at that. Well, whatever. Okay, I put them down for GH. I never moved them back. I was Did scared. you measure them or just eyeballed it? No, I measured them with okay. caliper. Don't laugh at me. I mean, that's some <laughs> shit that you would do. I wouldn't measure them. No. I was a factory mechanic for 12 years, you and know, I wouldn't measure my forks. Yes, exactly. Really? That's exactly what I said. Wow. Yeah, it looks like they're not measured. They are. And so whatever... whatever <laughs> they are. Like... I know what you're saying because they're not on a line or anything. They're just like it's a like, random... Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I yeah, get yeah. what you're saying, but I just moved them down like... Whatever millies I thought would make a difference that I would notice okay. for, before the world vets. I see a medal there on the bike, so obviously you it made worked. the right choice. Fourteen so. nine for seventh, everybody. Um, leave leave my bike alone. All right, it's washed. I don't care. I'm yeah, fine it is it. washed. Um, all right, let's get to our our next caller here. You might recognize him. Fly Racing, FlyRacing.com. It's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? How are you? Not too much. Uh, you guys want to get into some of the uh, the RM Army Suzuki? ECU settings. We can get into uh, the high tech adjustment. We can. No. 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 I'd love to hear to. about it. Honestly, I'd you, love to hear it. You would. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be great news for me too. JT's no longer in the army. He's out. He's There's out of the lot army. Of ins and outs. Oh. A lot of ins and outs. Very, very advanced system. So oh, just, no. just check into it. All I'm asking. Mm-hmm. Well, J- when I had an arm army, JT, I just held my phone up next to it, but nothing happened. So I don't know if that was. Was there supposed to be, you know, something coming up on my phone, or I don't know. I just you got to download the app. Well, you probably they probably didn't uh, send you the info. Oh uh, yeah, okay. It's, uh, pretty high level. Um, you have to be cleared for. Okay, we have a bench racing question on three for all of us. Uh, Dave, what's going on? What's your what's your question, Dave? So it's kind of a two part question. Number one, real quick, Trey's always been awesome, my boys. He is. Uh, they're seven and nine, and he's just an ambassador to the, to the sport, and to be able to talk to the fans, it's awesome. So props to his modesty, but it's the old uh, Tomac versus Roxon. Um, they're breaking the mold, breaking away from Baker's factory because I see they're both in their own programs. Um, could this be the year that they break the Alden Baker streak? And if that's part number one, part number two, if they do break the mold, who wins the battle? We see 
there's no more battles like Reed, Stu, Carmichael, Dungy, Villapoto. I remember just going on and on. These guys are going back and forth. But right now, it seems like it's such a stacked field. Mm-hmm. You might get one mistake, but likely, even if you make one mistake, it's over. And the only person we're seeing that's charging back up is Tomac. So I want to get your thoughts yeah. on, on well, the best night, Roxton v. Tomac. If, uh, so when did Chad win this last title? Oh nine, Suzuki, Supercross? Oh eight. Oh eight. So that's the last time. Uh, Supercross you're talking about? Yeah, Supercross. Yeah, oh eight. That's the last time Alden didn't Alden's rider didn't win a Supercross title. Shit. Right? Am I am I wrong? I don't think so. I, and then again, yeah. look at Webb. Rillo, you just can't Dungy. keep his you just can't keep him down either. Oh wait, I mean, no, that wait. might be more of a mentality. Hold thing on, Dave. Too. Hold on, Dave. Dunge, Dunge, Dunge wasn't in ten. Dungey wasn't in ten, right. Okay. Okay, so that's so yeah, Dungey in twenty ten was not trained by Baker. So it's been almost ten years. Um so that's interesting. Uh heads up, as Dave said, Tomac versus Roxon. Who you got, Kiefer? Just heads up. We talked about this on the way up here. Uh what if we put them both at Sunrise or Western Raceway? Tomac would win that. Anything that's technical, ruddy, soft, kin is better. When I agree with that. When Tomac that. can can move around, uh, you got some bull berms that are fluffy. He can just rail the shit out of them. Tomac's good. When the bull turns are fluff that turn into ruts where you have to turn down in them, Kenny is just simply better. As far as being headstrong. How can, how can you say that, though? Like, do you not remember Seattle and Salt Lake and all these races where he came from, like, where was Kenny, though? down to dominate Getting smoked. Kenny was hurt. He was out there on a Suzuki. Oh well, here we go. I'm just telling you. I'm just. If, t- I'm just talking. I, Kenny was. If, if he, you think Kenny was going to beat Eli in those races, here's, on those tracks, which were beat down. Here's what crazy. I'm saying. I'm talking about Kenny and the Honda. Period. And I'm talking versus Tomac the Cowie right now. So that's what but I'm what saying. What about the night that Eli hasn't been very? Or Kenny hasn't been very good. Uh, I think Kenny has a better setting now as well. I know he changed it. And that's so what's hard. We're seeing better. these guys where it's always something with Roxon, who I love him, and I'm a, that's, that's my guy, and uh, my boys, the Lindy boys, love Roxon. Um, but he always sometimes has issues. Then Tomac, he sometimes has issues, a.k.a. bad starts pushing all through the field. And we're seeing Roxon, or really any winner, they're winning sometimes upwards 10-plus seconds. So I'm with you. It's like, man, who could it be? Because if they're both on their game, well, wow. I think that's what nice. that's what JT and Kiefer are talking about. Well, that's, that's what I was about to say. I think Tomac's going to win the title. That's what I think. Okay, Preston, what do you think? Let's break this down. I'm I'm going with Roxon because Tomac he he made me nervous because <laughs> those first couple laps he he lost his shit and you could see it. He was washing the front and you could see he was like spazzing. Yeah. And that that pass on Baggett. But he still got fourth. He still and came I, from. And I feel like yeah, Roxon has bad races, but. Roxon just seems more mentally stable. Yeah. So, like, I, I, I loved how Tomac looked at the end of the race. Yeah. He looked like he calmed down. I mean, yeah, heads up, if they're, if they're both mentally strong, I give it to Tomac. But Roxon just is getting the starts, and Roxon seems more mentally level-headed at the moment. JT? Um, I mean, I think Kenny, when, when everything's clicking for Kenny – he can run away and hide. Well, not really. A lot of guys can. Uh, but for me, if I have, you know, you're basically just starting the series now at zero zero. From here on out, 
they're going into a bunch of tracks where Tomac has been almost dominant. Um, his results have been so strong from these races forward. Just some evidence to that. From last year, 2019, his average finish was 2.2 down the stretch. 2018 was 1.4, and 2017 was 2.4. And if you if you exclude the New Jersey race, it was 1.28. So you take the second half of the season, and he's averaging at worst a second place. That's really hard to beat. I mean, how how are you going to? contend with that you know that that's just a well, really hard stat to, to go up yeah against. but jt to be fair and those are gnarly stats like you said but to be fair this can hasn't been there for three years this can rocks in right now so we'll see or this bar I mean, show, it, or this web. Uh, no, or no, this, no, no, i'm no, just no, saying no, there's no. other Tomas guys got that's both. true that's a very good point Tomas got that's those guys very, handled I, Handled, no, but but he gets well, in their head. Barsha was in his head. We yes. just talked about that. Yeah, yeah. Barsha was in his head at that in this past weekend. So, but this is a better Kenny JT than we've ever seen in Supercross. Probably, I, I might argue. And Tomac's not making friends out there. You think this Kenny's better than 2017 first rounds, Kenny? You're out of your mind. Well, I mean, we have those. That was two rounds. This is this is nine. Okay. Well, you know, we have I more. Mean, we have more proof of me, you know. To me, you're you're being victim of the moment a little bit, leaving Atlanta. He was crazy good last weekend in Atlanta, but where were you leaving San Diego? I was like, Kenny sucks. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm kidding, but you know, yeah, I I I love that they're tied. Um, I think just the tough part for Kenny is that Eli has been very very good in the second half of series and not so good in the first half historically. And now you're tied going into the second half. That's that's the difficult part because the tracks like Seattle, Salt Lake, Vegas, Foxborough, those really Daytona, those really play into Eli's skill set. Outdoor conditions, just kind of brutal, uh, and that's why he's been so dominant over the over those stretches in the past three or four years. Can we all agree that Tomac's going to win Daytona? Yeah. Yeah, and, I don't know. And I, I mean, the, Kenny, I think Kenny's gonna Kenny's gonna do everything he can to upset that. Like he told Steve on his his interviews, like his mind yeah, he is seems determined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knows if he can go in and take a take a win away from Eli at a track like Daytona, that could really, you know, send a message mentally to Eli that maybe this isn't his year uh, after all. Because I, I think that's been the narrative is finally going to happen this year. Hey, Dave, thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Good question. You got us all yelling at each other, so I'm gonna give you a prize. All right. Um, Sounds good. And hey, real quick, prop, prop to Pope MX. You guys have this like talk to a pro regarding like bike and mechanical issues. Very cool addition. So keep it up because basic people like us can simply call and poke your brain, and you don't send us an invoice. Yeah, yeah. Shop, so no problem. Um, all right, what uh, what kind of bike you got? Or your kids got? Uh, or I've got a uh, my boys, the Lindy boys. They've got a KLX 110, and little Lukey Bear rides a uh, CRS 50. What, what can I give Luke? I've Lukey got a Husky uh, FE350, so I'm an old Papa Bear on a dual sport, but I love it. What can I give him? Get some chains. Chain? Yeah. All right, we're going to give you some chains, all right? Uh, from the folks Dude, at Firepower. Awesome. All right, you. stay on hold, Dave. We'll get some information, all right? And uh, awesome. good luck to Lukey Bear. Um, <laughs> speaking of uh, bears, Chris Betts, what's up, man? How are you? How's spring training? I'm good. Oh, dude, it's spring training. I'm just sitting in the days in for like hour number six on the night. Um, How many ABs you got right. so far? Uh, I got one big league AB, 
but it was a uh, it was a strikeout. It was a good it was a good spring training strikeout. You struck out in one your one big league. Oh, bats. How are you going to make the Rays like this? Oh no, it's good. We're right on. I would have been severely alarmed if I caught a barrel this early in spring training. Oh, okay. Like, I would have been kind of nervous about it. Okay, all right, all right. I don't want to peek. Who do, <laughs> who do we need to talk to to get you get you called up? Do we need to call? Who, who's there? Is Andrew Friedman still there? No, Friedman. Uh, the not. Cubs now. He's he's with someone else. We need to talk to the Florida Lottery. I just I got to buy the team to be honest. <laughs> I can't wait till you make the big though, Bets. I'm gonna hey, be there. Keeper. Yo. Keeper, um, did Steve tell you about our sticker deal? No. Yeah, exclusive. What you got? Yeah, hey, so I'm running a Pulp MX knob decal, and he's uh, paying me a bonus per home run, but mm-hmm. I want to let you know that if the price is right, I'll run a Keeper Inc. testing. Oh, uh, well, what's the price? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just putting you two against each other right now. <laughs> hold, hold on, hold on, Bats. That's, bull, that's bullshit. No, no, no. I locked you in. And he, to- he told oh. me he plays in a uh, in a pitcher's league. It's very humid in Florida. Big parks, big ballparks, also. Yeah. So I'm paying per home run. So I like my chances to not, not, not to pay. Yeah, you're, I think you're going to make out on top. <laughs> right. Yeah, I love that. That's going to be great. That's going to be fantastic. So. Hey, I was talking to Steve today. How come you're not an RJ fan? Because RJ was a baseball guy. Uh, who's fan? Exactly. RJ Hampshire. Oh, I mean, I mean, we're cool now, but I mean, last year was kind of rough. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What happened? I don't. Well, they were battling. Yeah. Where? What am I missing? Uh, was it the Triple Crown? Oh yeah, at Anaheim. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. Don't forget. Right. Yeah, yeah. He did. Yeah, well, no, listen. We don't he, forget, dog. He was a really good pitcher. So I don't know. Maybe yeah. Maybe you guys can. Was he really? Yeah. I guess he. JT didn't he go to? Did he get recruited? I thought something like. Yeah. I mean. He he was good for sure, but you gotta it's it's levels of good, right? Right. You know, like, right. Yeah. I think he chose the right career path, but I mean, I'm the one calling you from a, a two star hotel in Florida, and he's you know riding Listen, in bet, front of fifty thousand. Your 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 bo- signing bonus was one point four million. Right. Okay? It's not like you chose the oh, days you know, in. You know, one point four. Yeah, we're fine. We're fine. I'm fine parking it here for a month. Do you do you ever get your teammates like your grubby minor league teammates? Do they do they all hit you up for money all the time because they know what you signed for? Mm, no, I mean, bro. There's plenty of guys that signed for more than I did, but uh, but I don't know. But but, no, but, they, on, uh, but playing but playing double A and single A, there's guys that signed for that much. Yeah, but I mean, they also know that like when we go out, I love to be like, you get some drinks in me, and I just I'm generous. I just love to like hook everyone up. Is this when you have your bets jersey on at the bar? Yeah, no, that's just <laughs> that's oh shoot me. And also, I've never worn my Sounds jersey gay. backwards. At the at the field either. Yeah, well, that's good to know. Well, you're up. You're one step better than Wygant. So. Yeah, I'm one step better than him. The quad guy. I just catch me dead. Right. In, <laughs> in the big league games. So in the big league games, they uh, they send you over there in a big league jersey. Uh huh. So my jersey in minor league camp is number 26 with bets on it, and then when I go over for big league games, I wear number 84 with no name on it. So. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. How about that guy on Twitter calling you out for your jersey or whatever? It's like, bro. Yeah, bro. Your your cult is just ruthless. We are. We are. We're it is pretty nice. And now, and now they're attacking Will Hahn and Star Racing. My <laughs> my roommate, um, my roommate was like, dude. Every even baseball posts on Twitter, it's all these motocross people. And I explained to him, I got all the clout from this like 
Monday night five-hour podcast, and he just didn't believe me. He's like, there's no such thing as like a five-hour Monday night live podcast that people listen to. That's true. He's like, no, it's out there. Yeah, tell uh, tell uh, Jason Stark and stuff. I'm available if they want to host, if they, if they want to. Hey, you know? Blue Crew. Blue Crew. Yeah. Pressure washer. What about it? I, I got one. I'm blue crew. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, you got a pressure washer. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're blue crew. Yeah. I know. I like it. Uh, just, wa- it welcome to the family. Uh, yeah, it's it's good to be here. I was just kind of like hoping that maybe if I bought a pressure washer, I'd like fast forward the ambassadorship thing and like I'd get like a go-kart engine and dirt bike or something like that. Yeah, Travis, can we make that happen? I mean, you could. I mean, they seem to love you, Steve, so it seems like that's the end. That's to, a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. T-shirt. Kiefer, are you, How are you going at 4.30, or are you, like, spring training at, like, 5.30 in the morning? Right now? Yeah. Uh, I'm spring training. I'm I'm fine. You're just chilling? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, J- I was 4.30 last week. I'm okay now. JT, you have a question for Betts, right? No, I was just saying, how is he not a Cali guy? Yeah. What do you mean, how am I not a Cali guy? How can they, How has AC not had you on the program? What do you, wait, what do you mean? How have I not had me in, on the program? Like Kawasaki, well, why don't you have a... Not, yeah. Oh, yeah, Cowie, you want to be Blue Cowie. Crew. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Cowie doesn't do pressure washers. I'm, again, like, I just kind of, like, pit my chips against each other. Um, <laughs> so I'm just maybe thinking that, like, the Yamaha pressure here, I'll come home with, like, one with a bow on my with my name on it. Oh, I love it. So, like, he wants the you're pressure the, washer, yeah, yeah. Yeah. the piano, yeah. the generator. <laughs> it's a one-stop yeah. shop. So he's smart. Yeah. The bow... There, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Quads. No quads. No, no quads. Blessed. Well, hunting. Convenient convenient bets that you left town before I could steal a base on you or uh, hit your knuckleball for a home run. Yeah, bro. I'm I'm out here, like, trying to hit other people's shit, and now i got to worry about, like, feeding you batting practice. <laughs> Have you seen Steve Teeter? This is, uh, I've heard about it all 36 miles an hour. Thir- a torn rotator cuff, okay? Torn rotator cuff. The dude's got a cannon. Yeah, listen, beat it, beat it. Uh, all right, Betts, thanks for calling in, buddy. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, appreciate it. I just wanted to see if Kiefer can No, he's not. No, screw, screw oh, you. Okay. You're a pulp of I'll we call already, you off air. We already did the deal. All right, all right, that's fine for life. <laughs> all right, see you, Betts. That's, that's Chris Betts, everybody. <laughs> he's, what You think White Claws are involved tonight or no? Probably. It's minor league <laughs> baseball, right? There's got to be White Claws. Bull Durham. Um, all right, JT's on the line here. So, JT, are you mad? Are you upset at Justin Barsha racing Eli Tomac? No way, bro. What? Tomac started it. San Diego? Tomac started it. Okay, all right. All right. San Diego, yeah. you weren't very happy. Listen, you don't want none, don't start it. Uh, that's how I look at it. I, you know what you're getting if you go in and get aggressive with Barsha. Apparently, Barsha told the team green, the Cowie guys, that Eli will not win this title. <laughs> yeah, Blake said the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. That's great. Like, so, I, like, I don't know if that's like a, hey, don't worry, I'm going to knock him down, or if it's just like my theory on the series. I saw a picture today from Instagram was Eli and Justin just barking at each other, and in the background is Kenny Day from Alpine Star just sitting there watching both of his dudes just yeah. argue, like, oh, oh my good. God, dude, that's great. Yeah, I, I asked Barsha after the race, like, what, is, what do you think Gabrielle thinks of this? And Barsha's like, oh, me and GM go way back. <laughs> He's better have my back. But like JT said, uh, Eli's t- paycheck probably, yeah, you know. Indicates that he might be the best, the top guy That's at all stars. So um, I'm here for it. Though count me in for this. 
the Barsha Tomac stuff. Oh, I'm here. I love watching yeah. it. Just like I could watch when, when they got behind each other. I could watch that over and over and over. It was so But it good. could change so quick, just like the Marty Justin thing. They're cool now. Yeah, Marty and Justin made up. Right. Yeah. So. But, JT, you said that Tomac went over to talk to Baggett after the race, right? He tried to. Right, right. But Blake was long gone. Right. But well, to, okay. I know that uh, I believe it was Fahey was trying to kind of talk Blake off the ledge a little bit. And then, uh, yeah, I'm assuming that when he got back to the truck, the, you know, Eli got back to the truck, the Cowboy guys were like, uh, you got to go mend some fences here. Because this is the last thing you want is to yeah. go into every single weekend, you know, walking into a war. So I don't know that anybody wants to hear it right now. I, if Blake would have been there, it wouldn't have gone well. I can promise you that. Uh, so I don't think neither Justin nor Blake, at least this week, want to hear anything Eli has to say. So, um, where, well, do you, where do you stand with the Eli move on Blake? Uh, I mean, it was a pretty poor decision on his part because he didn't leave – any room for anything to go other than one perfect way, right? If if Blake takes the angle that Eli expects, maybe he gets in there, makes a block pass, and gets out of there. But if Blake decides to cut down at all, they're both going down, which is exactly what happened. So I think he panicked. He got scared that Barsha and Anderson were both back there and getting aggressive. And he rushed the move when he didn't really have the line to, to make that pass. Um, do you, but, but with Tomac going... And talking to Blake, I almost feel like Blake's gonna be like, "Okay, dude, I like I don't owe you one anymore." Like you're like you know what I mean? No. Like like no, no, <laughs> okay, no. Like I almost feel he like was, uh, he was too mad for that. I'm telling no, you. but I'm saying like now, like this week, Tomac reaches out or Tomac talks to him and be like, "Dude, my bad, on me, I'm sorry." And Blake goes, "Okay, like I don't owe you one now." But you're you're looking at this in a vacuum. Uh, there's a lot more to it with with that story it's not like they were just they were buddies and they were like all right. oh, everything was cool and then he just took, took him out and he's like well damn it you know that wasn't very smart but i'll i'll let it go uh there's been no love loss between those two for a very long time and that didn't help anything so well then 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 with barsha and baggett not happy with eli it's gonna be <laughs> gonna be a tough run right yeah it's a good yeah, time to be a fan watching yeah. yeah yeah blake doesn't show emotion very often mm-hmm. like if ever and uh, he was not a happy person after that main event. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Maybe he doesn't even see him, you know, on the track. Yeah. At Daytona. Yep. That, that happens a lot, you know? Right, right. Um, but if, if he does, if Barsha gets this chance, I think both of them are going are gonna to take their shot. Yeah, but to me, Daytona is a good track for, for Baggett. It is. I mean, it's better for, for Eli. But, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where if Eli gets a start, though, and he's gone. Yeah. That's just another week for emotions to calm down. Yeah. Yeah. The best chance for payback would be this Saturday night when that's so fresh in their mind. Because I think each week, as it goes on, the chance of that happening is less and less. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, we got some, our lines are full. Let's let's uh, let's take some calls and we'll go to commercial break. Killian uh, Rusk is here. Um, Let's go. Pick the best one, Steve. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at him. Uh, Darren's on three. Darren, what's going on, man? How are you? Steve, thank you. A lot of pressure there. The best one. I don't know about that, buddy. But, uh, All right. Well, listen, we'll I'll be the judge of that. I was chilling in my jacuzzi with my wife, listening to the public next Must show. be nice. Really enjoy. Must be nice because I don't have my hot tub at all. There's been no sign but of nothing in a hot tub. So get it hooked up, buddy. Start get focused. Get it hooked up. It's a way to go for guys. You're you're my age. It's a way to go. Okay. 
listen, the safety issue, you're about to go my wife crazy with this. Listen, these are the best guys in the nation riding this particular sport, and I, I recognize all the things you're saying are great aspects for track preparedness, but having a little bit of a rational sense at the top end of the, at the game here with these guys would go a long way. I can think of three instances. So number one, um, James Stewart, fastest man on the planet. Ask uh, Travis over there when he enters the track in a, uh, with a really fucking stupid move how it goes for these guys when they make these stupid mistakes. Uh, Mookie backing it down just a pinch this year. He's not the flash in the pan, but he's getting top finishes without getting hurt, and he's looking pretty good coming on the stretch. And Kenny Roxon, as an example, not the fastest man um, week in and week out like he was in that 2017 series that you guys mentioned, crazy fast, backing it down just a pinch and surviving, not getting hurt. So you got to lay some of this on these mad extreme athletes at the top end of this sport for their safety here. Would you would yeah, you recognize that? I would. I mean, Chad, I thought, I asked Chad about that dragon back last week, and he said there's this thing on the right-hand side. Control. <laughs> you know what I mean? I right. mean, the, you, Yeah, totally. Yeah, so totally. I, I agree. Yeah, I agree. There, some of this stuff needs to fall on these guys, for sure. And, stop, yeah, no, but, and, and I'm with you about wanting to be safe, and it's a money issue, but at the same time, these guys got to recognize that they want to lengthen their careers a little bit. They they got to be smart here. And, well, and but, it's, I'm, it's but, but I'm talking about I'm talking about tough blocks that you barely right. tag side of the track. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm no, and I, I got you. I, right, I understand right. that completely. I understand that completely. Dangerous sport, and we don't want to get these guys hurt. But, right. Uh, they they got to have they got to have a, a little bit of stake in this too. They, they yeah. shouldn't be out on the edge constantly. You know, at, at the top end of the triple, um, going to the last four inches of the track and not expecting to, to hook a peg here and there. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Right. I right. did. I don't know. What I did like, I watched that Red Bull spy thing, and yeah. I did like Tyler Keefe was saying, get the fuck away from the side of the triple. Go, you got to go in the middle of the jump. I like that. Or the whoops, too. Because I like the guys. You see these guys at the practice track busting off this low line on the right side. Yeah. That's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Cause that's, Let's stay yeah, in the right, middle. That's right. where you're going to have to hit. Yeah. You ain't doing that in the race. Right. right. I, I never hey, skimmed in the whoops next to the tough blocks. I would yeah. always give yeah. myself a little bit of room. And I remember one race, Barsha was, like, literally hitting every tough block. <laughs> I'm like, just move six inches over. Well, it, yeah. it, it, it is that um, survival of the fittest. The, the guys that are tough can take a pound here in the last couple more years, but the guys who are on the edge and their body's not quite as able to handle these heavy hits they take when they go down for, for these right. big risks they're taking being around the edge of the track, those are the guys that get hurt. And the fans lose because we want all these guys to be there at the end of the series, so it's mm -hmm. an exciting series. So I, I'm with you. I, I like the safety deal. And listen, thank God for you guys being here while we're in the jacuzzi enjoying your show, all right? All right. Well, thanks for the call, man. appreciate it. Thank you. All right, all right buddy. Thank all you guys. Bye-bye. Thanks. Appreciate it. See, I like that caller. Get in, get out, make a, make your point, get in. I like, I like all that. Lee, what's going on? It's like your sex life. Yeah. Lee, what's happening? Uh, not much. Just got a question for Kiefer. Yep. Hello, Lee. Uh. Last year, I noticed uh, Amart and Reed ran the hustle goggle, uh, not the prospect. And this year, Martin and Reed ran the Fury. Why is it they don't run the prospect? I, I'm sure it just has something to do with fit. Some Amar, guys' face are Amar, different. Amart's got a small face. He yeah. can't run the prospect. And then the prospect, for me, like it it rides too low on my nose because i got a big-ass nose. So I uh -huh. think it's just how frames fit different faces yeah that's why you know companies offer different types of goggles and chad is notoriously pretty picky with goggles so yeah. um but yeah amarts was a size issue just a tiny tiny head yeah so yeah I'm, oh. yeah i'm a gear freak and that's something i noticed oh yeah 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 no it, it definitely changes a lot for those guys depending on what what they want to their helmet opening their faces all of that stuff so all, all right, right cool thank you all right no problem thanks
Uh, Jason Thomas on the line, flyracing.com. What else, JT? Daytona coming up this weekend. Uh, mesh gear comes out this weekend. So yeah. Cool. Have you seen something this, Kiefer? Uh, I threw something to him yesterday. He seemed like he didn't want to talk about it, so I left him alone. <laughs> All well, right. He asked me what it looks like, so I told him the colors. Well, I was hoping I got a picture of it, and he didn't send me anything, so I just hey, backed out. JT, who's your favorite fly vet rider? Hmm. This uh... Uh-huh. What? Is, how, how do I qualify? Them? Do, they have, do they have to race? Nope. Yep. No. They have to race or no? Nope. Yep. Uh, all right, Steve races. I'll go Steve. Thank you. Thank you. Fourteen <laughs> nine for seventh. The world vets. Damn. I actually forgot about you. I wasn't even thinking about you. Oh, thanks a lot, jerk. <laughs> jerk. You weren't thinking. That's so mean. I was thinking about it, between you and uh, hey, well, it's and all three tra- of us and, are. are you know, I know that. Hey, Travis, teammates. did you you were in the formula now? Uh, no. Oh. I, thought you, I thought you switched to the formula. Yeah, <laughs> this is a great oh, great one. Go we ahead. Had to take commercial break. Great. I like this one. <laughs> I was under the impression you switched to a formula. Like, you know what? It's like the formula is a good helmet. It's a great helmet. Here we go. I, I love the showy, and I've been with showy for so long. <sighs> come on over, bro. Come back. Come back. Come but, on over. I mean, showy just has a line of street, dirt. Oh, you were doing a lot of street bike every, racing? Yeah. Oh, I mean, okay. I work for Yamaha. Okay. So, and it's we like, have that as well, Keeper. <laughs> and Travis and everybody. You know, it's like yeah. I'm, I'm so old, and I feel like I don't race that much anymore, and I just want to be with companies like Fly, like Showy, like Garnet, Scott. I mean, these people have supported me for many years, and I want to continue these relationships. Can I tell you something? Wasn't there a talk of him switching to a formula? No, no. Okay, yeah. here's the thing. No, let JT talk. Oh, he's scared, from, he's scared of me about say. me talking okay. right now. Go ahead. Uh, well, I don't want to blow it. I don't want to blow press now. It's fine. Well, no. I'll, I'll, here, let me talk. I'm fine with this. Look, it. He, he liked the formula a lot. He mentioned how good it was. It was quiet. He thought it was comfortable. But just like he said, he felt an obligation to Showy because they've been with him okay, for so I, long. Okay, I wouldn't have brought this up. if Was there not talk of you switching the formula? Yes. yes. Okay, all right. So there was something. Yes. Okay. yes. yes. Right, he did okay. wear it for a while. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you went yeah. back. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Holy shit. And it was a really hard decision Fuck for me. You. Watson just called in. Fuck you. <laughs> That's what Kenny says. Yeah, but it was hard. You know, I reached out to Jason and... Uh, James. Oh. And, yeah, I, I had no idea this happened. I, I yeah. Okay. All right. Well, then forget that whole thing. Then I guess. Bad mm-hmm. subject. So okay, <laughs> JT. This is uh, is this kinetic stuff coming out? What is this coming out this weekend? It is. Okay, kinetic yep. coming out. Yeah, uh, it's all the vented stuff. All right, kinetic mesh. Mesh. Yep. Yep. Always comes out of Daytona. Right. right. Um, basically, just to get everybody ready for summer. So it's exciting for me to see something different. I stare at the same gear all over and over and over. So. Yep. Yeah, something new. No, that'll be good. All the all the fly riders will be in it. You know, everyone will be wearing it. Everyone will be wearing it. So, my favorite still the LE San Diego. I like that stuff a lot. It's gone, I guess now. It's actually it? gone. Yeah. Wow, it's close. Yeah, super close. Um, two fifty class. Before we let JT go, uh, RJ Hampshire leading a lot of laps. Chase Sexton looks really good though. Yeah, he looks really good. Right? Like, how do you beat that guy? Yeah. Right now. His bike looks good. He's good in the whoops. Getting good starts. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Yeah, okay. Riding a, riding a 450 today. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Yeah, testing oh, the 450. Yeah. Is that on social? Yeah. yeah. So. Kind uh, of a weird deal right in the middle, in between races, to jump on the 450. Yeah, a little bit. I agree. But isn't he riding a 450? Outdoors, yes. Yeah, so yeah. that makes sense. He needs to test a little bit, maybe. 
I mean, I know. I just, it's just weird timing. I feel like you should test on that Easter break. Prep- hey, preparation is key. It's oh. old school, JT. Oh. 125 and 250 <laughs> I, I class. I love cliche. <laughs> key to the race, good start. Preparation is key. Um, <laughs> what about uh, uh, McElrath getting third? How do we feel about that? Well, he had some issues. Some sand in his goggles, apparently, and uh, he wasn't thrilled with his race. So, yeah, whatever. I mean, if you're going to have what you consider a bad race and still get third. Yeah. Here I, here I with that. Don't get me started on the sand. Can we talk about that later? Or no, do it. Talk about now if you want. I fucking hate the sand. I hate it. It's stupid. Like you got to eat that shit. You got to eat that shit all summer long. You got to you got to put so many tear offs on outdoors, roll offs, whatever. Like Supercross, you want to go in there, put a little bit less tear offs on. Don't get as dirty. Don't have the sand down your crack. Oh, so it's a vanity thing for you? It's it's just a problem. Well, I don't want to get just, dirty. It's just a problem. <laughs> like a- like the sports are already hard enough. Like give the guys a little break. I thought that Tampa Bay that Tampa Supercross section it's, was great. It's it's just it's the riders like- hate it. I don't know what. JT, does any rider like it? No. Well, I, I think it's okay in certain variations, but if they're going to set up sections like that, they should make all the Dirtworks guys go stand at the top of it and just let people just roost them in the face over and over Thank for you. like 30 minutes and it's, then be like, okay, is everybody cool with this? <laughs> is this what we want on the track? Yes, no? Yeah. And then let's make it. Yeah, the walls are dumb. The sand walls are done, but if you give me sections like what we had in Tampa, I'm down. That was great. So split, okay, the split where, where, yeah, well, no, like, don't make it split. Make it all one layer. Well, no, it's just like, or make it to where you don't get the shit roosted out of you, like in a okay, corner. Okay, Travis, it's called or, it's called motocross. You get roosted. It's like, called supercross, bro. It's different. Okay, supercross, bro. High heels, big tits. Yes. Come on, where the <laughs> fuck have you been? High heels and big tits. All right, I forgot. <laughs> Fell could use that next year on a tagline. Uh, yeah, that's I, only at night, keeper. So you don't know about that either. I will at Indy. Suck it, JT. Oh, how yeah. far was the sand in the corner? Remember you pointed that out? The, yeah, sand, the sand off of the, the back yeah. of the, the stupid wall was all the way in the berm. That's how far that shit was going. <laughs> I mean, I just I, 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 I fail to understand the rage here. I mean, I get it. Was, because you don't ride. Like, uh, like oh, I'm sorry. I don't ride. That metal says. You ride that, your groomed track. That metal says otherwise. four other guys. <laughs> That's true. Valid okay, point. Okay. Valid point. Right. Four fucking dudes on a prep track. You got to step your game up and stay till at least two. No way. <laughs> like, like JT said, go out there and get your roosted for a little bit, and you'll feel differently about it. Right? I mean, that's true. Right? It's not awesome. Well, Killy's, Killy, I didn't turn his mic oh, on. Turn so it I, on. He's fucking racing. <laughs> I didn't bring him in officially yet. He already talked about him. Turn the mic on. Let's get another point. Oh, okay. <laughs> now he dropped the mic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just fucked him all up. Dude. I just he's rattled. You Killy Rusk is me. Killy Rusk in studio, pro racer, race many supercross made it. Okay, sand. The sand is the bring the dumbest microphone up. thing ever. Okay, bring the microphone up. Bring that okay. thing to your lips. There you go. There yeah, you're good. That. Dumbest thing ever. Dumbest thing ever. Um, the bikes aren't set up for it. Like you said, you're trying to go. I mean, it, when you're riding in the sand, it's different than motocross. You're not. Uh, it's just different. I mean, you. Got, I just hear a bunch of babies on this on this on this radio show. I didn't even say anything. I'm saying. Well, JT, I'm good with it. Just don't put it on the back backside of a wall so you get sandblasted every lap. Yeah, right. I agree with that. Yeah. I'm, I'm down with that. But if Tampa, you, but Tampa section. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good with all that. That's no. Fine. What about Sand just the stupid still says sands, no. sands for outdoors? Sands for Millville. That's uh, where. That's yeah. where what about outdoors. stupid corners? They put ridiculous, dumb, stupid. That's yeah. Well, yeah, the corners aren't great. It's just because it's one line. Yeah. I, sand, I like, like just Tampa. The concept, I'm fine with jump section. I didn't like the sand after the jumps. 
Did you get that? Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, he's, he's been angry about J- this for a long time. JT, thoughts on uh, Swap Moto Live testing the Star uh, Yamaha? I mean, here we go. Pretty, pretty shitty move. Um, I don't know. How, I, I think it's up to you guys to respond in kind, though. I, I wouldn't take that sitting down. We won't. At least you know it's possible to test one now. <laughs> At least it's a thing. At least, At least someone Thanks, got to Gilly. do it. Thanks. <laughs> turn his mic off. Yeah, turn, turn that mic off. It's bullshit. Um, it kind of got you over a barrel, though, because what you could do is finally get to test it and then just stay at the pile. But you can't do that because you're blue crew. Listen. I wouldn't do that anyway just because of code. But Can we ride Barsha's 450? Can we ride a blue crew bike? I mean, I mean I, 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 I'm sure Yamaha will... Uh, make you happy. Okay. They want to make me happy. I want a piano. I want a snowmobile. And I want a pressure washer here <laughs> tomorrow. You know the guys to talk to. I can't. All I can do is help with the bike development. That's I want it. all of that in He's my garage. He's going to fucking load a snowmobile up in his ridgeline and go up the mountain and go <laughs> fucking snowmobile. I want a phaser. Do they still make phasers? I don't even know what that is. A Yamaha phaser. What the hell is that? Yeah. With the headlight on the handlebars. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. Killian, no? Maybe a quad. Oh, I want a quad, too. Yeah. Uh, also, so the Cowie guys, walkers. the Cowie guys told me that when James rode for Cowie, Big James would get one of everything Cowie made every year. Really? <laughs> yes, yes. That is great. Street bikes, you, yeah. uh, mules to keep. Yes, KLXs. <sighs> every I want that. I want a Hayabusa, or they don't make those. I want a. I did that at Honda. Okay, you did. Ninja. Yeah. I want a Ninja. I got a big ass hunt, uh, quad to hunt. So okay. really, yeah. That's pretty sweet. That's awesome. Yeah. I want all that in my garage. Otherwise. And they're like, yep. <laughs> no problem. <Yeah. laughs> I don't want a hot tub from, yeah. from MCR. From <laughs> Bullfrog. Where are we at with that? I don't want to talk about it. I don't know where I'm at. There's nothing going There's on. There's nothing going on. But when we get it, we will do a, we're doing a live segment from the hot tub. Yes. Yeah. 100%. With the girls, right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, no one's going to see Mark, fucking man soup out? out there. Can we figure that out? Like, yeah. The cable-wise and the camera-wise? Yeah, we'll make that happen. Like, we'll just open that door, right, and put everything out there? Yeah, why not? Okay. Plenty no room. one wants to see man, dudes happen. sitting What's out there. What's the worst that could happen, JT? <laughs> Get electrocuted <laughs> <Yeah>. and die. <laughs> uh, all right, JT. com. So when, when Friday night, Friday during the day, when do we see this stuff? Uh, well, I've, yeah, already, I've already live. seen it, but. I'd love to. Oh, yeah. what? Yep, I've seen it. Thanks, JT. Mm-hmm. Thanks a lot. He didn't see all of it. He saw one color. I saw two colors. Oh, more color than I have. I saw, saw two, two? I saw two. Thank huh. you. Saw oh, red. Sure. I saw red and blue. <sighs> Anyways, uh, yeah, it'll go live Friday, and then guys are racing Saturday. Okay, um, so you can get it on Friday. Yeah, yeah cool. Uh, yeah, wait, Keeper, wait. Uh, you need to order some, bro. I could, sh- I could ship you some tomorrow if you want. I'd love to see it. Don't know which I'm getting. I want it first. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, can show, I can show it to you. No, okay. no, let, you. let him wait. Let him wait. Yeah, uh, fine. I want I want him to have it so he can wear it this weekend. Oh yeah, that'd be good, right? Yeah. Uh, all right, flyracing.com. Please check them on our web. JT, who wins Daytona? Both classes. Hmm. I'll take Sexton and Tomac. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I right know. On the edge. I know. I don't know how to not pick Tomac. I'm with I mean, you. Yeah. I know Kenny wants to win real bad, but I wanted to win pretty bad too, and yeah. It just it doesn't always matter what you want. Did you say you wanted to win really bad? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, oh, I mean yeah. that's a terrible analogy. I'm just saying it doesn't always matter what you want to do. Right. You know, like sometimes sometimes guys are just really good at certain tracks. So. I'll pick R.J. Hampshire. You're yeah. gonna see outdoor Marty. 
coming. Really? Outdoor Marty. Yeah, I agree with that one. God, he almost made the box. Dude, poor Marty. That was a great ride. Poor Marty. He was close. No, poor Marty. He did great. What are you talking about? And that was a tough track. He had a podium and one lap to go. He was in first. I understand that, but I think this gave him the confidence to get that podium coming up. Yep, maybe. What do you think, JT? Podium for Marty? Uh, it's going to be tough. Um, it's possible. He rides like that. It could happen. He's just going to need some help, I think. Um, yeah. I mean, he had he had Tomac on the ground and stalling it and still lost to him, and he had a web that could barely walk, and he still lost to him. So it's, it's going to take, take a heroic ride to get it done. But, I mean, anything's possible. Is Brayton, got the talent for it. Is Brayton screwed up or heard or anything from last week? No. I'm just saying, 12th doesn't look like Brayton, you know? He crashed late in the race. Oh, okay. He wasn't feeling it for sure, but no, he's fine. All right, JT. Thanks for calling in, buddy. FlyRacing.com. All right, guys. All right. Thanks, Enjoy JT. See ya. See ya. That's Jason Thomas from Fly Racing. Like we said, Fly Racing, kinetic stuff coming out Friday. Races will be in it Saturday in Daytona Kinetic Mesh. Uh, thanks to Maxima as well for coming on the show. Geico Honda. Monster Energy Cowie, Monster Energy Pro Circuit, all using uh, uh, Maxima USA oils. So you know their name. You know they've been around for a long time. Maxima Racing Oils, uh, they revolutionized the racing industry by introducing Caster 927 in the 70s. 927 is still the number one selling performance two-stroke oil in most markets around the world. What makes Caster 927 so unique? Proven performance, unbeatable protection, and still the greatest smelling two-stroke oil on the planet. Kiefer, do you have 927 for your KTM? Uh, K2. Okay, too. You're a K2 guy. Yeah. Why not 927? Burns cleaner for me. Okay. MaximaUSA.com. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Use the code PULP20 when checking out at Maxima USA. And the folks at Michelin as well. Apparently, my soft front star cross is worn. Randy I, just text me. I dispute that claim. Uh, I'll ship Steve some star cross five tires soon, but... I'll probably have to install them next time I'm in studio. <laughs> <laughs> that is fake news. I can install a front all day long. It's no, I can install both. They, they're easier mounting. They really are. They are. They yeah, go on. They go on really easy. easy. Motorcycle.michelinman.com for more information from the folks at Michelin. Uh, they've got new Commander 3 Cruisers out. They've got Power 5 tires out for sport bike and track day guys. They've got the Starcross 5s. They've got the Michelin Enduro Extremes as well that won Erzberg. There's a $30 rebate on Starcross 5s right now through the folks at motorsport.com. The tube promotion is over, as Randy was saying, but Starcross 5s, $30 rebate. Uh, valid through the month of March at motorsport.com. So that's the new that's the new special. So thanks to Maxima or Ma- Maxima and Michelin for coming on the show. We'll go a commercial break. We'll come back. Travis Preston, Chris Kiefer. We'll get more Killian Rusk in there. Killy, Killy, Killian. Whatever sounds right. Killy was when you I'm raised. Good with whatever. Killian was on your. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, I got like four names. All right, that's fine. Uh, we'll go to that commercial break. Uh, Talon taking the phone calls. Mark's running the show, the video, and we'll be right back after this, everybody. Those who love motocross know motorsport.com has the knowledge and expertise to make your next ride your best ride. Motorsport.com has a broad selection of in-stock parts and gear at competitive prices. We specialize in bringing you OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear and accessories for dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs. All thanks to the most dedicated and experienced team of gearheads in the industry who use the very parts we sell on motorsport.com. 
Motosport.com always offers fast shipping and free delivery on orders more than $79 to ensure you never miss a ride. Whether you race on the track, ride the trails, or commute on the street, shop Motosport.com today for the best customer service and experience when buying the parts and gear you need to stay on two and four wheels. Make your next ride your best ride only at Motosport.com. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team, longtime Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Max Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win is Michelin motorcycle tires. And Michelin is introducing many exciting new tires for 2020. For V-Twin riders, the Michelin Commander 3 Cruiser and the Michelin Commander 3 Touring tires offer improved wet grip and enhanced tread life. For sport bike and track day riders, the Michelin Power 5 tire and the Michelin Power GP tires feature the same architecture and profile for effortless sport bike setup from street to track. If you'd like to have the same tire that won the 2019 Red Bull Ayersburg Rodeo, the Michelin Enduro Extreme Tire is the tire for you. And the Michelin Star Cross 5 tire range is now available for young motocross and off-road riders in sizes for 50cc bikes and up. To learn more about these and all other Michelin two-wheel products, check out www.motorcycle.michelinman.com Visit your local dealer or online retailer and follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks for listening to the Pulp Mech Show, everybody. Please, if you're listening to these commercials, I appreciate it. Yeah, that's right, because without these commercials and without these sponsors, we wouldn't have a janky radio show for you to listen to. But for now, I want to talk about Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 20 years, they've been delivering professional-level graphics for every rider from an amateur to a pro, including Alex Ray back in the day. Choose from our selection of graphics uh, online or make yours one-of-a-kind. Roos also offers a wide range of custom products from T-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. 48-hour turnaround. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section on the website. Get your Pulp Mech swag, customize your bike, get custom stickers, uh, get custom helmet stickers, whatever it is, uh, including Pulp Mech stuff. Follow them on Instagram, at RoostMX, for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh, visiting RoostMX.net, and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. Thanks, RoostMX.net. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. 
With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. Join the ranks of Factory Yamaha's Justin Barsha and Aaron Plessinger, as well as Supercross champion Dylan Ferrandis, and run a Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, black, blue, silver, and green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PulpMX2020 and get the best deal on your next order. And don't forget to sign up for the Vortex EK Athlete Support Team for 2020. For more information, call 800-440-3559 or visit VortexRacing.com. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate 45 years of fun, building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Steve. Kiefer. You want to hear about one of the best rides I've ever had? Dude, it's not time for After Dark yet. <sighs> Chill down, dude. I just want to talk about Race Tech stuff. Oh, that's it. Okay. Gosh, go man. Basically, I've had the chance to do some stuff with Race Tech recently with the CRF 250R and, of course, the KX250. And as you know, I've talked about on the show, I wasn't a real hardcore fan of Racetech stuff back in the day. But since Rob and Andrew and those guys have assembled at Racetech, the stuff has been great. So um, for you guys out there listening, you guys are looking to get your engine work done or even some suspension work. Or Steven says on the show sometimes, get your seals and <laughs> your oil rebuilt in your, in your fork and shock. Get it rebuilt. It helps. 15 to 20 hours. Head over to Racetech.com. Check out. They even got a cool little simulator. You can look at uh, what size spring rate you might need for your bike. So a lot of cool features over there on the website. But uh, And as you know, Yamaha Blue Crew guy over here, you guys have some of that on your bike. It's fantastic. Zombie Blos uses it. Jerry Robin uses it. Starling, all of those guys over there. Malcolm Stewart won a Supercross with Race Tech stuff a few years ago. Pulp 19 is the code to save. Mention Pulp MX when you, when you call. You can save on the service. You can save, save on motor work. You can save on springs if you just want to do that and get it put in yourself or do it yourself. Racetech is the one-stop shopping for motor and suspension work. You can also mention the code HOMELIFE2020. That's better. That's a better code, I think. We'll do either one. Just <laughs> listen, people. Give your bike some love. Get your suspension modified service. Get your motor modified serviced with the folks at Racetech. Good people. Hey, Pulp listeners, this is Andy from Guts Racing. I want to thank you guys for all the loyal support over the years. Thanks, Steve Mathis, for uh, having us on the show. Steve normally asks for us to write out what we want to say, but this year I'm shooting it from the gut, right from the heart, because I really do appreciate all the fans out there that take time out of their day to put an order in at GutsRacing.com using Pulp MX 2020 for 2020 to get 20% off. Keep ordering, guys. Appreciate it. Love the support. Shout out to all the Guts Riders out there. Go get some this year. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta, and Ducati, 
Today, Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. Hey guys, it's Mathis. Look, if you're still not wearing a neck brace in 2020, it's time to go get one or at least think seriously about it. It's been over 15 years since the neck braces first came out. They're not the clunky, oversized devices they used to be. Atlas came in and changed the way all neck braces were designed by introducing flexible technology to the world and proving that neck braces can be something you can actually ride in while performing at the highest level. Look at Jason Anderson winning Supercross Championships or look at Martin Davalos or anybody else. Don't take my word for it just because I have two Manitoba Championships in my name. Wait, I have four. Just look at how many other brace designs look like the Atlas one. Atlas pioneered all the modern neck brace features and have been refining them ever since then. While the competition has been trying to catch up, grab the brace that's been leading the pack. Check out atlasbrace.com. Get yours today. There is a pulp discount if you check out sponsoreddeals.com on pulpamexshow.com. So be like Chase Sexton, Martin Davalos, and many other guys that wear the Atlas brace. Atlasbrace.com. For over three decades, Works Connection has been designing and delivering factory-level parts to help produce champions worldwide. From the novice rider right up to the pro ranks, they're winning products like skid plates, radiator braces, pro-launch start device, elite clutch perch, and elite axle blocks help to protect and refine motocross, supercross, and off-road bikes. Join Team Honda HRC, Star Racing Yamaha, Smart Top Honda, JGR Suzuki, and HEP Racing Race Teams that rely on Works Connection products to deliver quality and reliability. To see what they have to offer and to help improve your race efforts, just visit worksconnection.com today. And don't forget to enter Pulp MX20 to save 20% on your order.
Welcome back, everybody. Paul Mitchell, presented by Motorsport.com and Fly Racing. Thanks for listening. Chris Kiefer in studio here. Goo Goo Dolls, your request. Great band. Wasn't my pick, but still a good song. You love Goo Goo Dolls. I love them. Number one band of all time? We just spent $1,200 in tickets to go see them, all four of us. Who? Me, you, Pookie, and Heather. What? It was 1200 bucks. No, it wasn't. Yeah. I am not going for that much money. That you didn't, I did not authorize you to spend that kind of money on, on Goo Goo Dolls. I'm You're sorry. You're fucking we, kidding it's, me. We're, we paid it. It's fine. Well, okay. You have to find another couple to go You're going to have a, such a great experience. I am not. I would like Goo Goo. I like Goo Goo Dolls. I do not like $600. And Lifehouse. Not just Goo Goo Dolls. I'm Life out. House. I'm out. How do you out? I think Allie and Travis Preston are now going. You don't have to pay for I, I bought them. No, you're, no, I can't let you pay that. You can buy dinner. How Just, much would you he, pay to... He loves music. Yeah. I know. I love music, too, but you can't make unauthorized purchases like that. You fucking buy expensive-ass tickets, too. Not that kind of money. I don't spend that kind of money. You That's, spend almost a grand. I spent $1,800 to see you, too. Okay. That's you, too. That's your shit, yeah. right? Well, yeah. This is my shit. Well, right. Travis Preston here from Yamaha, of course, in studio. Um, and uh, Pop Mitchell presented by Motorsport.com and... Fly Racing, uh, thanks to Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, Vortex Racing, Roostam X, Racetech Suspension Engines, Vertex Pistons, X-Brand Goggles, Michelin Starcross 5, the folks at Maxima, Pro Filter, Firepower Batteries and Chains, EVS Sports, Skosh, FMF, subscribe to the drop. Get free T-shirts every month. Well, they're not free, I guess, but get T-shirts to show up at your door. Subscribe and get free shit. <laughs> Atlas Neck Brace, AtlasBrace.com. You know who wears Atlas Brace? Chase Sexton. Mm-hmm. Seems to be working pretty well for him. So uh, thank you for uh, those guys. Works Connection, worksconnection.com. Pulpmex20 is the code to save. No Works Connection will call tonight. Uh, we tried. OGO Power Sports, Get Data, Guts Racing. Love the folks at Guts. I want to get a new seat for my bike. I think I'm at the point where I'm riding well enough where I need traction. I need those ribs. You want a gripper? A gripper. But I don't want – the Yamaha has that front gas cap cover – Blue. Mm-hmm. I want that black. Uh, it's gonna be hard. And to then find. I want the other seat, rest of the seat black. I do not want a blue gas cap cover and a. I don't want that. It's <sighs> tough. I think we can help you out. We'll put the mic up closer, dear. I oh, please, thank you. I think we can help you out. Thank you. Who, who's they? Well, me. You yeah. have black. When you deliver the grand yeah, piano, I mean, we'll find something. Yeah. Yeah. When they deliver the grand piano and the and the, sk- the snowmobile, I'll get the seat. WUSA, love the folks at WUSA, LA Honda World, 30 minutes from anywhere in LA. Justin Brayton, Ridgeline, Adam Knapp, Ridgeline, Vince Freeze, Ridgeline, Chris Kiefer, Ridgeline, yep. and myself as well. Go down there, see Steve, they'll give you a hell of a deal. MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, Intense Cycles, uh, Works Chassis Lab, Ride Engineering, all on board with us tonight. Killian Rusk in studio. Killian, get you to scoot a little closer to the table, please. Oh, that actually Yeah, well, I. I don't. He's the director, so he was telling me. George Lucas over there says, "Moving closer." Uh, hey, man, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming by. You're in Vegas. You're out in Indiana now. Of course, you had a great pro career. Made many. Uh, well, uh, listen, you made Supercross uh, main events, and you and you made motos and scored points. Yeah, that's, that you're good. I mean, if that's if that's a a goal that you want, then pretty damn yeah. good. Okay, so yeah. just just take it. Uh, so you don't race anymore. What's going on with you? I don't know. I think about I think about jumping in the off road stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. I found that I found this uh, like local race series. It's like 
I mean, I could ride to these races. For like my, a GNCC, or yeah, is it more okay? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Like two yeah. hour motos. Yeah, yeah. So I gotta like outfit the bike with a big tank and all that stuff. <laughs> right. But um, yeah, I was looking at their like race schedule, and there's like three rounds I can just ride out of my garage to. <laughs> oh, so wow. like, I don't even gotta load up to these. Go to these things. I'll just wow. grab, a, grab my extra can and go. Yeah, that sounds pretty low so maintenance. Think, that's cool. That's I something that's I'd want to race. Right. Yeah, that'd be you. You'd be all over that. Yeah, yeah. I'd be right there. You don't even like leaving the high desert. No, I had to leave my house. Or um, yeah. So yeah. what's it like? You happy that uh, you gave it your all? You, you you know you're done racing. Like you're you happy with what you did? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just got to the point where I think I was starting to ride scared a little bit, uh-huh. and then I was just like, can't do that. So I just called it quits. Yeah. Um. But I think I got about as far as I was happy with. Yeah. Um, as far as your speed and what you did. And right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. I felt like it was just I don't know. It was time to move on. I feel. Right. You know. Um, it's funny because there's guys out there now, and they shall go nameless. You're like, dude. Yeah. What's up? You got to get a job. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you this isn't working. Yeah. You, is, did, did I miss the race tech rant? No. Do you want to yeah. do that? Yeah. Is that what the rant was on? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I knew you had it saved up, but I didn't know that was it. How, oh. how convenient. Racetech.com. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever used Racetech? Yeah. For I feel like you were a Racetech guy. Yeah. Yeah. From 20. 10, 20, no, yeah, 09 yeah. to like 14. It's like riding on pillows, like, isn't it? Yeah, dude, when I had, so the best bike I ever rode was the 2009 KTM 250F with the no-link suspension, just yep. straight. Yeah, yeah. We had a progressive shot or progressive spring in that thing. Yep. Best suspension I've ever Racetech.com, Pulp, Pulp 20 is the coat, what? You guys good. talking shit on me about the PDS. My PDS was good in Supercross, dude. My PD, we talking KTM? Yeah. yeah, I couldn't keep that damn bike on the. Track. You had a two fifty though. That thing was <laughs> a piece. I had a four fifty. Oh, that thing's a piece of shit. Travis had a hell of a time yeah, at KTM. Yeah, yeah, I not. struggled, man. So Race Tech must be good. They make that shit. <laughs> oh, that bike was amazing. Well, we had guys from when I worked at Factory KTM. We had guys coming from Austria, and they were trying to make this stuff work in the whoops. And I mean, our guys could barely hang on. I had rags, so I was good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I never rode a Supercross. So right. I, I can't speak there. Um. Anyways, racetech.com. Pulp twenty is a code to save. Uh, Alex Ray using Race Tech, Cade Clayson using Race Tech, a lot of guys using Race Tech out there. The uh, Chaparral Honda team, all Race Tech riders. I don't know what's up with Jerry. Jerry's got to get better here. But anyways, uh, Starling as well. Ben LeMay will be back. He's a big Race Tech guy. Get your motor work done. Get your suspension serviced. And Killian Rusk with the Race Tech round of the night. Yeah, so it's just, uh, yeah, those guys, I mean, I know those guys have been there for seven, eight years, and they're still like, tonight's night, I'm going to make the night show. I'm like, yeah, that's the goal. That's going to be your career. Yeah, that's how you're going to make your the money. money isn't any like, good. Like yeah, like you, yeah. the guys who are back of the main events, cool. You're making some money. You're making points. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know. I, I guess you can progress from there yes. and work your way up. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's a threshold for that. Right. You know, and my poor wife's got to listen to it every weekend. <laughs> like, look at these guys. They're still there. <laughs> you know, I see their their posts on Instagram before A1. I'm like, they're going again grinding know? never felt better and it's just like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, and that's another reason why i left when i left is i still feel like i had time to you know go back to school and figure out what i need to do to get a right. career you know what i mean right um you know and a lot of i mean i see guys out there that have families too you know it's like what do you i'm with you it doesn't pay anything like i just yeah. i'm lost on that one you know and just yeah there's guys been yeah well, you're not as angry as I am, but I get the rant. Yeah, I get oh, it. Oh, man. Well, it, I, it, it flusters me because I just I want them to, like, just move on and, like, yeah. be better in life. There's, and they're just, I feel like they're stuck. They're just stuck on that dream of making it to a factory there, team. There's got to be, uh, like, a four-year or five-year thing that you tell yourself. Yeah. Like, uh, Mosman. 
Josh, mm-hmm. he was so, he was really good. Yeah, but he was like, I'm not going to do it. Right. I don't want to do it. I'm not going to make it. And he's out. He's working at MXA. Like, that's a guy that I was like, really? Because you can still like do pretty well. But I don't know. I'm the opposite of you guys. I don't. I don't hate on it because I don't. I don't live that life. It's not my life. But I'm not going to sit here and say you guys should do something. It's not my life. Like if if that guy wants to try his balls off for ten years and not make a night show, fuck it. Let him do what he needs to do. <laughs> well, we're like, not saying I'm, they should be shot and dragged. Well, down I'm just saying, like, it doesn't I mean, bother me enough to be like, well, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, there's a guy. Travis Smith, he still races. The dude's got to be my age. He raced when I was racing. He's not making night shows, but I'm like, hey, that's what he enjoys doing. Okay, and he has and, the and money yeah, to do in it. In that case, he probably has a job. Right. right. Exactly. But yeah, there's guys right. that don't have jobs that right. are there every weekend. Right. Travis Smith races the West Coast stuff, shows up, whatever. But what about the the the, the, the two stroke guy, the older dude that was doing it? That didn't. Ronnie Ford. Okay, that was dangerous. That was dangerous. That was dangerous because it was, was for his own yeah. safety. That was scary. Um. But, I mean, if the guys ain't making it, I'm like, eh, we don't have that. When we, you were racing, we were racing, there was 90 freaking entries. There's ma- I don't know if there's ever, they, they cap them at 80. So. No, no, there was capped them at 100. Oh, yeah, nationals. Yeah. nationals. No, no, Supercross. Supercross. We were taught, no, there was like 130, yes. 100 back in the day. Yes. We, I missed, we I missed sign up one year, and I had to beg my way in. Yeah. 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 So now we're at round five, six. There's 36, 38, 450s. That's bullshit. So guys like that could get in the night show because they don't have to even qualify. They're like, I'm in already. Dude, a 250 guy making the night show, you get like $300. But I'm talking is more 450 guys. <laughs> it's not, is that much now? <laughs> it was 230 when I was doing 250s. Yeah. yeah. That wasn't even barely your entry fee. Right. Back. Yeah, well, yeah. the entry fee is 250 now. Oh, it's a 250? Yeah. It's 200. Wow. Yeah, yeah it's Look gone up. Um, I believe. Uh, <laughs> I'm with you. Uh, there's some. I just look. You, it's not if. It's when you're going to get hurt. You're not going to make it. Go get a job. What if they have a job and they're racing Supercross? Then, then you're fine. Then it. I'm fine. Yeah, okay. yeah, I'm fine with that. But if you, but I know these guys aren't. Okay. You follow them on Instagram. They're not working. They're training. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know. Okay. So that's all. I just want them to do better. Yeah, yeah. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah, like I think there just comes a point as every racer, you got, you got to be like, hey, it's time to go. Like it's not happening, right? So if you have something to fall back on, I'm not talking about you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. He's texting somebody now. Uh, Pookie's, 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 I think it's Pookie's tough. Like, he's texting like, Ronnie Ford. Pookie's I mean, I know, I know, privateers are like the heart of the sport, and they need to be there. But my problem is the amateur parents. Like, mm. I think the amateur amateur parents, you know, they, they spend a lot of money, they yeah. buy bikes. I think that's good, but I think some of these parents get too caught up, and you know, I, I'm going to have you know the the next superstar. And I've known some parents that have spent a lot of money. They've gone to the races, but it was like a family growing togetherness. They always had a plan of we're going to go to college. We're just going to do this uh, Loretta's thing a couple years and then just pack it up and go to school. I think you have to have the proper right. mindset, you know, like don't, don't, you know, put the house, second mortgage, right. don't yeah. you know, sell the farm. Yeah. You want to know what my pet peeve is? And it's kind of spin off on you guys. Is the guys that do race, and every the Monday or Tuesday after, you have the social post mm-hmm. of how their weekend went. Oh, had some trouble this week. <laughs> Next week. Yeah, had some trouble this week. There's not one fucking post about you saying, hey, bro, I just, I just couldn't fucking ride worth the shit. Yeah. Yeah. Call that. Yeah. I had some trouble, man. My clutch went out. This went out. Every fucking week, you're like, what is going on with your life that you can't make your fucking bike work for one race or you can't not crash? 
it's got to be a, a self-defeating uh, thing if they admit that, so they don't want to do that, right? Yeah. They, they want to always blame somebody else so that they can have another week of, of positivity. Life? Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm with you. Like, yeah, it's frustrating. Like, I get sad every week reading their post. I'm like, <laughs> oh, it was, a, it was a rough one this week. I'm like, it was a rough one fucking seven weeks ago, too. Listen, I, and, and nobody in the media has done more for privateers than I have, okay? I've given these guys thousands of dollars over the years. And even going back to my jersey raffles on eBay that I would match whatever the, the yeah. amount of money I would match and we would give to a privateer. I've given privateers $50,000. No, what are you talking about? I gave fucking forty grand last year. So, yeah. I've probably given privateers $100,000 in my life. Like, for reals. Right. And But I'm the, still the point where, like, a lot of these guys just complain, 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 and it's like just be faster. Yeah, that's it's, great. It's an right ultimate, there. ultimate uh, democracy. Just be faster. Yeah, I mean, all you have to do is be better. It's, or if you're yeah. complaining about your sport so much, get the fuck out. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's what I did. Like, well, yeah, I'm yeah. fucking out of here. I hate yeah. the guys. Like, oh, it's bullshit. So and so's getting paid. I'm not making dick. Bail. Go get a job. Yeah. Your your last race in the vault was Utah National uh, 2015. You got 19th overall. So top 20. Utah. That's right. Because I yeah. tore my MCL So it. top 20 overall, and you were like, I'm out. Dude, he was yeah. a good rider. Like, no. he always had good style. Yeah. Like, I remember your style. Yamaha, Ooh, good really? stuff. Yeah, I felt like it was good. Uh, he was yeah. Blue Crew. He, when he was on Blue Crew, he yeah. good style. I'm still yeah. Blue Crew. I, got, I know. The bike I still have in my garage is still got the Supercross suspension on from Vegas. <laughs> still has the tires. <laughs> On it from Vegas, like um, yeah. wow. No, I, I could go racing. I agree. Hey. Uh, you got to know when to when to say when. You for think, sure. You think he gets me out of the press photo? day? Is he out of the picture again? He's out of the picture. Think he get me in a press day on a? Yeah, for, anybody for can ride press day. Anybody yeah, I'm ride on my day. bike's ready to go. Yeah. No, it's fine. Anybody can ride press. You're day. grandfathered in. You're fine. Yeah. 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 yeah Josh Hansen shows up press day. It's fine. Yeah, no problem. I think I can get in. Um. All right. Uh. Well, so, so now you're working at uh, SRAM. Yes. Bicycle Components uh, yep. and Rock Shocks. Yep. Uh, how's that? You like it? You enjoy it's it? It's good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So just in sales right now, plan on working my way up that totem pole. But... Good company and everything? Oh, yeah. 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 Any cycling company I think you can get into. It's super laid back. Um, everybody there is just super chill. It's a great It's a great company to work for, yeah. for sure. Um, good trails out there? Mm, not in Indy. If you go no. about an hour south yep. into like uh, Nashville, Indiana, mm-hmm. there's some really good mountain bike trails around there. Um. My Levo has Rock Shocks SRAM on it, so my intense, oh, nice. my intense is a is a Shimano, Shimano uh, Fox. Fox. Is that yeah. what you see in the industry? It seems like that way. Like you guys want to, you guys are on the suspension and the and the mm-hmm. the components. You want to have both, I guess, on the on a bike brand. It seems like. Yeah. So yeah, right now we've got we can basically if you have a frame we can f- do the rest for you. Yeah. Um, well, on a road bike, I guess mountain bike you need different tires. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's kind of what the whole goal is for. Right, right. Um, like, hey, know. bike company X, you make the frame, we'll supply everything else. I just a- got a new bike, right. and I had a choice but getting Shimano or SRAM. Oh, you did? And I chose SRAM. Oh, I didn't know they had made a choice. Nice. I didn't know yeah. they had a choice on that. Yeah, okay. you could you could kind of customize it. Oh, okay. depending on the company, yeah, yeah, they'll have like you know like oh you can do this package you right. know for this or yeah right. exactly, yeah. Um, but so business is good that way, like. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, we're starting to nudge our way into the OE specking stuff a little okay. bit now, and that's kind of like our goal. Um, Shimano kind of owns that whole side of things, yeah. so we're trying to work our way in there. Um, you know, with all of our new Eagle group sets and stuff like that, I think next year you'll start to see a lot of SRAM bikes. You um, are uh, you're probably doing well because of e-bikes, and you don't like e-bikes. You, you and know, I were debating on 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 Instagram about e-bikes. Oh, I'm, really? I'm, I'm kind of mixed you, on them. You sh- there's so, nothing to be mixed about. 
I'm I'm good with like the guys on like the e road bikes because it's just more bikes out there, which is gonna have the city build more infrastructure for them, make it safer. The e mountain bikes, it's kind of scary just because mountain bike trails are also shared with hikers, and sometimes you can get cooking on those e bikes. Uh, you yeah, smoke a hiker. A, I got a problem. Those trails are done. We need to start laying down some ground rules for you. Need to talk to your e bike guys okay? our, our, our <laughs> meeting we have meet we meet thursdays so yeah get, get together basement meeting so th- this is it if you're on a electric assisted bicycle oh he said that okay uh-huh. and you're and we're grinding up a hill okay i'm suffering okay i turn <laughs> onto this hill and there's this guy on this e-bike just hauling ass and like literally the dude's like hey get the fuck out of my way like like i'm slow because I'm in his way. There's going to be assholes in our community. And he was, and, 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 and if, I mean, that happens if, if I had the energy to catch him, <laughs> I was going to beat his ass so hard, but he was gone. Gone. Like, so. If on your left. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like you're on, remember, you're on an e-bike, so you're going to go fast. Yeah. So watch out for the people that don't have assistance. We, uh, we, we do. We do. We should. I agree. We oh, should. Oh, that got me hot, yeah. man. Don't. Yeah, what's that? What what, what motor is in that intense, you know? Uh, Shimano. Do you know what uh, wattage it puts out? No, I don't know. It's probably like He's probably putting 500. 600 watts in his legs. Um, <laughs> Listen. That's a lot. I ride, <laughs> in, I ride in the low, okay? The low assist. But yeah, some people, like to, some people like to bump it up. You're probably turbo you all know? the time. Well, no, well, I, it, am it, not. It's, I am it's not. It's fine, but like, ha- like you're talking, have respect for the people on horses. Right. Yeah. Ha- have yep. respect That's, for the hikers. We all right. need to share the same trail I do sometime. all of that. Right. I do all so, of that. I come up on people, and I back it down, and I wait for an opening, well, and all of that. When, when, when you see guys, you know, talk yeah. to your boys and just right. let them know. Let's, you, know. you know, there's like that in dirt bikers, too. There's assholes. There is, right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. yeah, but I get it. Like, smoking a hiker, like, that could happen. Right. Like, you, you're, you're going 20 miles an hour sometimes, well, you know? In, in Durango, Colorado, you can't ride E-mountain bikes anywhere out in those trails. They're totally banned. Well, there's too many people, I probably. That, I you think that's or you the hike. only problem with E-bikes is people... Are I think it's just the mountain home. bikes. The road bikes, I'm good with. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I'm good with that. But the mountain, they're just... I think they're too fast. No, they're not. They're fine. The trails are too technical. There's oh, other obstacles go. out there. Listen, it's getting I more people to buy SRAM and RockShox components. Thereby Just making you more money. Buy bikes. Bikes <laughs> are bikes are great. They're fun. Um Intense Bicycles, intensecycles.com. Pulpamex ten is the code to save with those guys. So thanks to those guys for coming on board. We sold a lot of people a lot of bikes, e bikes and regular bikes with that code. So thanks everybody Good for deal. stepping up with that. Intense is very stoked on that. So uh very happy to uh to have that and i i do want to turn my bike into a uh a 12 speed yeah we can do it but then i had people saying why you have an e-bike loser why do you want to like what do you care because when your battery runs out I he, he, he years, years. see oh. there we go i never even thought of that reason yeah. uh, spin out more yeah, yeah. Who, who who works on your bike do you do anything do you, yeah. you have a bike shop up here like what i work on it or i have a bike shop yeah either one depending on what i'm doing all right why i'm just wondering yeah yeah it's basically a motorcycle um, Randy changed my tires for me last time I was up here. Hmm. I just, I, I don't want to do it. I told him, and he, next thing you know, he put, he put a front and rear tire on my bicycle. Uh, you know what's <laughs> funny about all that stuff is like, I like started tuning into your show and you were t- talking about all that stuff and like, yeah. I had Michelin tires on my mountain bike this entire time. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. I had those Jet XERs Stuck on there. Stuck to things the were track great. like glue, probably. Yeah. I got that Force, the Force XC tire oh, on my Now they make bike. an E-Wild. Like, now they make an E-Wild for an E-Bikes. That's, that's too that's, wild for that's me. That's how popular I E-Biking like is. I like little knobs to go <laughs> fast because I actually have to um, We got the X-Brand Goggle tear-off segment. Let's do this. 
Or not? Or we can? I don't know what's up with this mic or this it's mouse sometimes. Segment. 15 second rapid What'd you say about the guys blaming their bikes? Uh-huh. <laughs> What'd you say about Just that? Just fucking own it. I clicked four times. It didn't go. Are what they happened? blaming the what bikes or are they blaming you, themselves? You click it once and, and you freak out sure. and you click it again and that stops oh, it. No, I click it once and I pause and then I know you're going to be click saying it, something. Click it right now. Oh, what do you know? Hey, it always works. brand tear off segment. Click it again. Rapid fire Q and A. Click it. I'm just gonna pretend to click it. I was gonna say he does. I'm over it now. Yeah. <laughs> X Brand Gog is a choice of champions everywhere. The Chiz, where's X Brand? Alex Ray, where's X Brand? EKSBrand.com. So what I want you guys to do is go to Motorsport. There's a special on those guys there. Motorsport.com. Go to X. Go to the page Pulp Mech Show page on motorsport.com go to the x brand goggles the eks20 is the code to save 20 percent off we're going to work on a, a couple of specials down the road as well but for now eks20 saves you money on x brand goggles the choice of champions everywhere how are we looking on the new goggle good yeah yep uh these questions are submitted by Corey moser do you know him at all never heard the name no. you uh no no uh travis no uh Question submitted by Corey Moser. 30 seconds on the clock. Here we go. Rapid fire. Steve, <clears throat> are Webb and Tomac going faster on the final laps, or is the competition going slower? Well, I could deep dive into, into uh, the lap times, but I think they're going slower. <laughs> Those guys are animals. Deep dive. Yeah. Deep. I mean, you can't tell me that Marty and Hale and those guys are on the level and able to push as hard as Cooper Webb and, and Eli Tomac, right? No. Right. They can't. Uh, Thank you. Travis, what year were you in the best physical shape during your racing career? 2020. <laughs> 2006 or 7. 5.6. Kiefer. Travis, oh, go ahead. Well, go ahead. I was going to say, Travis told me a story the other day about him having to get surgery. He, he drove his motor home and lived in Vail because that's where his doctor was, and he stayed in the motor home. And he did all this recovery, and it was amazing to me what he did to get his shit correct so he could ride a dirt bike. How long again. were you in the motorhome for? It was not. We, it was, we were in um, uh, Vail, Colorado. Yeah, yeah, he uh, said that. And uh, it was for a month, and it was snowing, and it was. So you it just was, lived in your motorhome for a month. And in, it was not like snow. yeah, and like so, and I was I was on crutches. ACL, right? Yeah, ACL, Which, and, and and my and my ex-wife was driving this van in like three feet of snow, no chains. We had dogs. It was a circus. And, and would you do? What would you do for fun? Just sit in your motor and watch TV? Yeah. Well, I had to do therapy twice a day. I yeah. do therapy in yeah. the morning, therapy at night, and we did that every day for three weeks. Fuck. That's gnarly, right? Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. But okay, what would you do for fun though? Just watch movies in the motor? Yeah, like, that's like, all you yeah, do. That's it's all you do. Snowing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Huh. Kiefer. Yeah. What motocross trainer or school would you recommend to the average weekend warrior racing at a sea level? Oh, my God. Uh, training. Gosh, that's a tough one. Ten seconds. There is. Man, there's just so many to, to think about, but. Sixteen. I would say. I don't care about your time. I would say I like, I like Matt Walker. Great radio. Go to Matt Walker. 25 seconds. Killian, why is your IG private? Are you posting nudes on there or what? No, man. My kids are on there. I don't want some wackos. 
looking at my kids. I started going through like and getting guy. rid of people, but that's just it's so much work. <laughs> I went from like seven thousand to four thousand. I'm like, oh, over, I'm done. <laughs> got rid of all my Facebook people though. I think oh, like three hundred Facebook friends. I'm on private still too. I got rid of everybody. I don't want people looking at my stuff. I don't know. Yeah, your, your Instagram is private. I'd like to know who I'm accepting. That's what I want to know. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Is yours? Yeah, I changed it to private. Oh, okay. Huh? Whew, I'm glad I made the cut for all you guys. <laughs> all right. Steve, should Tomac be more concerned with Barsha or Baggett? Oh, Barsha. <laughs> yeah, this is... Everyone should be concerned. <laughs> yeah. Not just Tomac. <laughs> <laughs> Bobo Barsha just being like, he hit me. I know. What are you doing? <laughs> fuck, bro. I was doing what you do to me. What the fuck do you want me to do? Yeah. You ever had any run-ins with Barsha? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, 2006 okay. at Loretta Lynn's. Yeah. He started next to me. Yeah. And he started like that. <laughs> at an angle. And yeah, yeah. we took off for like, the parade lap. And I guess my dad said something to his dad. And he was like, oh, well. I told him not to do that, so they actually line up for the race, and he does it again, and he goes off and just takes me out and takes out 30 other people, <laughs> and I ended yeah. up under a pile of bikes, and I was laying next to Ganodet, and he was screaming his head off. I think he had, like, a pipe on his yeah, arm or yeah, something. Yeah. yeah, it was traumatizing. <laughs> that guy, yeah, he's giving me nightmares. All right. Travis, what was your biggest moto-related injury? Biggest moto-related injury? Oh, maybe it was, like, 1996, St. Louis. Yeah, I broke uh, really ruddy, came up short on a triple, first lap of a heat race, and I broke some ribs and collapsed my lung, uh, collarbone, yeah, a bunch of stuff. I was in the hospital for three weeks. That was uh, the night Fro beat McGrath in the streak. Yeah. St. Louis 96, you were in the hospital. Super ruddy that night. Yeah. Really soft. Kiefer, whose GP factory bike would you want to test ride? Uh, Corollis. Killian, who should JGR pick as a fill-in rider? Oh, man. Who's left? (laughs) Tickles out. I think they're getting a French guy, actually. Oh, really? Oh, that'll be interesting. Oh, I know. Yeah, I just heard that today. Right. Give it to A-Ray. There we go. Let's see what he does on a good bike. (laughs) Oh. oh, wait, he did that on Yamaha, didn't he? What? He, was on, he, was like, he rode a Yamaha for outdoors. Yeah. 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 Dude, new A-Ray, like this A-Ray on that, his, the Yamaha would be good. Are you worried about A-Ray's injury, non-qualifying, and yes. home life improvement? Yes, I'm, I'm worried right now. Okay. The last two weeks, I'm worried about what's going on. Right. Uh, he did charge up to the pack, but yeah. he didn't make it. But I feel like this injury is uh, hurting his... Uh, Ability to get in the main events now. There was somebody in the press box behind us or over to the side of us watching him in the LCQ, and they're like, "That 61 is out of control." Well, that's that's normal. <laughs> I mean, that that has. Say, he like, needs to figure that out. Yeah, we're just he's like, on the ground so much. Yeah, we're like that's 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 what he does. I mean, there's photos of him all the time on the ground. <laughs> yeah, there fix is. that, dude. The yeah. best was when Randy had those uh, uh, through the sand, the yeah. songs yeah. of the people putting the. Song. <laughs> yeah. That was the best. Oh, that, was, that was about yeah. the best five minutes of my life. <laughs> that, that was, was great. Hold on loosely. <laughs> yes. Hold on loosely. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. All right. Steve, how much credit do you give Preston for turning around the Yamaha 450? I got a plaque. I gave him a plaque. 
No, that's the 45. What about the 450? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so on brand for Pulp to screw up that. Um, no, honestly, I did that story in Racer X. Did you read it? It was good. I did you like it. it? I commented. You said it was a five. Well, that's a, I can't that's make a joke. That's great for you, you then, right? You don't have a sense of humor? I do have a sense of humor. Okay. Did you really like it, though? I did. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Right. Good. I think it's it was. I think it turned out well. You, yeah. you sound like you had a lot of help with those guys. And, of course, Steve Butler over there, too, as well. And all yeah. the guys. Is this in this one? No, the, the one before. No, Barsha's okay. on the cover. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Travis, what was the best Kiefer after dark advice your buddy Kiefer has given you? God, man, we've had so many talks about relationships and women. Yeah. Uh, that's hard. The best single piece of advice. Do you know, Killian, do you know what After Dark is, Keith After Dark? No. Oh, wait, is that, that's the wrap-up show, right? No. No? Wow. No. Okay, you know, Dude, I don't, I'm, I'm going to tell you. We're doing, it, we're doing it tonight. It's, it's where people write in for relationship questions, and Kiefer tries to help us. Oh. So, FYI, you're involved See, in I only this. listened to Steve because he gave me goggles for a year. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I think it's communication. He does harp on communication a lot. Yeah, yeah. And, and like he he pumps me up to talk about maybe subjects that you don't want to talk about with your chick, and maybe I've avoided in the past. Right. Yeah. Kiefer, what has Tony done to get results out of Justin Hill? Uh, I think Tony puts low pressure on the riders. I think it's a good environment over there. I think between the mechanics, Tony, Genova... And the riders that they do have, it's a good mix of a low-pressure situation and great bikes. Those two things combined, three things combined, make for a great racer. And let's face it, Justin's fast as shit, so it's not that difficult, you know. And I think they believe in Justin a lot, and I know I've called it before the season started. I know he would be good because it's a low-pressure situation, and when you put a rider in that kind of environment, they do, they do great. 40 seconds. All right, last one. Killian, would you rather have Tomac or Webb behind you with two laps to go? Tomac, raced my whole life. I know how he works. Wow. Bold yeah. statement. Did you grow up with him? Yeah. yeah. I, I've been racing him since I was seven years old. Local races so every single weekend. Do you think weekend. there's something to the weirdo Tomac rides that we have here and there, being a little bit mentally upstairs? That's new. He was never like that as an amateur. Yeah. He was so solid as an amateur. Right, right. I don't know what it is. And it's just Supercross. I don't know what it yeah. is. Yeah. He has he does great and then he just goes downhill and then tries to bring it back. Yeah. And, We've seen know. less of it this year though, to be fair. We've seen less of it this year. It'll happen. <laughs> well, I think I think it'll still happen. Uh yeah, we'll see. Uh it's exciting though, they're tied going in the going in these last rounds, man. Yeah. So I'm I'm stoked for the season. It's gonna be it's gonna be a sprint to the end here. It's gonna be it's great. It's really fun to watch. Yeah. It it every we were just talking about we watched the race upstairs, we're just like, This is so awesome. Yeah. This guy's going everywhere. There's six, everything. The six guys in a corner and just, yeah, everything. So it's been a bit this of whole year is crazy. All right, that's been the X-Bound Goggle Tear-Offs, everybody. EKS20 at motorsport.com. Choice of champions everywhere, X-Bound Goggles. If you don't wear X-Bound Goggles, you won't win. It's that simple. Hmm. It's that simple. Uh, Killian Russ, Chris Kiefer, Travis Preston in studio here. Um, we got Kiefer After Dark coming up oh. shortly. Yes. To the X-Men Goggle Tear-Offs. Let's do the Motorsport Tweet at Talent segment, shall we? We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from Motorsport.com. It's the Tweets at Tits Q&A segment where your Twitter questions uh, nine answers. After dark. Oh, give me those. Oh, you want to read those? Yeah. Okay, give me those. Yep. Okay, give me those. Thank you. Okay. 
First one from... No, hold on. I really like that intro, by the way. Thank Don't you. ever change that. Tits, no, tits, 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 tits. Yeah, uh, Motorsport.com. For those who ride dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs, no, Motorsport is the best place for OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear, and accessories. Motorsport.com's dedicated team of gearheads have the knowledge and expertise to help you get your ride working at peak performance and have you looking good, too. Whether you race on the track, ride on the trails, or commute on the street, make your next ride your best ride at motorsport.com. Thanks to those guys for coming on board. Also, by the way, I forgot to mention this earlier. Killy Rusk brought to you tonight by EVS Sports. You ever wear EVS, Remy? Oh, since I was like 12, I've been wearing EVS braces See? on my knees. Yeah. Yeah. EVS is everywhere. Pulp 20 is the code to save at EVS Sports. We are protection over the last 30 years. EVS has established themselves as the leaders in innovation and technology when it comes to designing protection gear for today's riders. Riders like Hampshire, Pulp Mexazone, Ben LeMay, Travis Pastrana, or all wear EVS when they race, ride, or whatever Travis decides to do that day. EVSSports.com, Pulp 20 code to save. Travis probably wore EVS at some point. Something? Yeah, undershorts, socks. Undershorts. Yeah. Oh. Hey, speaking of that. Yeah. Does EVS make the, the knee brace socks? The That's ones that what I'm you talking like? about, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Where the braces don't move? No. Oh. They don't make a rip-off kind of those? They don't make those, no. Do your braces move with the EVS socks? So I was talking to Chris about that. I After all these years of riding a motorcycle, yeah. I personally have found the best under setup from Fox. <laughs> right? Have we not talked about yeah, that? Kiefer shaking his head. Kiefer saying no. I'm not saying I'm, I'm, your, your pants, those pants you wear too much. They're too big. They're too heavy. Not if I. Fox wears some great socks. That pull up really high. Flyracing.com. And then I put my knee braces over the top of those. Yep. And then over top of the socks go my Fox mountain bike shorts. And it's good for the summer. The socks are comfortable. My that braces. That doesn't seem like Hold a Hold on. Very okay. Good. So, let me get, so after that, the, the long socks, the knee braces, and you put the shorts on. No, I'm sorry. I messed it up. So the socks come on. <laughs> Okay. Then the the uh, shorts, shorts, the Fox mountain bike shorts, because they have the elastic around them. Yeah, and it so, has this elastic stickiness okay. that, that holds the socks up. That holds the socks up, and then I take my knee brace strap and wrap that around the the uh, shorts and the socks. Is the chamois in the in the deal? The chamois in the shorts. And you okay with the chamois when you ride? I love the chamois because you know for those long motos, you know my butt doesn't get sore. Kelly, where do you stand on this? I wore my bibs underneath my moto gear for my you last did? season, and it was amazing. Right? I mean, I went through bibs like for crazy, but it was great. Really? I loved them. I had just my full cycling bibs over the shoulders, everything. And, and wow. long socks, short socks. Long socks. Okay, so, so long I would, socks. I would put my braces on, pull, and then I'd do like the rewrap of yeah. the sock over top fold of my brace over. to fold it. Yeah, bring it over the top. And the bib didn't bother you on your shoulders when you're riding and shit? No, not at all. That mm. seems weird to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that was great. Are you were you a chest protector guy? Depending on the court on the track, if it was like a soft, like outdoor track, I wouldn't run it. Um, like Unadilla you know, places like that, I'd run like the EVS Revo. I think it was, yes. what it was called Super Slim under under the jersey protector. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it's all available at motorsport.com, everybody. Uh, and also, too, Kiefer brought to you by RoostMX.net. Thanks to those guys at RoostMX. Uh, Benny Bloss, uh, season best thirteenth yeah, at Atlanta, good. running the uh, RoostMX graphics on the. Uh, Rock River Yamaha bike, and uh, they, they're also, they can custom make you anything you need for your uh, cut pit shirts, your gear, your numbers, whatever it is, RoostMX.net. Uh, Pulp Nation is the code to save, and they have a whole Pulp Nation section on their website as well, so you can get t-shirts and all sorts of stuff from those guys uh, branded with the show logo. So uh, these questions are submitted to at Show on Twitter. Talon goes through and picks the best ones. Uh, let's do this, Talon. All right, first one from John Schroeder. 
Racing seems way more aggressive across the board this year from the last couple of years. Why is this? Track design, urgency and pace, strength of field? Hmm. Any theories on that? Strength of field. Yeah? So many people are going so fast. Yeah, I don't think it's any more aggressive. No way. Yeah. I think the tracks are, everyone's doing the same kind of thing. There's not anything that really separates anybody. And because you have eight guys that could win, I yeah. think that makes for great racing. Yeah, I mean, look at Anaheim 1. Like, again, there was 18 guys who have won a race right. in the 450 main yeah. event. You know? Everybody's just running a lot yeah. closer to and each other. A, and then A-Ray. Yeah. And we haven't had, knock on wood, a lot of injuries. I mean, it's yeah. starting to see more yeah, a little bit now. Zach, Zach's out yeah. now for a while. So. All right. All right. All right, this next one's from Jordan. Is there anybody in the past that you can compare Cooper Webb to as far as racing with heart and never giving up? Stanton. Yeah, that came to my mind right away with yeah. Stanton. Ricky? Yeah. Yeah, that's all good. Yeah. All right, this next one's from Works Connection. Kiefer, since Eli doesn't seem to be making very many friends on the track lately, could the ongoing feud with Justin Barsha possibly be the worst thing for his championship hopes, along with Baggett and other disgruntled riders? Yeah, absolutely, especially when you got people pissed off. And when JT says, oh, as the weeks go by, it'll get easier, I disagree. I think it gets worse because these guys are smart enough maybe not to retaliate the following week. I have it in the back of my mind, you know, when I... Hampshire waited until... Uh, uh, thank you. Wherever we were. Right. To, I mean, you don't to forget. To Sexton, and he said it was from Millville. What <laughs> triggers your memory is the jersey, the name. So yeah. when you're racing, that, boom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tink. Right. Yeah, you don't want to get into that kind of war with Barsha. No. Right. Because he'll give he, zero fucks. He d he's too good at that stuff, too. Yeah. He... Did you have anybody that you got into a fuck you T-bone war with? No. I don't no. think so. Yeah. What about you and Sorby? Oh, that happened for years. It, st <laughs> it started in Sorby was his, yeah. Two and yeah. it went on until two thousand and eight. Yeah. So, you but know. you guys did talk, right? You did make up. Yeah, I somewhat? think two thousand ten we were at Gainesville for Mini O's, uh -huh. and we were both racing the vet race. Yeah. And we we're lining up, and actually Bubba was his uh, mechanic. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, he said, "Hey, man, the past is the past. You know, let's friends, let's race clean." <laughs> Let's have a good time. And Let's race clean, okay? <laughs> we did. Yeah. yeah, it was fun. It was a great time. Oh, funny. Yeah, and we, we, we still talk, to, you know, so it's cool. I got in a fight with him. Really? Yeah, at Anaheim. What year? The year he put you in the pole or in the, in the, at the finish. Well, that was Matt Walker that put me in the pole. No, it was, an, it was Sorby because he walked up, started walking up, and all the high desert guys were sitting together, me, Zumwalt, all the guys. Uh-huh. And I flipped him off, and he wanted to fight, and I got up, and I went over there, and his, his man friend pushed me away, and then I got escorted out. Really? Yeah. Sticking up for me. I does, dude. That's what we do. Wow. You got escorted out for that? Yeah, because I started shit, so. All right, next one from Two Clingy. Who qualifies for an outdoor national first, Chris or Aiden Kiefer? <laughs> Probably Aiden. <laughs> yeah, I think Aiden. Aiden's really impressing me right now. You racing this year? Yeah. You're going to do two of them? Three. Really? Yeah. What's the... Dude, it, you're, you're already too late. No, it's not. I, I don't want... Dude. It's too late. He doesn't no. want to peak too soon. It's, Trust it's, me. It's I'll, be, I'll burn out by the time April comes. You're going to race races this year? Like REMs or some type of race yes. and actually get gate drops? Yes. We already discussed this. We did? Yeah. You yelled <laughs> at me, remember? I know, but I feel like you should be training right now. There'd be some I am training. I was like looking at his watch, like it's nine sixteen, and he's like, <laughs> like it's nine sixteen on Monday, no March. Time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need to start going. Oh, I mean, we got second week of May. Relax. 
It's not enough time. It's plenty of time. Trust me. As much as I ride, I have, I have a good base. I'm let's good. Let's, let's just see. Okay. Let's All see. Right. All right. From Beaks and Talons. What are your thoughts on the Daytona first corner setup? Have they done anything like this before? And what do you, do you, what do you think they plan on doing if there's a first turn pileup? Yeah, I don't know. That'll be interesting, right? It crosses over. Oh, it does? Yeah. Um, it's a loop. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, we had it before. I feel like we've had this before. Yeah. It, Daytona did it. Yeah. 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 I thought Daytona did it before. Yeah. And it, it, we, it, we were okay. I think where the corner is at in relation to where it crosses is not the same, totally exact spot. Yeah. I don't remember, but I feel like we've had it before and it wasn't a problem. All right. From Donald Spoke. For Kiefer, since he follows the GPs, can we pull out something worse than the panic button for Big Air Tom? Debut back, debut back in the GPs yeah, what, did not go well. What happened? I didn't see him. Yeah, I didn't. I looked at the results. I didn't even see the name. So I don't know what happened, actually. But I was looking for him and saying, hey, okay. Oh, at 13, 14, I'm like, okay, maybe he's going to be around there. Nope, nothing. Like, didn't even see the name. So I don't know if he took a spill or what happened. But, uh, yeah, it's not starting off good again. All right, next one from Chris Betts. Mathis, do we need moto enforcers? I would go out on a 110 to protect my guy. Thoughts? Yeah. I think it'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be great. I think it'd be awesome. What was it? Moto, a 110? Enforcers, like from hockey. Yeah. Oh. You have the big guy that goes in there and starts beating the crap out of dudes when they're messing with the players. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that yeah. happens? Not anymore. I think they like, yeah, tried not, to outlaw just, Yeah, it's not as much right? anymore. But sure, yeah, Chris, you can do that. Again, he has a $1.4 million contract. Why does he want to be an enforcer? Because you can't retire. Off I don't think he likes million. when you bring up the C sign for all that money. Like he doesn't really <laughs> like that, so I just keep hammering it all the time. <laughs> the voice of the drunken people wants to know: Has Chris Betts replaced Connor Fields? Like, what do you mean? How? Connor used to be on all the time after his gold medal. Well, has Connor won a gold medal lately? There's only X or Olympics every four years. Well, when he gets back. Wins a gold medal, have him back on. Oh, Japan is not looking good. I know, right? No, Connor's. Yeah, I mean, no, I, I don't, I, I, I don't know. If I was an Olympic athlete, people need to understand that I don't plan. Like, I don't tell Chris Betts, "Hey, call in." Right. We love Chris. He's awesome. He's a great hype man. Connor's awesome too. And Connor's awesome too. I see him at Vegas, Vegas Nights games, but I'm not going to be like, "Hey, Connor, call in." I, I don't plan this show that way. But Connor's welcome to call in, or we can call him, or whatever. I would say Connor is a little bit more on the straight and narrow versus Chris. Chris, Chris, <laughs> you think? Chris is more after dark. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I met Connor, and Connor seems like more shy. To yeah. Me. yeah. And I don't even know Chris, but right. Chris seems very outspoken. Yeah. And, and, yeah. yeah. There's another one from the voice of the drunken people. Does Monster or A Stars reach out to Barsha to prevent 51 on three retaliation? You'd think, they would, you'd think they'll do anything to secure the title from going to a competitor. No. 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 What are you going to say? Like you can't say anything either side. Yeah, just be like, hey, bro, we bought new boots and buckles, so if you want to hit them, we got buckles to replace. Straps and everything. This one's from Dark Side's Pony. Mathis, you've checked Little Fairy interview off the list. Do you quit after the Villapoto twins? Oh, God. How old are they? That's coming. How old are they? Villapoto twins? Yeah. Five? Yeah. I'm good. I won't be around. You said that about Evan, too. I know I did, but... I'm gonna get an. I'm gonna start an e-bike team. What's it gonna be? I wanna go. We're gonna go wide open up hills. Doesn't G- GNCC already do that? Yeah, they have an e-bike race. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna start a team. That's getting serious too, by the way. Oh, is it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to get one to do that one at Ironman. Yeah. There you go. That'd be sweet. 
All right, from Randy Allen. If McElrath and Ferrandez move to 450s next year, what teams do they end up on? What 450 guys get get clipped? Great question. Who knows, right? It's still early for that. Yeah, it's early. I mean, I feel like Bogle, I mean, he had another bad concussion. He may even hang it up. So there's a spot next to Baggett. Um, I feel like Plessinger will get dropped from Yamaha. You do, yeah. And then they'll pick up uh, Ferrandis. Ferrandis. Yep. And then McElrath could be in a spot like, you know, the Rocky Mountain team or something. Right. Makes sense. Okay, next one from Tanner Hall. Steve, were you upset that Reed's kids rode on press day? I doubt they have a license. <laughs> they didn't ride on press day. They rode up and down to start straight. It was fine. Stop comparing it to Hanny. I got a bunch of those jerky-ass tweets. It's not the same. How do you feel about that, Pre- Hanny doing press day? I like it. It doesn't bother me. Oh, what, no problem? Just, why, yeah, why go on up. you so much? Well, he doesn't have a license, for okay. one. He's not in the event, and he doesn't have a license. But other than that, I guess it's fine. But, but you're pissed because Bernard didn't get to do it, and Josh does. The difference is Bernard was racing, and Josh isn't. Other people have tried to get into press day, and they just get shut down. Who? Did you ever try- get shut down for press day? Almost every weekend. Wait, you? You're talking about racers are getting shut yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. People are getting shut down to be at press day. Too many people. Die, you're not a star of the sport, whatever. But you, who haven't raced for four years and have no license... Come on down. But he looks good on a bike. Hey, that sounds exactly like me. Four years. Yeah, no, I'm going to show up to Indy. I'm just going to show yeah. up. Or they're going to say no. If you look good, you're scrubbing it, keeping yeah. it low. Your gear looks good. Maybe And I'm not there. saying yeah. it's right, but I think he was, he was there at Press Day because Shift didn't have a new shift. I don't care. I, well, you need to listen to the whole thing before you. I don't care. Go take shots at the Honda track. I was going to say, couldn't they just use one of the Geico guys? Well, they were all hurt. Is that true? Yeah. yeah. There was no yeah. one. Jeremy's not hurt. Well, but Jeremy, it was West Coast. Yeah, it was West Coast stuff. Find out. Oh, here we go. <laughs> um, no, just it's so stupid. But Reed's kids, I got a lot of you idiots that made those jokes. Ha! Ah, it's not. It's not. Stop it. I was there. It was not, nothing. So, uh, this is a question from a pro rider right now, currently talking R- about press privateer? days. Yes. Okay. Talking about press days right now. I don't want my name attached to this hashtag tweeted tits. So we already got the segment wrong. So, when you see Webb do a quad and all the other rhythms on the opening lap of free practice, how do you not see press day as an advantage? Press day is total advantage. Yeah, definitely. Well, it didn't used to be. I don't know. Back in my day, and Travis, your day too, yep. it used to be like one lane. Yeah. I was blown away. I saw. I watched press day last weekend. Yeah. And it looked like they ran the whole track yeah. minus the, the whoops. whoops. Yeah. And like you said, when I raced, it was literally one rhythm. Turn around. Turn around. Come back. That's yeah. all we had. And so there's a br- battle brewing for press days right now. Like, you know, you're supposed to do two a year as a team. Well, Penrite Honda did all the West ones, and other teams couldn't get in, and they were like WTF. Kenny's been showing up at them. They're making suspension adjustments during in between the sessions. Yeah. So it's a huge battle for these press days, and other guys are not getting allowed to ride them. But then if you're felled and Roxon says, hey, can I ride? Of course you're going to say yes because he's the star of the race. You're going to allow it, right? So other teams are up in the air because everyone's doing press days. Feld's saying, what can we do? We want our stars there, and they're yeah. wanting to ride, so we want them. I say just make it back like it used to. Save the teams from themselves. Like They're, they're, they're going to save 
They're going to bitch about budget, but meanwhile, they're going to ride all the press days and come in on Thursdays. The mechanics got to work harder. The team's got to work harder. Fuck it. Make it one lane so it's not an advantage. Do it like it used to be. Well, when I was racing, we had Thursday practice. Privateers had Thursday practice. So I was able to go to Anaheim and race. That was only all Anaheim one. No, it was that year. I did it more than I did it in San Diego, uh, too. I don't think so. No, I did it in San Diego as well. That'd be great for the sport. More so time on the track? There was like yeah. It was three rounds that I got to go down on Thursday and ride. Okay. And meanwhile, we still had Friday. Oh, I do remember something about that, yeah. We still had Friday press day as yeah. well. Yeah. So I could, I could ride two days before Saturday night. Right. But here's I, I hear people talking about it. I did this on Race Day Live, too. It's like, hey, do you think it's an advantage? And the guy's like, nah, it's not an advantage. Let's say you only get to run one fucking lane. It's still an advantage because you feel. You have to be able to yeah. feel your bike. But for one lane, you're not coming in early and doing all that still. But what I'm saying is, you let's know. say I'm just going to go do one lane. I get the feeling of my bike, the feeling of the dirt. Those two things right there is already an advantage right there. Boom. Because each stadium you go in, your bike, how it well attacks the dirt, is, it feels different. Mm -hmm. There's a growing problem with press days yeah it is yeah guys are getting pissed well just they should go back to old school make it one day where you have an option to, to fucking oh, ride but, two practices but if you're fouled and one of your biggest stars of the sport wants to show up well you can, you can tell them no no right right just so, do practice sessions on friday and have that as press day yeah or change the rule like to. like top top 20 if you're top 20 in points yeah you, you can go to everyone right or top ten in points, yeah. whatever. Yeah, whatever rule. You know, it get, is, right. give the guys right. that are. But are then, doing but good. then you're screwing over privateers, though. That's what I'm saying. So you need to have. Well, okay, no, no. Do this. Do uh, for local privateers for each town, because you know everyone wants to see the local kid. So figure out whoever the local riders are for each town. Let them do a press day, and then top ten in points, both classes. I'll start putting my address from Indian. Yeah, <laughs> Indian. Yeah, I have, I have an address week. here. Right, change it every week. Yeah. I'm local. So, anyways, that was from a privateer, that, that text. So he, he no, was, I agree yeah. with him. I, there is an advantage. Right. right. All right. Next one from Murph. Steve and Chris, what's your favorite grill your ass off product to beat your meat with? Oh, boy. Uh, Heather beat my meat with some chicken Cajun sauce sauce there today, or Cajun spice. It was good. It's really good. I haven't used any of them. We haven't cooked. <laughs> we haven't, chicken spice. We haven't cooked. What the hell are you doing? We just order out or don't eat. What the hell are you ordering out? Go to sushi, whatever. Uh, I, I got to eat home. I like home. We don't. Yeah. You need to eat I mean, I'm, Pookie was just complaining upstairs about her diet. She needs. She's burning more calories now. Yeah. You guys need to get on that. Well, tell her that. But honestly, so grill your ass off is got a code, and we, we're going to do their sponsor, Keep After Dark. They look like great products. That's good. Spices. Yeah. We just. Rubs. We haven't did the rubs yet. We just did the spices. Yeah, Good. right. Marks, you used it, right? No, I haven't yet. But I, I, like I gave you some, right? No. We've had the jerky. Oh, I didn't? We've had the jerky, yeah. Oh, I gave you jerky? Yeah, but if you want to give me some spices and stuff, I'll, How was I'll the try it out Oh, you know what? I gave it to Tits. You're unbelievable. I did. I gave you some to Tits. Unbelievable. Oh, I did. The guy's here once a, once a month, and he gets all the good stuff. Dude, he... <laughs> He probably, him, call, he probably called GrillYourAss.com. You let him leave early. He gets all the, the right. spices... We're gonna have to growyourass.com. We'll hook you guys up. Okay, I'll get I'll get you mm -hmm. both products. All right, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we need to cook more. So yeah, we're don't bro me. Okay. <laughs> all right. Next question. All right. Next one from Janie Hovey. 
When Roxon gets a good start and is at the front of the pack, he is so fast and rides away. But when he does not get the start, where's the speed then? Him and Roxon when they're out front are this or him and Tomac when they're out front are the same speed. But why can't Roxon go the same speed after getting a bad start when Tomac can? Yeah, I mean, I've said it before. The only rider that can really rip through the pack is Eli. Like unbelievable rip through the pack. The, I mean, I guess Barsha and Webb did it yeah, this weekend. Bar, yeah, this weekend. Was but awesome. this week, it's rare. Yeah. It's rare. But the way Tomac gets through it. Yeah. Besides last weekend, yeah. obviously, yeah. gets through him quick. Yeah. Because here's the thing: He's like I'll a be, shark. We know, yeah. like when you watch Tomac gets whole shot, that's it. It's done. Like you don't normally see him lose when he's got a whole shot and he bails. But you will see him screw up and blow the race if he's ninth, eighth, trying to work his way up. Maybe Killian, like, uh, Roxy's just trying to be too precise. He's not He's not hanging it out like you need to get through traffic. I don't know. I mean, I mean, sometimes you just get stuck, but I, it does look like it happens more times than not with right. him. He just kind of just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. You know, when you follow a guy for a while, you can't get going. You get stuck into yeah. his groove. In his speed. I, I just think Roxon is a little bit more methodical this year. You know, he's, right. he's just not taking those risks. He wants to finish the whole series. Right. And Eli's just straight up going for it. Yep. And I, I just want to know what goes through Eli's mind, like, in the beginning of the race. Like, what was he thinking about? Was he just thinking about passing these guys, and was he really worried and then at the end of the race, he looked like a different rider. He, he was so smooth, just hitting all of his lines, hauling ass. Like, he obviously changed something in his mind. And, like, what did he start to focus on that made him look so much better at the end of the race? So, beginning of the race, you know you're in the back of the pack. He sees – I mean, I'm sure he kind of knew because we're racers. You kind of know what's going on even though you're not getting told. That Roxon is leading. So, he's like, oh, shit, I need to go. Then he screws up and crashes, and then your whole mindset goes to reset into salvage mode, which smooths you out and and puts you in a different mindset to where you're not messing up as much. So he's focusing on the track, not thinking about Because he's like, oh, I just fucked or... myself. He's not going ape shit because he already kind of knows the wind is out of his reach because he's crashed, right? Yeah. Before that, the wind was within his reach, so I'm going faster. That's, that's what I would be if I was like Eli. You know, yeah. I'm trying to get into his brain. Yeah. So I've always been the opposite. If I crash, that's the best I'm ever going to ride, trying to get back to where I was or improve. Because you're more aggressive or because you just said, hey, I'm just got to mellow out and I'm riding better because I'm smoothing out? I think it's just the frantic panic mindset of it. Yeah. And I, you're think, I think I black out when I do that, actually, because <laughs> I, I can't even think back to when I crashed and how I got to the finish line. Right. I think I just really. I think you. Got, uh, no, I'm gonna go with you. I think you smooth out. <laughs> yeah. Because you're you're really more focused. Yeah. On what you're doing. Because you kind of go, okay, well, I just yeah. screwed myself. Yeah. So exactly. I'm just gonna ride hard and ride smooth. Right. Yeah. No, I agree with you there. All right. Sam Peterson wants to know, Kiefer, how soon can we expect another Kiefer, another coffee with the Kiefer's pod? We got one coming up. Yeah. We have some ideas. I yeah. think. I want to get Travis and Allie in there for because the last the first one we did was just Heather and I. And a lot of people like that one. So, uh, Allie's good. I think you get Allie and Heather going yeah. with some of your weird topics. Yeah. And I'll just listen. Yeah. I, won't, I won't talk. So, yeah, I would I wouldn't try to do one a month. So, um, probably within a week or two. Okay. And then next one from Motor Moto Racer 58. How much did Steve have to pay RJ for that podium shout-out on Saturday? Steve's always complaining about the sport not being open with money talk, but he skirted around the dollar amount for his RJ deal. I did, yeah. 
I'm gonna keep skirting around it. Fuck you. Don't worry about it. I got an exclusive deal with RJ. Did you pay him money already, yes or no? Not yet. No. Okay. I have not. Just don't worry about what we got going on. I already know what you got going on. Y- yeah. All right. Yeah. And we, we're cheering for RJ. Are yeah. we not? I would, yes. <laughs> very, very passionate for RJ in yes. Hampshire. Uh, thanks for the Pulp Omex shout-out by, for RJ, by the way. That's awesome. We're going to get him on the show here soon. So, um, All right. Is that it? Uh, one more from John DeHart. How excited are you guys for the future of li- the lights class with guys like Jet and Pierce Brown? I don't care. I am. I think it's cool. I didn't know much about Pierce. I didn't think he was that good, but to me, he qualified looked, fourth overall. He looks really good. Yeah. yeah, he looked good in that heat race. I was yeah. really impressed with yeah. that ride. I just think it's so like we're always looking at the next, next, next. Everyone's looking at the next, next, next guy. And it's like living the now. Like I, you, who knows? Jet could start banging a chick and get hurt, and then next thing you know, he's like not like that, you know that, that does screw you up. Why? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like you never know, right? Like you never know. Right. Jet was going fast for his first year, though. Oh yeah, that was so impressive. Yeah, he hasn't found women yet. But but that was okay. Fun. But Barsha went balls fast. Josh Grant was balls yeah. fast. Like yeah. I, you know, all the like I mean, I've seen so many kids go like Stu and yeah. AC. You know, AC won three of the first four supercrosses he ever raced. You're like, holy shit! You right. know, yeah. But, and they start getting hurt. Right, right, then, right. Yeah. So I just I hold off on all of that for me. Right. That's where I'm at. Hold off on all of that. There could be some kid that, you know, is fifth right now and all of a sudden just t- takes takes a turn and becomes the champion. Joe Shimoda. Yeah. Yeah. Alex Martin. <laughs> That'd be really what, cool. What? Yeah, yeah. I thought he was supposed to ride 450. No. They, they, yeah, they talked about it, but he, he didn't really want to. He didn't want to? No. Nobody does that anymore. Why wouldn't you want no, to? Why, why Set yourself that? up for I don't next know. year. I don't know. Nobody wants to do that anymore. We were talking you guys about used to do that. Burner, yeah, I did, Burner it all, did it. I did it every year. Chad did it. When I was yeah. racing for a championship, I still went and rode right. the, the 250, 450 yeah, East n- Nobody does anymore. I don't know. Isn't Pre- he worried about what he wants to do next precious year? Precious little flowers. Why? He's fine. He's going to be there again. He is? Well, he doesn't have a contract, but he could. Really? Yeah. Will JGR be well, there? Well, I don't know if JGR will be That's there, but I saying. feel like someone would hire Alex Martin. So, You think Alex Martin would do better on a pro circuit team? Yes. Yes. All right, motorsport.com. Tweet at Talon segment. As always, uh, go to Motorsport. they got great uh, prices, great uh, service, and all of that. Lots of uh, uh, brands that we work with that they'll, ha- they'll have there. So, uh, Thanks to Ride Engineering as well, ridedeathsengineering.com, pulp20 code to save. Ride Engineering has manufactured a new center knuckle to work in conjunction with their existing performance arm for 2016 and up KTMs and Huskies. The full suspension linkage provides a very linear curve, allowing the rider to use up all the existing travel. And they recommend going up a spring rate as well. You will notice improved comfort on acceleration, chop, and overall shock action. Great for supercross, motocross, and trails, desert riding. The combo is sold for $449. Or if you already have the link and you just want this new knuckle, it's $249.95. Again, Pulpamex discount saves 20%. Yeah, so I experienced both, actually. I kind of did some testing with this not too last week. So I got the new factory edition, and I heard about this link from other people. I know other uh, companies are making this. So I've always had a problem with the shock on the KTM, just kind of feeling empty on the high speed. So just kind of not a lot there. Mm -hmm. And I do feel like it's low at times on acceleration. So adding, if you feel like you are having some trouble with some traction exiting corners this link helps that situation and then i felt like well man i'm still a little bit low so what i did is i just took the knuckle 
and use the knuckle and use stock rods. And that is rods. actually really good. It's not even a knock yet. Right. So depending on what you're looking for, it helps with traction. And then for me, um, just overall high speed action, okay. hitting jumps and stuff, the, that, that knuckle and link work really good. All right. Uh, Lane, what's going on? You want to talk to Travis Preston, Lane? Uh, yeah, I was just gonna more of a request than a question. Just what do we have to do to get Yamaha to make a three fifty? Make a three fifty. Wow, I don't know. I don't know if they'll sell very good. You got, you got to do it for the people, man. Yeah, just do it for the people. I would buy <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, we have to be able to sell it. You'd buy one, Talon? I would. I would buy a three fifty Yamaha there's, for there's sure. One sale. Yeah, the motors y'all make in a three fifty. Dude, I actually would feel like Yamaha make a good 350. I'm Blue Crew, but I, I've been thinking about a KTM Husky just for the 350. I just like the idea of that Travis size is bike. shaking his head. So you don't really like them? Travis, as, as, a, as a displacement, like you're not a fan? Uh, no. No. Uh, no. Not for racing, but a lot of people don't race. You know who swears by one? Who? Chris Blows. Where does he Every time at? I get a text, 350. Doesn't matter. Everything's 350. He just loves 350s. <laughs> you know, I rode one once. Did you? It just felt like a really slow 450. So I don't, I don't get the, I don't understand it. Uh, it makes no sense. Sounds like how long ago yeah. though? A, long, a while ago. Uh, I think it was like the first year. It came yeah, out. those things were junk. The okay. new ones are a lot better. Because then yeah. it's like, well, you know, what class do you race it in? It's, you know. You have to race 450. Yeah, and you get smoked. Yeah. Not in the vet class. Yeah, you talk to the vet guys. Yeah, because all those vet dudes ride 450s. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm with you. Like, I, I KTM's going to hold strong with this thing, but I I don't see the market. I don't know where it is. Remember when Shorty had to race one? Yeah. Jeez. Now now, if you're talking two stroke, you know, I I think I'm I'm personally more into like a 300 two stroke. Yeah. I think that's more of a bike that would uh -huh. sell. That's disgusting. Yep. All right. Thanks. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. All right. I don't think it's going to happen. Poor guy. To be honest. Precious dreams. Uh, Jake, you, you want to talk about Swap Moto riding the Star Bike? I, I hadn't heard of this. Yeah, so if you go on, uh, really? I actually tweeted you. On, I tweeted you on you on uh, on Twitter. Oh, um, and I sent you the uh, YouTube link. Oh, um, shit. Okay, and uh, I can't believe it. Slot moto, slot moto test of the Starbucks. That he's giving you guys the finger. Damn it! I can't believe really? it. Really? When did that happen? That's today. Oh, it did? Eleven hours shit. ago. Yeah. Oh. Fox Raceway. Fuck. All right, we'll check it out, man. Thank you. Yeah. Have a good one, guys. Thanks. Right, Appreciate man, thanks. it. Damn, dude. <laughs> That whole situation is just Fuck. hilarious. Thanks, man. What was that guy's name? Hey, I got to thank him for letting me know that, though. That was Jake. Thanks, Jake. Um, all right. Uh, oh, MotorcycleNewsyJobs.com. What's the job of the week? Job of the week. Upload your resume for free. TLD's hiring a protection product developer. Hmm. Hmm. Full-time in Corona, California. Charlie Designs, the world's leading aspirational brand of bicycle and motocross helmets and apparel, is looking for a protection product developer. This person will lead all aspects of the development process for TLD protection from inception through buy-ready completion. MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, job of the week. Number one source for power sports companies looking for employees and candidates looking for employment opportunities. First and only job boards, but specifically for uh, the motorcycle industry. So, look, it can be like Killian. Go get a job at SRAM. There you go. It's not the motorcycle industry. I guess not. No. How many moto guys do you help? Do you do you, do you with your connections? Do you? I help nobody. No, you don't reach out and help some guys. You don't, don't know guys don't you used to me. race with, or really? I will not help you. Oh wow! <laughs> That's why my Instagram's private. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't add Killian. He will not give you <laughs> Shram or Rock Shocks. 
Uh, the guy I I'll met, sell you something. Who's I'm the guy that I dealt something. with there? What's that? Who's the guy I dealt with there on the Rock Shock Shrimp thing? Uh, Micah. Yeah, really nice guy. Yeah, really cool yeah, guy. Yeah, he's one of our our technical guys. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He got he got me a shock for yeah. the Levo. Oh, that's that's very nice of him. Yeah, that shot worked. Shocks well. are hard to. Come oh, really? By. No, that shock was good. It yeah. worked. It was improvement for sure. So. Oh, good. Very deal. nice of him to do that. So. Definitely. And then I went to intense. I'm. You know what? What? That was a custom made shock too. Really? Yeah. Because yeah, no, that was like a, that was like a custom. That's like factory shit. Yeah, no, that's it. it worked yeah. good. It worked better than the stock rock shocks. Yeah, you sure. couldn't you couldn't pay money for that shock you have. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, that's, I look at it with more appreciation now. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that thing was like custom made for that bike. For you. Yeah, look at you. Yeah, you're like an elite cyclist, dude. I know, right? <laughs> um, to your left, <laughs> <laughs> Paul. What's happening? How are you, Paul? <laughs> Good, good. Um, I had a question I tweeted at you earlier this week about uh, the shirts on Rooster Max. Yep. Yep. Did you guys get those updated? You still have BTO Sports on there. On the shirts? Yeah, on oh. RoosterMax.com. If you yeah. want to get a uh, Pulp Neck shirt, yeah. you got to have BTO on there. Ooh. I don't know. I don't know what. Um... Probably just made a whole bunch yeah, of I stock, don't... you know. No, they, they don't. They don't. They make them as you sell. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I, I remember telling them that, but I didn't follow up. I guess. Thanks for it. Thanks, you Paul. Get... Yeah, Paul, I will get right on. Is anything? You get new shirts? No, I will get. I will get on that immediately. You better priority. Thanks. All right, thank, thank you. Thank you. Way to go, bro! Come okay. on. Okay. Um, sh- should we do the keep after dark? Yes, we shall. Do you want to stick around for that, Killian? It's pretty gnarly, dude. I don't know what you're into. I don't know where well, you, where do you stand with some, like openness. I think, I think somebody's listening over there, but oh, yeah, I don't know what. <laughs> I don't want to scare her either. So just warn everybody. In the it room. should be fine. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. So as usual, we don't want any complaints from people. We don't want any uh, uh, you know issues with people. So if you have some little ones, uh, put them in bed. Put them in bed. Get turn, your wife. Turn the radio down. You know what I mean. Light the candles. Turn the fire on. Your parents listen to this show. Does your dad listen? My dad wouldn't care, dude. He knows how I am. Can I get you that ATK off your dad sometime? Uh, no, because that's mine. Oh, I really want that. I can sell you something else that you thought I was going to not sell, and I probably was going to. I'll sell you that. What? You said, if you ever want to get rid of that one thing in my garage, let me know. Oh, yeah, I do. I, what? I probably will. Cause Why? I, I'm, what am I? I'm not doing shit with it. It's collectors, bro. You I can't sit. I can't look at it. I got to get out of there. Okay. All right. You can do that. Uh, all right. So before we go uh, to Kiefer After Dark, presented by GrillYourAssOff.com, Motorsport.com, I want to thank those guys, Fly Racing, Vortex Racing, Race Tech Suspension Engines, Roost MX, X-Brand Goggles, Michelin Starcross 5, Maxima USA, Skosh, Pro Filter, Firepower, EVS Sports, Vertex Pistons, Guts, Get Data, FMF, Atlas Neck Brace, Works Connection, OGO Power Sports, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, Intense Cycles, Works Chassis Lab, Ride Engineering, WUSA. Um, Michael Lindsay is supposed to send me some Works Chassis Lab mounts. For what? He's, my bike. He says it makes a big improvement. So I'm waiting. I'll test them. Okay. All right. Thank you. Uh, so I want to thank our guests. I want to thank uh, Trey Kennard, Caleb Russell, Davey Coombs, of course, for coming on board tonight. Uh, all of you people as well. Will Hahn, uh, thanks for coming. Oh, thanks cannot, for coming on, Will. I cannot believe he said no. Thanks for coming, Will. Will. Will is a good guy. Not his fault. Not his fault. I thought he would answer the... He just didn't want to deal with it. I wonder if it's because of the bike test this one did. We think, just found think, out. Do you though. think he knew? Mm. That he might did. have known. Yeah. That's a great, great point, Killian. 
Yeah. Hmm. Um, all right, so let's uh, let's turn this down right now. Thanks, everybody, and then we will go right into Kiefer after dark. I'm a huge fan of Dick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm here for the gangbang. Kiefer After Dark, where, where Chris Kiefer helps you out with your relationship questions. We got a lot of questions here. Marks, do you think we should stop streaming? Uh, we didn't last time, but you, they were they were kind of uh, yeah. None light. of the, none of these are that gnarly, right? I mean, it could go gnarly. It always. Could. But I think yeah. Yeah, but overall, it's not a gnarly deal. Yeah, I think it's all right. So two people on hold for Kiefer After Dark, Talon. Oh wow, we got live call. Uh, yeah, Skippy is on hold, and then Richard was going to come up with something if you get to him. All right, everybody. Uh, oh, here. Do the read, please. All right. Thanks to these folks for helping, helping us out. I love beating my meat, Steve. Yes, you do. How much do I love it, Travis? Anything? No, I'm not. I'm just listening. I'll do it on the back deck, in the kitchen, at my neighbor's barbecue. Hell, I'll do it about anywhere. The only requirement is that you grill, grill your ass off to really top off that tender meat with a variety of flavors to satisfy even the pickiest taste buds, Trav. With flavors like gunpowder for steak and infidel for pork. You can't go wrong. Check out the full lineup of seasonings, jerky, sauces, and gear at grillyourassoff.com and use the code PulpMX, 15% off. There it is. There it is, everybody. Thank you, grillyourassoff.com, for that. Uh, Killing's excited. Look at him. Let's go to Skippy. Skippy, what's your After Dark question? Uh, it's not necessarily a uh, question more so as to a testimony towards uh, Kiefer's uh, great uh, advice, if you will. And that is uh, the best advice towards pregnancy and postpartum is uh, patience. Right. And uh, right. listening to uh, Kiefer's After Dark segments is the best thing is that, uh, by golly, my patience with my lady as far as sexuality has been unbelievable because... She has been very patient with me, and uh, by golly, I tell you what, um, she has been as patient as possible with me and been as understanding as possible with me, and with Keeper's advice, I have been extremely understanding, and so for that, I, I appreciate uh, the input that uh, Keeper has given, and uh, yeah, that is that. All right, okay. you're welcome. Well, there you go. Chris Kiefer. See, Trav? Save Solving marriages. I'm just saying you do have a gift with this uh, relationship talk, yes. things that happen at night. Yes. You're, you, you do have a gift. Thank you. You're just a Glad little too, this. too open. <laughs> too open for you? Now, yeah. th- thanks, Skippy. Thanks, Skippy. Some, some, something that I might add to that is that I bought her a new 250F, so that might help. Oh, yeah. That yeah, helps. Probably. And, but... Uh, but with that, uh, I, I advise the guys, don't be scared to jack off. It's okay. You, it, it, I think a lot of guys are uh, scared to rub stuff out, and guess what? If, if uh, you're not scared to rub one out, then guess what? You'll be all right. I don't think we're scared. Yeah, you like that? That's a lot of people talking about it. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Skippy. <laughs> Thank you. All right, buddy. Later, Later, Skippy. Thank you, Skippy. All right. Emailer number one from uh, Tyler, uh, Kiefer After Dark. Hey, Stephen Kiefer, I would like to remain anonymous. Well, I gave your first name. Sorry, Tyler. I'm a senior in college, and I have, the, I have had the phase of random hookups. So at this point in time, I'm looking for a good girl to meet. My roommate, best friend, has himself a girl, but they are on and off all the time. During the times off with his girlfriend, he is head over heels for a girl from his work. Anytime she comes and hangs out with a friend group, she and him sort of hit it off. She has told me personally that she doesn't really see anything happening with him. 
during this time frame of her hanging around, we have hit it off really good. Uh-huh. She looks fine, like a 450 Blue Crew. That's yeah, pretty good. That's pretty nice. Looks yeah, good. She must be hot. Yeah. But she isn't that good. She isn't that good girl that I am looking to meet. At this point in time, though, I'm getting feelings for her, and she's tried before to hook up with me. I have been a good friend. I have not done anything with her. Any advice on what my best option moving forward? Because I don't want to piss off my best friend, but also riding a 450 Blue Crew is always a great ride. Thanks for the content. Well, so he doesn't want to be with her in a relationship, but he wants to hook up with her. Well, obviously he's saying, hey, she wants to bang, yeah. but I don't want a chick like that because we are double-sided. Like, we want to get pussy, but yet we don't want that same pussy because that's not something you want to wife up, right? So I would be open. If this your friend is just trying to pick up on her and it's not his chick, just talk to him and say, hey, dude, this chick's on me. Like, how do you feel about me hooking up with her? And then... He's saying he has feelings for her already? Why do you have feelings for a chick that you have never done anything with or had that much time with? You need to slow your roll a little bit, calm down, talk to your, your dude, because I feel like that communication and being straight up with your guy is uh, what you should be doing. And if he was, has a problem with it, then just back away. There's other women. It's not just, yeah. it's not just this chick. I said this before. As men... And how crazy this sounds, you're, you do not know if you're going to end up with your lady until you have sex with her. Period. I don't care what guy says what. If everything is great, but the sex is shitty, chances are really high that it's not going to work out. So be straight up with your dude. And if he says no, just back out. There's other women. Just get out of it. You're young. You're in college, right. dude. How many chicks are there? A lot. Right. Yeah. All right. Killian, Travis, anything to add? I'm just I'm stuck in my thoughts right now, so okay. move on. All right, move on. Uh, this is from BT. Uh, Dear Kiefer, I'm a vet rider looking for some advice. I currently ride a 252-stroke, which I love, and I've been with for almost 10 years. The setup is dialed in, although at times I have to reject the bike because I forget to clean the air filter, and she gets pissed and starts to bog when I really want to wring her out. You can see the, how we work this, right? Dude, I'm so lost yeah, on this right yeah, now. Yeah, is he yeah. talking about a bike? <laughs> no, no, so he's talking fun. about a woman. This is he all. looks mad. Like he, the, yeah. Where's the jet? It's just a... Just, hold, yeah. just chill down. Yeah, we'll, chill we'll, down. We'll get there. Um, the advice I am seeking. I want to load up the 250 in the box van, but also a 125. All right. I was able to do this back in my BMX days when I didn't have a contract. The box fan has plenty of room, and I know my riding skills are capable of handling both bikes. Of course. The 250 has already flirted and rubbed some plastic with the 125 in staging. Oh, <laughs> nice. But how do I get my 250 turned on to the idea of a 125 joining us and doing some actual motos? I right. do not want to ride the 125 without the 250. I just want to go race the state championships and be able to check the old menage a trois, buck, t- menage a trois off the bucket list. This is great. It's good. This is great. Are you getting it now? Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, we, we've had this question similar. It's a very common question. <clears throat> if yeah. she's rubbed plastic before, obviously there's something there that she may be into. Correct, Steve? Yes. Okay. I don't, so, know, I don't know what you speak of. I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> so if she's rubbed plastic before right. and she's flirted with her, you're around. You need to, just like if you listen to our Valentine's Day special with, with Brittany. Just be straight up with her. This is this is kind of like a guy thing. Uh, I yeah, would my like, advice to that. My advice in that Keith Rep. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Valentine's Day. I was like, why don't you just ask her? Right. Just ask her. Just be straight up. Right. Same thing. Just be like, hey, you flirted with this one twenty-five. 
you, what do you think we're, you want to do yeah. something? If she says no, then you're out. Yeah. What are you going to do? That's it. It's, it's that simple. Like, I understand some of these questions are, these guys ask these questions, and it, you could solve your problem by talking to your chick. <laughs> I was going to say, it all goes back to your communication. That's it. That's yeah. all it is. And yeah. if she says no, and that's the kind of lady you're with, then you got to make up your mind. He says, I like I, the, yeah, his question is, how do I get my 250 turned on to the idea of a 125 joining us? You say, hey, 250. What do you think? What do you think about a 125 joining us? Did you like rubbing plastic? Right. No. Oh, okay. We're not going to do <laughs> that to, anymore. Back to work. Thank you. <laughs> right. That's it. I know. Totally, right? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, dear uh, Kiefer, Steve, Pookie, Heather, Doongoon, and the new guy. Oh. I'm the new guy. Yeah. Wow. Long time Kiefer the Dark listener. For the last five years, I was proud to say I was a factory rider riding a mint bike. At the start of our contract five years prior, my bike had a perfectly working carburetor, hashtag brain, or parentheses brain, which to me was then top tier technology. What could be better What could be better than a factory bike without a bog? Unfortunately, over time, we kept getting into situations where the carburetor made questionable decisions and made me crash. We tried changing jets, needles, floats, and even gave it race gas. Nothing worked or seemed to help eliminate these bogs. What can I, how can I jump a triple not knowing if I'll make it or not? Riding through the woods in fourth gear, not confidently possible on my bike. This one's a little confusing. Yeah. Yeah. This guy's trying too hard, I feel like. Uh-oh. You good? I, I do want, you want me to keep going? Nah, let's throw it. Chuck it. Let's go. All we don't right. got time. All right. Don't, don't try so hard, peeps. Just get down to the questions. Just ease right. up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Look, Killian, this is two minutes into his first key for the rock. He's like, ease up a little bit. <laughs> Well, I mean, if you no, guys got confused no, on that no. one, I wasn't going to make it yeah, through. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, no, your advice <laughs> you is good. You look mad on the first one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Kiefer, I need your help with some female advice. I'm not going to sugarcoat this shit and make it moto-related like some of the All people. right. Good I deal. like moto-related, but this is good. This is. Good. I have had some rocky relationships in my past, being cheated on, uh, girls leaving me because of hobbies or jobs. Since then, I have kind of gained this wall. I give everyone the benefit of the doubt, though, at first. I have noticed nowadays with girls I meet or have sex with, there just isn't feeling anymore. I mean, the sex is amazing. We both will leave pleased. That feeling of caring for the person just isn't there. I find it hard to find someone that I can actually care about. I'm not sure what to do. I want a relationship and to fall in love with someone and have amazing times. But for some reason, it's almost like I have become numb to the whole relationship and feelings thing. Mm -hmm. During sex is probably the most feeling related I might get. And then after that, I'm just wanting my distance. Not to mention in some past relationships, I've had some families that judge me pretty hard. So meeting families... Gives me horrible anxiety, causing me to feel like I might be sick. I need some help, brother. I want this shit to end. It's hindering me from going out and meeting new women and having relationships. It's a good question. One that we haven't really touched on that much. So, uh, for me, I've always been the the boyfriend type. I I think I've had one one night stand. Um, Lame. Right. Sorry. Hold on. But uh, go ahead. Waiting. Yeah, you like that? Sounds good. Was it Metallica chick? Uh, well, I guess that's that that's, counts, right? That's, that's kind of that was my first. I lost well, my. He thought he, he thought he was in love with that. Yeah, one. right. <laughs> Fair enough. So, Christine, Christina. Yeah, Christina. Oh, that's good. Christina was nice. Um, you need here's come the thing. get your dinner. <laughs> what are you doing in there? <laughs> the thing about love, and and I'm just speaking from my my experience is. There's no real map that's set out to know who you're going to find or what you're going to feel at any given time. Just because you're having sex 
with these women and you feel numb and you don't have anything there, sex is not going to make you feel love. I guess I wanted to put it like that. You need that interaction when you're in love to feel connected, but when you're just single and you're laying pipe and you're doing your thing, because he sounds young, and it comes with age as well, I feel like I didn't know I was in love with Heather when I first had sex with her. I wasn't like, yep, all right, we had sex, I'm in love. This is what I'm, no, she left. I went my separate ways. We both did our thing. I got to know her more. And then I fell in love with her. So I think this guy's trying too hard to say, hey, man, I'm tired of this life. I don't want to just be laying pipe all the time. I want to be with one chick. You have to let it happen. And if you don't feel anything the first time and you just want to bail, that's kind of like a normal guy thing. When the shit comes out, you want to do other shit. You'll know when you're in love with the chick later on in life after you've dated her for a little bit when the shit comes out and you still want to hang out with her and be around her. So as of right now, you just haven't found the one. Give it time. That's all I say. He just sounds super young. That's how I was, and I'm sure you were, when you were younger. Just like, oh, yeah, she's hot. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go that way. Oh, man, yeah, all my friends have girlfriends. All my friends have, they're getting married. They're having kids. It's just not your time, dude. You'll find it. You'll know when you know. How did you know when you fell in love? I was going to say, man, me, I'm so far the other way. Oh, yeah? Like, That's good, but it's good to hear that. Me and my wife were 16, 17 when we met. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Oh, so, wow. yeah. I mean, we went through everything together. So it's like. But how did you know, like, this is the one I want to be with? You just kind of knew, right? I think right? it was. Yeah, no, I just knew. Right. And it was just, it was, it was, it was the support she gave. Right. You know, it wasn't like she was wanting me to go do this, go do this. It was like, she was like, I understand you're racing. I support you. We're doing this. Like, so I think that's what it was. Like, it was just but, love. It was love through her belief in me. So that's what I'm trying to tell this guy. When you knew, like, hey. Right. She is the one I want to be with. You just, you knew. Right. It wasn't the first time. It wasn't the first day. You're like, hey, right. man, we grew together. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But, I mean, I was a kid. Like, yeah, but, but how often do you know that? You don't. Sometimes it right. goes bad. Sometimes, in your, case, true. in your case, it, it working out. Oh, right? yeah. So. All right. Travis, anything? Travis? Well, you're, you you think I have something to offer because you're looking at me. Well, I'm just, yeah, I'm just waiting for you to throw in. that question. Yeah. Um, I would just say the wall thing. Yeah, I think when he meets the right chick, the wall will naturally come down. Right. So like it be, has for you now? Yeah. Oh. I'd say be patient. So, yeah. Is it true that Allie didn't come up because she was scared of Pookie? <laughs> no. Okay, all right. No. She, she loves Pookie, yeah. You know, this guy might be looking in all the wrong places, too. If he's finding girls that are just doing, like, one-night stands, look, right. yeah, look somewhere besides Well, that's what I'm saying. On Killian's at. topic, that's all fine and dandy. That's great. As a, as a single guy, yeah, dude, it's great. I'm getting pussy. But is that what you want to be with? Yeah. Right. That's up to you. Well, that's what Marks and I do. Yeah, wherever yeah. you're hanging out, those are the people that you're going right. to find. You know what I mean? It's, right. Yeah. Go to yeah. the library. Like, well, it took... My wife's listening. Oh, I had a... Oh, Thank shit. You. Heather, Heather and I didn't bone... I dated That's Heather. His wife, by the way, Heather. Heather and I didn't bone until I didn't know if you knew that. Yeah. I got it now. Oh, yeah. Over five, it took five weeks to get it to to bone Heather, and I thought, well, that that's a good five am- weeks, good amount of time. She for- held out for five weeks. Yep. And wow. I and I and I made advances, but yeah, she didn't do anything. Pookie wasn't five weeks. Yeah, no, I was like she's right eight over months. There. She's right over 
maybe. Oh, okay. Or more. Oh, oh really? But you were 16. Yeah. And right. I was on the side of the country. Right. All right. We did, you can't do that, we, did, we did a long distance thing for like four years. Uh, all right. Here's, a, here's one from Anonymous. Uh, hey, Kiefer, my bike of eight years has lost the excitement down low. It used to be like riding my 2019 CRF 450, crazy fast, wild, hard to ride, and would ride you till you blew a head gasket. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Uh-huh. We used to go riding four to five times a week. Now we have a three-year-old CRF 50. And since we got the 50, things have changed. That's, that's a kid. Yeah, no, I got okay. that. Most of the time we ride two to three <laughs> times a week. Most of the time we ride two to, three, two to three times a week. But my biggest issue is that I am always the one that has to start and warm up the bike. Yeah, that's standard. If I don't yeah. start the bike, we would never ride. I have mentioned numerous times that I get tired of starting the bike all the time, but it never changes. So here we are almost two weeks without riding. I know my bike wants to ride because it keeps asking if I am going, if I am, if I asking if I am ever going to ride. And I can see the oil soaking through the skid plate. <laughs> T- TMI, guy. That's not. That's great. I help with the 50 all the time. I clean up the race shop. I fix any issues around the shop that my bike wants fixed. I do whatever needs to be done, and it just seems like it's never enough to make my bike start. Any advice would be helpful. Look, dude. What do you say? How many years? Three-year-old CRF. No, how many years, Marion? Eight years. Eight, eight years. Standard, dude. Yeah. Every man, every friend that I have, I have in my circle always says the same thing. I have to initiate sex. I have to present it. I have to say, hey, babe, I have to do this. Unless you have uh, a special woman that is that horny all the time, which is that I found out rare, at least who I hang out with, they're not I don't feel like your wife is like that. My, My wife is not. She's the rare kind. Oh, yeah. She's rare. Yeah. But we are just different. There's everyone else to me seems like the norm. So what he's feeling is what normal married guys feel. And if you have a problem with that, again, here we are. Let's talk about it. Well, he says he's talked to her. And then she, he just said, oh, she'll offer it up. But he's trying to stand his ground like, hey. And now it's been two weeks. Right. <laughs> so that's, that's the battle. Bro, you're losing the battle. I, and, and I've done this to Heather. I've tried to be like, you know what? I'm trying to experiment. I want to do these things. You never come up with anything. It's always my idea. It's always my idea to do this. How come you don't come up with things? She's like, I don't know. And she's like, I'm just down for whatever. What do you want to do? Like dressing up? Yeah. Like, it's anything. <laughs> but you, you guys get... actually do that, don't you? What? You do a little bit of role play. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, that's so weird to me. Why? It's so weird. Hey, I'm a cop. I'm coming to arrest you. <laughs> Like I, I'm coming to arrest you. No, you're not. You're Chris in our bedroom. Like I don't get like. So you're imagining. Like, hey, so I, I could actually speak to this. Okay. Like I've, nev- I've never done it. Or never even thought about it. No. But the one thing I can say is I I know Allie, like outside of her professional. Yeah. I don't know Allie the professor. So when I saw her like in her work clothes, I was like, who's that? Like it oh. was a completely different. Oh, okay. Person. But you're thinking about I'm it like, now. Wow, that's like a different. It's like a whole new. I didn't even know who she was. You can't so put your makes... mind into another do you, do situation. Do you dress up? No. You don't dress up. No. You just say you're a cop. No. Or it's... whatever. Yeah. Fireman, whatever. But yeah. the dressing up, like, I didn't know who she was. Right, right, So right. that would be, Here's I the think, thing. It's of... like, oh, I, I'm a guy at a bar. You just met me. You know? Shit that'll never happen. <laughs> I just, I just, but you're not. You're, cre- <laughs> you're Kiefer in our bed. I mean. So when you're a kid, you didn't have a fucking imagination? It's just marks. Do, uh, do you dress up marks or anything? No, but you have a Babenda mask. You mean you haven't used it? <laughs> no, I haven't used it <laughs> Unbelievable. yet. Unbelievable. I need to. Sorry, Randy. Randy would be disappointed. I mean, 
Look, kill, kill it. Are you? Yeah, no, you, we don't. Are, we don't really do that. I don't. I don't see what the problem is. That's just all standard stuff. Oh, okay. yeah, if, if he thinks think it's, it's bad now, wait till you have your second kid, man. I just, I just think it's like, hey, I'm a cop. No, you're not. Like, you're just Chris. It's, 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 it's hot. Hey, I'm village. When you think about your woman doing things that she wouldn't do in real life. But that's she's what I'm trying do- to say. But she's doing them as herself. Like, there's nothing weird going on. That's your block in your brain, okay. then. You have some kind of blockage. Yeah, you're stuck on this dress up thing. Right. I just, I just don't get it. Just you kind of get it a little bit. Oh, I do? Yes. I don't even remember what the question was. So, look at <laughs> the, the question is, women are not going to initiate sex yeah. a lot. Right. It's just up to the guy. If she's doing it and she says yes, stop complaining, dude. What if this guy... Yeah. He said two to three times yeah, a week. He's yeah, he's pumped. Be happy, That's bro. A lot. Don't complain. I don't fucking yeah. hump Heather three times a week. He's, I, he's doing really good. Right. He should be happy. <laughs> All the guys are like, bro, chill relax. out. Yeah. Eight years of marriage, three times a week. That's great. He has a great woman. Yeah. Yeah, be happy, bro. Hey, I'm a cop. Yeah, I haven't, yeah. <laughs> haven't been like that for like hey, five years. I'm Brutus. Hey, you want to see my gun? Like, <laughs> Is that a gun in your pocket? <laughs> yeah. It's the dumbest thing ever. All right. Um, <laughs> it's the dumbest thing ever. Here's, here's, this, is one, this one's from Monkey. Uh... To be honest, I'm 18 years old and I have been with this chick for three and a half years. I honestly felt like it was great. Sex was great. And our love life was amazing. She's older by me than two years, but we've held together for everything. We both knew from the beginning of what we wanted was a real thing. You're going to say, no, it's not. No, I say go for it. Go ahead. Kiefer's big on like, dude, play the field. No. Okay. If you know that's the one, it's the one. I know I am young, but I've always been mature for my age. Well, recently we, we, we broke up over a month ago, and we've been in contact, but it's been rough. She ended things with me, and things just seem like they've been gone downhill. Truck motor went out, bike locked up, lost my girl, and I worked two jobs, but still find myself struggling ever since, and life has been rough in general since. I've been told by many that I'm suffering from depression, and it's true, to the point I'm starting to see a therapist. I've tried living the single life, talking to multiple girls and even banging another chick, but things aren't the same. I honestly couldn't even get hard when I was with the other girl because my body is still attracted to the other chick. Mm-hmm. I think about her all the time on a daily. She's she's talked to me and told me she's had sex with another guy too but didn't feel a connection and felt nothing to him and said she's talked to other guys but it wasn't the same. I thought I'd like it, but I found I'm not really the type of guy that likes to talk to multiple chicks or screw other chicks because that's not me. Right. I have to have some type of connection with the chick in order to do stuff with them. My social work and family life have all suffered. I really need some help, and I read on air. I'd actually like to have my ex listen to this. Thank you. What Did he say how old he was at the beginning? He's 18. Oh, She's two years older. Fuck. He's been with this chick for three and a half years. He has there's, a lot of time still. So there's a lot of fine. things going on here. So, uh, Dress up as a cop. No, that's this is serious. Oh, hey, I'm a cop. <laughs> this is serious. <laughs> So is this the first chick he's ever had relations with? Well, that's what it sounds like. It does sound like that, though, yeah. Look, go back to the old archives, listen to Christina's story. I was there. It was the same thing. I was depressed, sad. I thought that was the one. Um, And no one could tell me anything different. This was the one I wanted to be with. She was older. She went out with other guys. What you have to do is, and the hardest thing is, like if it's if you guys are broken up and you think that's the one, you have to leave her alone. It sounds like you guys still have some form of communication. To in order for it to even work, if it does, exactly. Chris, this is Christina. 
Chris, you in there? Chris. This is Keith's first, first girlfriend. What? Yeah, he, I'm here. Is he in the bathroom? He's in his bedroom. What's going on in there? And this is the song he listened to over and over. No, nothing. I'm fine. <laughs> He's crying, he said. Let me in. I'll be out in a minute. <laughs> Why do I hear fucking Metallica every fucking day? What's wrong with you? <laughs> this is my favorite song, Dad. <laughs> oh, my God. Leave me alone. Open the fucking door, son. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Christina. Just oh, reminds you of Christina. Every time I hear it. Every time. Every time. Oh, I was crying so hard to this song, dude. <laughs> so, okay. But I don't it. understand why it was this song, but it was. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you're 18 years old. A lot of things are going through your mind. If that was your first chick, look. You got to disconnect from her. If, she's, if she said she's feeling the same way as you when she's with other people, then there's still something there. But you talking to her, being upper ass, she can't miss you. She can't do anything because she's going to feel smothered. So I'm telling you, the hardest thing to do, and it was for me, is just to disconnect. It doesn't mean you got to go out with chicks or do your thing, but you got to find something that you like to do. Keep busy. Show her that you have a life. That if she was going to fall in love with you, that you're the person that she would want to be with. Um, and on the flip side of that, man, sometimes it doesn't work. I had a, And I, you have to move on. I had a chick that I was kind of, I wasn't heartbroken over, but I was sad about. And a couple, two buddies were like, dude, that chick was a roach. And I'm like, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, you're oh, in it. You but it helped me. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, really? Yeah. So I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, that never helped me because I didn't care what oh, other okay. people thought. Right. If I was in it, I was in it, yeah, you know? Yeah. So it's sad that he's that depressed and he's seeing something, but you, he, have to, he has to hang out with people that makes him happy. Like, honestly, when I was sad, I had friends to lift me up and say, hey, man, get your ass out of the house. We got to do something, you know? So they brought me and made me do stuff. But you can't be calling her and, and being up her ass. She's going to know if she wants to be with you on her own you attacking her all the time hey what's up how's it going what are you doing da, 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 da. are you banging dudes yeah, yeah, yeah. that's not going to help right. you right so yeah the, the hardest part for you is just going to try to do you and then see if she comes take back your, around take your phone and smash it god that's dude it's tough into pieces i remember writing novels to heather when she left me i'm just pages of shit <laughs> and i'm thinking if she reads this it's a miracle but i didn't care i needed to send it to her you know? It's therapy. And did it you, is. Did, therapy. did you send it to her? Oh, yeah. Oh, you did. Okay, I don't know if you actually sent it. And she told me, I didn't fucking read any of it. <laughs> but, but you felt better, though. Well, I, no. What, honestly, you did, but then you start checking your phone every 10 minutes. You know, and my friends be like, what are you doing? Uh, check my phone. Get the fuck away from your phone, dude. Like, back out of it. So, it's, it's a tough thing, but you're going to have to... You're 18. You got a lot to. Yeah, you got a lot, lot of living lot to do. Of, yeah. lot of He's gonna meet chicks. Oh. Gonna blow his mind. And I know you're saying, "Oh, I don't want to do this." You're gonna find one that's gonna replace that one and be better. That's how I feel. And if it doesn't, if that doesn't happen, then maybe the other one will come back, and then you decide that you want to be with her. That's it. Done. What else we got? That's it. That's it. All right. Growyourassoff.com. Pulp Mex code. I think I threw away my read. Oh, oh, no, you got I it. got it. Oh, you got Pulp it. Pulp MX, 15% off anything Grill Your Ass Off has. Jerky, sauces, gear, seasonings. Infidel for pork. That's my favorite. 
Killian, welcome to your first edition of Kiefer After Dark. It's just I don't have those life experiences. Yeah. I mean, I had two girlfriends before her, and they're like, I want to break up. I'm like, okay. Okay, cool. I got a race this weekend. You're so. like, yeah, cool. cool. Transformers is on. Deal. Right. I feel like Killian's a member of the Five Club. You feel? Yeah. Yeah, good. I like that. What's that? Just like five. You're never high, never too low, just always. Welcome aboard. Yeah, I'm a very, I'm kind of like a negative person, but yeah. Huh. Yeah, <laughs> like a I don't get I don't person. get I don't get excited about much. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. Well, welcome to the club. No, Kiefer's like a roller coaster: up, down, mad, angry, sad, crying. I've already, I've already seen it. Yeah, yeah, all over, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's it's, it's phenomenal. Um, all right. Well, thanks everybody for the questions. Appreciate it, Travis. Congratulations, you, Travis. You got through it. Thank you. First experience. I know it wasn't that bad. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. We get some gnarly ones. We didn't really get them, but yeah. but um, Trey Kennard, Caleb Russell, Davey Coombs. Uh, all on board with us uh, tonight on the show. Travis, thanks, man. Thanks for coming by. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I did. Good luck with the recovery. Thank you. Blue crew. Good it's luck to good. Allie. Hmm? Good Why luck good to luck to her? She has to put up with you. I, I'm that bad? I'm, I'm sometimes. Remember, I forgot we had her on the show. She came on. Yeah. Did she say she got any... Uh, I did. Oh, dude, dude. She got so many DMs and no, people she didn't. trying really? to like, like her. Yeah. And she's like, who's this dark side guy? Because <laughs> and then she's like, "Well, do do I let all these people come in? Do you know these people?" And I'm like, "Well, I've heard of Dark Side, so he might be okay." But yeah, yeah, say no to everyone else. So yeah, people were trying to slide in there. Yeah, right, right. yeah. Uh, slimy dudes. Yeah, greasy guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kiefer, thank you as thank always. You. Appreciate it. Great. Uh, thanks for coming up as always. Yep. Uh, what are you working on? Anything new coming up? Uh, this week I have. Man, dude, the coronavirus is really screwing shit up in Japan. Yeah. Yeah, so just busy doing shit that I can't talk about. Okay. So, sorry. Can you get some shit on pulpmix.com one of these days? Yeah, I do. What, what'd you get up with? What'd daytime you... just went up. Okay, besides daytime. Uh, did the KTM test last week. That went up. All right. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't even... <laughs> the thing is, this dude's not even looking. Yeah, it's like, obviously. Oh, I'm looking. Oh, okay. I'm always looking. <laughs> oh, okay. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Circling. <laughs> uh, I want to thank uh, Star Yamaha for nothing. <laughs> Can't believe it. Can't believe they tested it. I am fine now. Everything's fine. No problems. Okay. Great. No worries. All right. Do we have Will Hahn ever on, on the show ever again? Of course. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. I love Will. He's All a right. good dude. Should we have Will Hahn on? What do you think, Killian? Uh, I don't know. I think you should move on. Ah, there we oh, go. Nice. Uh, thanks for coming by, Killy. Yeah, uh, appreciate it, man. Good luck with everything you got going on in the future, everything else. Like, uh, yeah. appreciate the listens and, and oh, all yeah. that. I think you should be really proud of all the stuff you accomplished with your racing career. So, uh, yeah, and, and good luck with everything at the yeah, Shram. I think, that, I think that's one of my negative points. Like, nah. Nah, you're fine. Uh, you moved on. Like, yeah, you've successful. You've got the next part of your life going on. So, that, oh, yeah. that's all good. Got a desk job, gained 30 pounds. It's great. And, uh, and and you can do the off-road series right from your garage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got to deal with the coronavirus thing in our Taiwan plants. It's, oh, yeah. It's making my life harder. Dude, I wonder if it gets more serious here. That's a show for another topic for another time. But if we have, like, an outbreak, can we do a show from here, like, in the bunker? <laughs> <laughs> no, because Mark's... Needs to be here to start everything. So, oh, Marks, don't get caught up in the corona. Uh, no promises, you. but yeah, yeah, okay. Um, Marks, thank you, appreciate it. Thank, thank you. you, Talon. Nice riding with you at Wednesday. Oh yeah, it was fun. And uh, thanks for coming in, Talon Lone Wolf. Thank you, appreciate it. Tits is in next week. Yep, tits in next week. I'll oh, be boy. back in two. Here we go. Are you gonna give him some more uh, spices? Take some shit before. Okay. You, no, wait. Mm-hmm. No, I don't have any for you. I'll get. I'll get you some. Don't okay. worry. 
And um, I want to thank everybody for listening. Thanks to our sponsor, sponsor deals on pulpmex.com. As always, uh, thanks to our guests, and uh, thanks, everybody. We appreciate it. Next week, Jason Thomas and Max Steffens will be in studio, so the Fly Racing guys mm. will be here to promote the latest and greatest from those guys. And, uh, yeah, that's it, everybody. Another show in the books. Thanks for coming out. See you next week. Wiener's still better. There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Concho. I just wanted you to know that if you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho. Complete